Welcome to the Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOSports.com. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lion's Den, with your host, Steve Mathis. And now, strap in and get ready. It's showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. Pulp MX Show. Coming at you. Live from Las Vegas. It's August 10th. God, it's hot here. Sweet Jesus. It was 115 today. Help me. Help me. Pulp MX Show presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Thank you, everybody. We appreciate it. We were off last week. We're back this week. We got Unadilla to talk about. We got uh, Loretta Lynn's to talk about. We got lots to talk about. We thank you for listening. Great times ahead. 702-586-PULP. Give us a call. 702-586-PULP. We are giving away a Fly Racing Dapper button-up and an F-Wing hat tonight. Ooh, how exciting. Uh, also, we got your emails. We got your voicemails. Uh, we have the, the Race Tech emails. We got the BTO Sports, Gabba Gibbs, NFAB question of the day, X-Brand goggle tear-offs, and, of course, um, much more with the uh, – uh, that's it. That's it. We got more. Uh, Race Tech, Vortex Racing, Roost Graphics, X-Brand Goggles, NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts, Hot Cams, Works Connection, Atlas Neck Braces, FMF Racing, W Wheels, Guts Racing, Two Under Underwear. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, Galfer Brakes, KTMPartsExpress.com, and Black Ops Moto all on board with us tonight. We got Sean Simpson coming up. Yeah, Sean Simpson. Fourth overall at Unadilla. The Scotsman comes out of nowhere. Well, Scotland, actually, and, uh, and, uh, and performed well. Great job by him. Uh, we have uh, Forrest Butler on. He's the owner of the BTO Sports KTM team. He's coming on a little bit to talk about Davey Millsap signing with them for Supercross only next year. And uh, also, too, I'll talk about as Unadilla went with Short and Brayton, the BTO Sports KTM team. And uh, Rich Taylor, he's in town, the owner of X-Brand Goggles. He's here uh, doing a, a distributor show, and uh, he said he'll stop by at some point. So Rich Taylor will come by the studio at some point and, uh, and hang with us, and uh, looking forward to it. In studio, all show, this guy, this guy, he's done it all in the industry. Former factory mechanic, former pro racer, Loretta Lynn's champion, working for Dunlop Tires, married to Jessica Patterson, the greatest woman rider of all time. He's a listener of the show. We got him out here. He's entertaining. He was at the Jacksonville Arena Cross. We'll tell us that story. The great Eddie Ray. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's uh, it's exciting to be here. We've tried to put this together a bunch of times for yeah. sure to uh, get me in the studio. You it's, know, you have to tell the Jacksonville story. Yeah, it, it, I think <laughs> we can we can tell a story, you know, in time. But it's definitely different being here instead of driving down I forty or I seventy five listening right. to the show. Yeah. So. Uh, I think it's going to be exciting. I'm pumped to be here for sure. I'll tell you the same thing I tell everybody else. Uh, don't tell anybody about how janky and unprofessional it is sitting, you know, when you're sitting in here. You know, you two, you and JT play this thing down so bad. Like, JT was a horrible racer. He wasn't a, didn't have a good career. You have this janky radio show. You know, mm-hmm. I, I mean, yeah. it looks all professional to me. And look, you got a producer over there. Right. You got all this boards and switches and lights and, and stuff you're telling me about the price of all these uh 
the software, soft, software, software. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. real janky. So yeah, you you could sell this all and go buy yourself a, a fifty, sixty thousand dollar car or something. The number one online source for genuine KTM parts and accessories, KTMPartsExpress.com. Use the code PulpMX15 to save yourself money. Thirty-five years of experience in the motorcycle industry. If you need KTM parts, uh, powerware accessories, the power parts, KTMPartsExpress.com. They've got it. Great guys, and we thank them for coming on the show. And uh, as always, check out sponsor deals on PulpMXShow.com to uh, save yourself money. Check out the Fly Race and Moto 60 show presented by NFAB on Thursdays at noon where we preview the races. Amazon, if you're going to make a purchase on Amazon, PulpMX.com, click on the Amazon banner. Go ahead and make your purchase. We get a small slice of that, and I can afford to buy tickets for guys like Eddie Ray to fly all the way out from South Carolina out to Las Vegas for the Pulp Show. Taking your calls, holding things down over there in the corner, he was off last week. He's this week. I predict he's killing it. The Devin Gibbs. You predict correctly. How are you? Killing it. Enjoy your weekend off? Yeah. Your, yeah. your show off, I should say? Yeah, it was pretty cool. But well, we're back. We're back. We're back. Ready to do and, it. And uh, uh, so 702-586-757, Devin Gibbs will take your call. call Gibbs, yes. um, the first female caller wins this shirt and this hat. Excellent. 702-586-757. She's got to be like a real female who listens to the show. Okay. Okay. Call in and uh, and uh, we'll uh, we'll give you something. So, uh, Eddie Ray, um, we're going to talk about Unadilla, but let's talk about Loretta Lynn's. Let's talk about it. I You're a there. former four-stroke champion. You won uh, what year? Uh, 2003. 2003, Loretta Lynn's four-stroke champion. You've raced her many times with good results. You're a great rider. You're a, you're a really good rider. You kind of stopped racing for a while, right? Stopped riding, stopped racing. Yeah, uh, I, I kind of took a – after I won my championship, you know, I never really set out to be a – I didn't, you know, like everybody else says, I didn't grow up being like, oh, I'm going to be a pro racer, you yeah. know. I just uh, enjoyed the sport. I enjoyed the people, and uh, I just, uh, you know, so, enjoyed racing. And so I I raced Loretta's, and, uh, yeah, I won in 2003, and then uh, after that I – Walked away like a champion. I wouldn't say walked away. I turned my focus more towards Jessica. Me and her uh-huh. were doing stuff full time, and her racing became full time. And I kind of, you know, it, it felt like I was racing as long as I was there with her. So, right. um, yeah, did that, and then uh, stepped away for you know till this year. I went back, and, and uh, what, what made you start getting back into it? What were you like? Hey, I'm going to try to win Loretta's again. Um, you know, last year I went to Loretta's with Mackenzie Tricker. She was okay. living with us and, yep. uh, she needed some help. So I said, yeah, I'll go with you. And before we left, I knew this year I was going to turn 40. Yeah. And, uh, I said, you know what, no matter what, I'm going to go back when I'm 40 and I'm going to race plus 40 class. And so, uh, I started getting ready, started doing some riding, got back in the gym. Yeah. You know, I had lots of great people to ride with and, uh, um, I decided to go back this year and, uh, People who were there, no, it wasn't a disaster. I did okay. I won a moto. Hey, you won your moto. You set a fastest lap time. Yeah, yeah I set a practice. fastest. I set a fastest yeah. lap time. Uh, first, first moto had some issues. Yeah. Um, second moto won it pretty easily, and but in the first so moto, you were tied for the overall going to the last race. Tied, last moto? tied for the championship going into the third round, and uh, but in the first moto, I kind of almost went over the bars and took a shot to the chest and. Uh, um, Going into the third moto, I just I couldn't take the. I tried. Yeah. I, I tried my best to try to convince myself that I could still go out there and do it, and uh, I knew it was going to take a miracle when the gate dropped. I pulled the whole shot, but you know the track was rough. Every time you're going through these bumps and it's you know just jarring my chest. Uh-huh. You know, it, I I was climbing enough. It was an uphill you yeah. know 
climb from there. So um, now you you got the whole shot and you went to fifteenth. No, seventeenth. Couldn't even hold on. Yeah, sixteenth like or seventeenth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and everybody's like, "Did you get tired?" And I said, "Listen, <laughs> even if I got ti- if I got tired, I wouldn't have got sixteenth. Yeah. You know, I just my couldn't tired take, yeah. is fifth, yeah. sixth, whatever. Yeah. Right. So it was a great time. Um, I was happy to go back. I enjoyed watching all, you know, besides being there racing, I, I, I watched a lot of these uh, young up-and-coming kids, whether right. it's boys, whether it's girls, you know, you know, it, it's great racing, yeah. it's a great time, you know, gr- all the industries there, you hang out with a lot of people, so, um, you know, like I said, it yeah. was awesome, and will you go I, back next year? I will, I, I, when I left, I, I, uh, I definitely thought I wasted a whole year because I worked so hard trying to get uh-huh. ready, but then uh, I got a call from uh, probably one of my closest friends and uh, you know a, a, a sponsor, and he said, you know, don't beat yourself up over this, and yeah. it was Tom from Infab, yeah. and he said, uh, if it's what you want to do, let's do it. Let's go back, because this all really started with me and Tom and Jessica having dinner, and he yeah. said, I said, Tom, if I go to Loretta's, will you show up? He said, I'll be there, yeah, yeah. and he Man of his word, he flew in on Wednesday. I had Alan Brown there as my mechanic, so I had lots of support. And you know, it, right. it, it didn't work out the way, but he's the way it was supposed to. But you know what? He said, Eddie, if you want to do it again, I got your back. Nice. Let's do this. Nice. So, um, yeah, it's awesome. So uh, I will. Uh, I, I'm going to give it a shot again. I love racing, and that's right. you know, I'm one of the uh, one of the sacrifices you made for coming to this show this weekend is your wife Jessica went up to Canada. Raced the Canadian Women's National up there, and she won. She won, so that's nice. Yeah, um, you could have went a few weeks ago. A few weeks ago, um, or, she rode Kiefer's bike. Our co-host actually, she was supposed to ride Kiefer's bike. Oh, and in the end, she I think, and I'm not even sure she could have ridden it, but I thought she said she might have rode Jimmy's. Oh, okay. I don't know. Jimmy Dakotas. Yeah, it was his backup bike. Whether it's Kiefer's right, bike, right, I'm right. not sure. Either way, she raced. She had a great time. She said Canada was awesome. But uh, yeah, when when I talked to you a few weeks ago about or a month or so about coming, I knew it was I was supposed to come last week. Yeah, it got pushed this week, and I said Jess. David Pingree canceled on us last week. I said Jess. Um, R.I.P. Ping. You won't be mad at me if uh, if you go to Canada and I don't go. And she's like, w- w- why would we do that, you know? Yeah. And, of course, I gave her, oh, you know, the plane tickets. You know, yeah. I'd have to buy one for me, the expense. Yeah. You know, I really laid it on thick. Yeah. So she's like, no, nah, I'll be good. And uh, I knew I was coming on the Pulp Show, and I thought it would be tough to get back this morning. Yeah. And then turn around this <laughs> yeah. morning and come right back here. Yeah. So, hey, we've tried to put this together how many times? A lot. A lot. And I was only in yeah. California when it was simple. Yeah. And four, four or five times we couldn't, you know, yeah. couldn't get it together. Yeah, no. And I, uh, now good. I'm in South Carolina, and I wasn't going to turn this one down. So <laughs> here I am. Um. So Jessica's doing GNCCs now. Jessica's doing She's GNCCs. a uh, seven-time? Seven-time seven time WMX, WMX champion. champion. Yeah. WMX series still going on, but kind of not as uh, – lost a little bit of its luster, uh, you know, from back in the day. So she's doing GNCCs now. Doing Enjoying GNCCs, them. yeah. Um, uh, and this is her last full year racing. She will officially – she retired from WMX 2013. Yeah, right. Um, went on top. Went out on top with X-Brand goggles. Went out on top. With X-Brand goggles. If you don't wear X-Brand, you, won't win. you won't win. You won't win. Um, so anyways, um, and then, uh, this year she knew the end was coming. We have bigger plans, you know, we're, we're married, you know, we're talks of, you know, starting a family and, you know, I'm 40, she's 31. So it's like, you know, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, just in these last few months, like, uh, she decided she wanted to do some moto. So she did Canada and the WMX and, uh, in two weeks, she's going to ride the final round of, uh, WMX just for fun. Yeah. You know, in Indiana, Jessica loves, yeah, Indiana, Jessica's the kind of girl she, Hey. 
she just wants to ride motorcycles. You know what I mean? And uh, she'll race anything. She'll race anybody. You know, she'll race if you if there's a potato sack race, she's ready for it. You she's, know, she's down. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's uh, KTM, Eva uh, Brodeur, I believe, had won everything on the East Coast, and then JP showed her what was up. So. No, Jessica said the girls there were actually, you know, you yeah, don't hear much about still, K- you, you don't still, hear, hey, listen. Yeah, she still won. You, yeah, but you got to be, hey, be humble. And she said the girls there, there's definitely some talent. And she said everybody was uh, welcomed her with open arms, so she was super mm-hmm. pumped about the Canadian experience. And uh, MX101 right. helped her out. Alan Brown, Jimmy. Question for you from Twitter here. Uh, Eddie. If I'm getting into a fight, what sort of chain do I bring? An O-ring or an X-ring? Uh, so chain if, if, you're getting, hey, if you're getting a fight, on, don't worry about the chain. Just grab the one that's closest <laughs> to you and get to swinging. Okay. So. All right. Hey, uh, Gump, welcome to the show. What's up, bro? Hey, what's up, Steve? How you doing? Good. How are you? Good, man. Hey, before I ask you a question, I had a quick question for Eddie Rex. All right. Yeah. Do it. Hey, hey Eddie, do you remember the guy's name who you battled with when you won your title at Redis? If you remember any of the motos, uh, what do you, can I mean? What I battle with a lot, a lot of guys. Uh, what year? Uh, the, no, when you won your title. Won your title. Oh, oh, the year I won my title. Um, man, some of the some of the names that really stick out were Travis Blackburn, uh, oh, JJ, Re- Pe- J- yeah, JJ Petsock. Um, uh, Dude, man. you're leaving my boy out. Um, and I could I could be slipping, but go ahead. Who is it? I'll, and Jack Carpenter. You know what? The next person I was about to say was Jack Carpenter because he won you the first. Jack Carpenter. No, the first moto out of the, like it was a, it was a mud fest. Yeah, yeah. Some guy from New York just blistered every. I think he lapped the whole field. <laughs> and I mean, Jack yep. Carpenter later became you know a, a friend of mine. And yeah, uh, went to Canada, racing yeah, Canada. And Paul yeah. and you know they're, they're good people. And uh, he when it came to mud, he, I mean Jack Carpenter was Paul was the same way. I yeah. mean they were the man. But yeah, no, I remember Jack Carpenter uh, clear as day. He's a good dude, and uh, funny thing, I haven't seen him in a real long time. Yeah, he was my best man in my wedding. We're still really good buddies. Nice, nice. That's that's right good on. to hear. Glad to see cool. you still around. What, what else, Gump? Hey, where were uh, first off? Where was Watson? And I could not find you all day Saturday at Dilla. I'm a ninja, bro. I'm in and out. I um, know, man. Uh, Watson, you know what? I didn't see Kenny either. I assumed he was there, but maybe not. Maybe he skipped uh, you know, Dilla. You know what I'm thinking? What? He was afraid to get asked about the infamous story with him. Yeah, and, and the plastic. Yeah, he doesn't like that story. It's, it's not good. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, maybe that was it. He was afraid you were going to bring that up again, that he denies. And you swear it's yeah. true, and then you guys go around and around. Um, I'll, I'll text Kenny. I'll see if he was there. I don't even know. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, I was just wondering because I was looking for you. I was gonna yeah. say what's up and oh. ask if you ever got that poutine. Hey, bro! I signed like three shirts this weekend, autographs for dudes. Like, Do they help people? I don't know, but they asked me for my autograph. I'm like, oh, wow. Are you sure? <laughs> I mean, I do have four Manitoba titles, but I yeah. thought that was yeah. a little much. Yeah, right. You're legit. Thanks, okay, cool. All right. Thank you. Uh, Sarah Marsh won the fly giveaway. Uh, fly. Uh, Button-up shirt and an F-wing hat. Hopefully, she has a dude. Did hey. she say anybody having a dude to give it to? Yeah, it was her boyfriend. Okay, perfect. In her in her email, there was a number twenty-two, so I'm pretty sure you can guess what her favorite rider is. Oh, oh yeah, probably. I wonder if it's Josh Marsh's girlfriend or wife. I think you remember Josh Marsh, right? You used to work no. with Butler Brothers. No, no, okay. No. Um, hey, so uh, anyways, uh, back to uh, Eddie Ray in the Paul Mech Show, presented by BTOSports.com and Fly Racing. Eddie's appearance here tonight. 
Hot Cams! Unleash the power within hotcamsinc.com. Check out the discount code uh, HotCams2015, and uh, you get 30% discount on Hot Cams. Hot Cams wants to help you with the extra power you need. That's right. It's easy to get more power out of a four-stroke and to move the power around and change your cams. Or if it's a Honda, change one cam. Yep, so right. you've used hot cams? Uh, actually, Jessica uses hot cams. Do to, from, uh, set up from this show. Oh, perfect! There we go. Yeah, that's right. I remember that's that. That's right. Through the Pulp Show, Jessica Patterson uses hot cams. So, right. hot cams, bro. Unleash the power within. Uh, Forrest Butler coming up. Sean Simpson. Rich Taylor is supposed to stop by at some point. I'm probably I'm giving Rich a 50-50 uh, thing on whether he actually shows up or not. But we'll see. We'll talk a little bit uh, a little bit of goggles and a little bit of the world of. Uh, of goggles and what goes on with that. And, you know, hopefully the tickle thing doesn't come up again. It probably will, though. Tickles were back wearing X-Brand goggles, everybody. So my rant a couple weeks ago. Changed his mind. I don't know. I have no idea. But Maybe he listened to the show and said, you know what? I better switch back. I don't think so, but maybe. Uh, hey, Unadilla. Let's talk a little bit about it. Unadilla. So Ryan Dungey won. Uh, Joey Savachi won the, the 250s with a 2-2 score. Joey was really good at Melville. Told us all that he found something, something out that helped him out. He wouldn't really talk about it, but I've heard it's like training-wise or physical-wise. Then he kind of didn't back it up with Washugal, but it was a mutter. He got he threw his goggles the first lap, you know, whatever. Now he comes out at Dilla, and he look he didn't win a moto, but he was led laps and he was really impressive. Do you think he's here to stay? Do you think he can affect this title? This title? Uh, I don't think he's gonna affect the title. Um. And you say it's just the last few races or since Millville, but he's been floundering around the front yeah, all year. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, some of these kids, maybe they get in premature or maybe they're hurt. But, you know, he's he's found something for sure because yeah. he's definitely – he's a fixture at the front of this class yeah. now. And you First know, win it's, for Mitch. First hey, win for Mitch. Pitt. First win for Mitch and, I, you know, first win for him. And if you, you know, look at it, it's just like we said – or y'all say with Barsha. Yeah. You give him this confidence and this kid could – he could run yeah. it out. You no, know? because you guys, and I count you because you just raced Loretta's, are nut jobs. You're all nut jobs. I won't disagree. <laughs> I won't disagree. <laughs> I um, won't disagree. But uh, yeah, no, it's Joey Savacci. Won his first ever national. Two two rides. Uh, Marvin makes up two points on Jeremy Martin. Two and, points with four motos left. And makes Cooper really mad. Oh, Cooper Webb was not happy. I that, think people are seeing it now. I think people are seeing this maneuver, you know. Hey, I can tell are you Are you this. okay with everything that Cooper's doing? That Cooper's doing? Yes. The the hitting, the podium trash talking. Like, are you? Yeah, I love it. I, I think, <laughs> personally, shocking, I, think, shocking. Hey, I think it brings color and character to our sport. People are wanting to see. They, hey, the man people, who jumped onto Arena Cross Track and started brawling is fine with what Cooper's Cooper doing. on the podium because they don't know what he's going to say next. Right. And you know what? It's not going to be the same old, yeah. I want to think. It, 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 it's, it's horrible. Yeah, yeah. But Cooper's a, a breath of fresh air. I'm, I'm am I, am I okay with it? Absolutely. Absolutely. When he hit Marv at the bottom of Screw You in the second moto, I don't know what he was really trying to accomplish. Oh, come on. We're racing. No, you know what he's trying to no, accomplish. No, but like, like he was <laughs> he, he, he was he had a good chance of going down as Marvin did. And I, I you know, uh, and then some a, people say it's team ta- Hey, he's after Marvin for his own reason, own reasons, you know what I mean? Do and, you think do you think as you're a racer, do you think what Marvin, you know, he's not happy with Marvin cutting over on him? Washugal this weekend, we watched the motos today. You're a racer. Do you have a problem with what Marvin was doing? Um, 
No, because if I was racing for a championship, I'd do the same thing. But if I was the guy coming from behind and was somebody doing it to me, yes. <laughs> right. It depends on what side yeah, of the area you are. That's Marvin's what I mean. doing, I mean, probably, yeah, it's frustrating for Cooper because he wants to win races and he's got this guy, you know, kind of yeah. chopping him off. Yeah. But at the same time, I would say if Cooper was doing it, he would maybe be pulling the same moves because we're all trying to protect our, you know what I mean? Protect yeah. the inside. If protect look, the inside. If you look at Unadilla, it's a sweeping course. You're you're kind of setting up for the turn, two turns before, inside, outside, you know what I mean? Like you're, you kind of are moving all over the place. Yeah, you're moving all over the place. Um, but, you know, he's done it. We've seen it done in the past a little bit, and then he did it to Cooper, and Cooper got real mad at Washougal. Oh, he was And then me. he backed up by saying, oh, I'm really sorry, and then it happened again. <laughs> And you know what? I'm a Cooper fan. I, I love the right. I love the the energy. So you know what? Um, Muskin's gonna have a problem here because he's got to beat Jeremy, and now he's got to beat an enraged Cooper Webb. Yeah, Cooper's probably gonna be out for a swing arm or something. <laughs> you know, it's gonna be. It could get ugly. It, it could get ugly. You, you always you never want enemies when it comes down to the end of a championship. No, no. And you know exactly. what? And I don't think Cooper is wanting to help Jeremy. It's not to have nothing to do with yeah. that. Yeah, he's just made an enemy. That's all there is to it. They're not they're not bros, but they also don't hate each other. Those two. Exactly. Right. I mean, I'm great friends with the Star guys. Obviously, Jessica wrote for Star. I'm very tight with those guys. And uh, I always talk to Pedro and be like, hey, is it? He's like, no. I mean, they're, they don't, they're not in the back like, you know, yeah. high five. And, you know, they're not Davey and Will Hahn. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But they're not in the truck throwing gear at each other. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, yeah. there's people in there breaking right, them right. up. They said it's cordial. You know what I mean? Yeah. But they're competitors. And, you know, to beat a guy you got to not like him out on the track. Yeah. So you can't, you can't fake it at the race and be yeah. like, hey, hey, we're best friends, and then go out there. And, you know, <laughs> hey, you're not going to do that. Right. You know? So um, you know, I, I, think, uh, I think the racing's great. It's good to see Joey up there. It's good to see Cooper up there. Yeah. It's good to see Jeremy, Couple Marvin. Couple of wild cards, yeah. You know? um, I think the racing's been great this year. Four motos left. Four motos like? left. Who do you like? You know what? There's four motos left, and there's no way – I'm not going to go with Jeremy Martin and my buddy Pedro, no matter what. Thick or thin, star racing, and they're my buddies, so I'm a, I'm a star you're, guy. You're, you're buddies with Martin's mechanic that much? Oh, I'm, I'm in his wedding in a few weeks. You're in the wedding? I'm in oh, the I wedding. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, okay. um, right. And plus, Baby Al. I've been good friends with Baby Al. Yeah. I've been friends with Jerma for a long time. Right. And uh, uh, be, be, before Marvin's that, really I'm a nice star guy. guy. Hey, Marvin's a really nice I'm guy. I'm a Bobby Reagan fan. Me, I'm a Bobby. Re- Roll your eyes. I'm a Bobby Reagan fan. And <laughs> well, he's run such a solid program over the years. I can't see hey, how you're not. Bite your tongue. Bite your tongue. Don't talk about Bobby Reagan. I'm a Bobby Reagan fan. Hey, and you know what? He hey. full props to Star Racing. They turned their their team from a clown show into a Stop legitimate it. powerhouse. No, it is. And you know yeah, what? It is. At the same time, Bobby Reagan. Are you going to argue with me that that wasn't a clown show for many years? At, since two, I, I started there in 2010 with Jessica, and he turned Jessica's career around coming into Yamaha, beating Factory Honda, beating Ashley all those uh-huh. years. And that man never wavered a second for Jessica, and neither did Brad and the rest of the team. So the way he treated Jessica, if right. he treats all the guys like he treated Jessica, now you, I know why Star Racing's where it's at. <laughs> we should call up Peters or Audette or Will Hahn and ask how they were treated, or Dusty Clatt. <laughs> Or any other members that have ridden there and been like, what is up with this hey. guy yelling at me? Hey, now, unless, like I said, I've seen him yell at Nico Izzy one time so bad. I've seen him almost put Martin's bike away one time. I saw him tell Kyle Partridge if, at, at Texas, if he didn't jump from the wall into the whoops, remember that, Sandra? Yeah, yeah. He was putting the bike away. <laughs> he was putting it away. He said, boy, boy, 
You better get out there and you better jump down putting this bike away. So, uh, uh it's, yeah. Hey, um, okay, so, uh, Unadilla, we finally saw a better Kenny Roxon in that second moto. He pressured Dunge. She had a better lap time than Dunge in the second moto. He only lost by a second. He put heat on Ryan Dungey the whole way. Roxon's season hasn't been great, but it was better at Unadilla. Is that what we're going to see? Well, you know, you, we got to say it isn't great because he won last year. So, of yeah. course, unless he's winning, you can only go down from where he went wow, last year. Wow, but he's far but off the pace, he's, too. He's far off, but we don't know his personal – what his personal life we, – we don't know the extent of his injuries. I'd like to see them be maybe a little more honest where it's like twice this year he goes out and he rides like we're all scratching our heads going, what happened to Kenny Robinson? Yeah, yeah. And then after the first moto, he'll go and tweet, oh, I have a bad back or – I've been sick. Like, yeah. why don't you let us know that ahead of time? Then we're all not that going. That goes for all these guys. You know, you know and yeah. we want to hide injuries here for some reason. In this racing, we all want to hide these injuries. Yeah, but, super weird. You know, it's not hockey. Hockey, yeah. you don't tell a player you got a hurt ankle because they're going to come over and whack you in the, in right, the ankle. Right. It's motocross. Uh, if you're sick, it's not like they're going to come over and like you know, yeah. like you know, uh, hey, let's you. go for a run before the right, moto to right. try to wear you out. Yeah. You know, it's like, nah, know. come on, let's. I'd like them to be more honest. But like, once again, we don't know the extent of his injury, but. He looked good in the second moto. Yeah. Kenny Roxon is a, is a class, a, you know, a star athlete, yeah. and he'll rebound. Um, you know, he's got a great team. He's got a great bike. He'll rebound, and trust me, it'll only be you know a few more months before we're saying how great Kenny Roxon is again, and everybody's yeah. like, he's back. He's back. Yeah. He's back. 702-586-7857. Give us a call. Uh, you want to talk to somebody here at the Pulp Mech Show about uh, Unadilla or about anything else? Hey, uh, coming on the show, Nitro Circus. Coming back to North America in October with a mind-blowing new show. I've seen this show in Vegas. It was here, I want to say two or three years ago at the MGM, and it was, it was amazing. It was fantastic. Travis Pastrana and 40 of the world's best extreme athletes in FMX, BMX, and skate. Outrageous contraptions. They were jumping a cooler and a, and a little plastic three-wheeler, Eddie. Listen. They're jumping a cooler. Those people are crazy. I don't know. I, hey, they never cease to amaze me. I mean, they'll jump anything. Uh yeah, no. Uh, check out Pastrana, Josh Sheehan, Adam Jones, Bilko, Cam Sinclair, and more. 25 cities across the continent in the fall. NitroCircus.com. We're going to have tickets to give away for Nitro Circus. They come in coming here, up. South Carolina? I don't know. Well, I, I got, hope so. Hold on, i got a schedule. I hope so. Uh, I'd be there. Uh, I, wouldn't even call no. looking, I wouldn't even call looking for free tickets. I'll no. pay to see that. You're out for. You're how, out. How far i got to go? Philly. <laughs> DC. I'm not going that far. Winnipeg. Winnipeg, October 28th. Can't wait. Uh, NitroCircus.com. Thank, thanks to those guys for coming out. And uh, please check it out, uh, Nitro Circus. It's a, it's a hell of a show. I can vouch for that. I saw it myself. Um, the uh, Sean Simpson is going to be on our show later. I talked to him yesterday for a little while. We pre-recorded the interview because he was flying back. But, dude, fourth overall. Qualified fifth. Fourth overall. Ran up front. What the hell happened? Yeah, I think that's what, that's what a lot of people were saying. <laughs> that's yeah. what I was saying. I mean... I watch GPs. Yeah, I, I, I follow it, you know, because I follow Thomas Covington, and uh, I'll watch him. And I never even, re- I, I never even really heard of Sean. I don't know why I never even what? heard of Sean. Yeah, yeah, he won Lear up. I, like, I know, like, yeah, Cairoli and Fever all of a sudden, yeah. and and Paul in, and and then all of a sudden, at He's this been, last sand race, he just destroys everybody. You know, you know what he is? He's the Nicoletti of the GPs, a working man. Nobody's that angry. Okay, Nobody's or, or that depressed angry. or whatever. <laughs> He's a working man's. Guy, right in that next cusp of dudes. 
but he's fast in the sand. But he's a privateer too, right? Yeah, he's a privateer too. See, that, that's so. amazing for you to go in, in, in Europe where they have full factory yeah. motorcycles to be a privateer. Yeah, and, no. and, and he doesn't even ride the factory edition bike. He rides the older KTM. And then he came here. It's hard packed. That's pretty surprising. I mean, you know, maybe Unadil is more of the, the fourth Euro overall, time. bro. Yeah, no, there's not. You can't argue that. I mean, fourth overall. I, I know a lot of guys that wish they were fourth overall. Yeah, you're telling me. Uh, Justin Barsha, the JGR and Fab Yamaha team. Kind of an off day. It's 2-4. And we got second overall, but that second moto, we couldn't have been too happy. No. Filthy, filthy didn't race. He got hit in the head. Yeah, poor Filthy. He's poor still Phil. angry right now. He said he, was, he said he was on suicide watch. Yeah, he's on suicide watch for yeah. sure. I've, I've seen him go on suicide Fuck watch yeah. for way less things, so I can only imagine what it's like right Phil now. Phil is hilarious, isn't he? He's a good dude, though. Did he's an angry him, good dude. Did you see him retweet uh, a couple weeks ago that thinking positive is actually a bad thing? Um, he retweeted some fact that said thinking positive is actually bad for you because of this and this and this. So he wanted everybody to know that that's why he's not positive. I don't, I don't, yeah, I didn't see that, but I could definitely hear him saying that. I've been in multiple conversations with Phil that, I mean, he wants to choke me out about money and everything, you know, about yeah. riders making yeah. money. Yeah. So, but no two ways about it. Phil's oh, a he's, good dude. He's been, he's been really loving this Tickle X brand controversy. Oh, I bet. He's been loving that. He's been loving it via yeah. text message. Uh, Dean Wilson came back. Justin Bogle. What were you more impressed with? Bogle, for sure. Yeah. Bogle, like, um, I heard, uh, I just happened to be listening in today to a conversation. Yeah. And I agree with what I heard is um, you can work with speed. Like, Bogle, you know, once he gets his fitness, we already seen right there, the guy is really fast. He's got ridiculous speed. So, um, you know, you just take the fitness. <laughs> you go you go train with Alden. Yeah. yeah. Well, Dean, <laughs> and you just start winning, you know. Speaking of, of training with Alden, Dean Wilson's, I think, in the Alden program now, so that's good. Yeah, I heard something about that. Yeah. And, uh, but once again, you know, I, I'm not real close to the situation, and I heard, I, I hear, you know, what you yeah. guys say. Right. Um, but, yeah, maybe he, he definitely needs it. But Bogle, for sure, was impressive. But at the same time, if you look at everything Dean's been saying on Instagram and Twitter is, I just happy to be racing. I need to get I need to get races under yeah. my belt. Yeah. And we all know Dean's got speed, Dean's got talent and he, he's you know, been injured a lot. He's been he's missed a lot of gate drops. He's missed a lot of racing since yeah. that super, you know, he won the championship. Yeah. And then next year in Supercross hurts his shoulder. Yep. And ever since then it's just like he can't catch a break and you know at what point does this start wearing on your mind, you know that yeah. you can't stay healthy. <laughs> yeah, no matter what. And, I mean, think about it. The way you ride, it's like now all he's thinking is let me just get through some races. Yeah. When he first came back years ago from being hurt, he's like, I'm ready to win. Yeah. yeah now yeah. he's at the point where yeah. just let me get through races. God, and I, I can't blame tough, him, yeah. you know. You know, it's, you, tough. it's a it's a tough sport and nobody, you know, you're only as good as your last race and this sport's cutthroat. So uh, but super impressed. I'm not I'm not saying I'm not impressed with Dean. That that's not what I'm saying, but Bogle showed a lot of talent and a lot of speed out there for sure. Yeah, he was uh he was impressive for a short amount of time. I thought Kind of thought he'd be better coming back though. Like I thought he'd be more on point. Like he was really tired. Wilson oh, Bo- was yeah, Bogle. Bo- oh yeah. Well, we all seen that. You know <laughs> what I mean? Um, that's gonna happen when you come back from injury. You know. And hey, he probably pushed it really hard. I mean, maybe he was just out to show what speed he has, yeah. not the endurance. Like hey, I yeah. we can work with the endurance, but you know maybe he just pushed it to the limit and we had can nothing wor- left. We can work with speed, bro. That's right. Is that is that, is that what the, is that what the saying is? Yeah, we can work with speed. <laughs> <laughs> Alden can get you in shape, but he can't build your speed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. Race Tech. Race Tech. They've got uh, the world's largest aftermarket motorcycle suspension company. 30 years, Race Tech is supplying racers, riders, and tuners with factory level suspension. 
Privateer developed with guys like Vince Freeze, Cody Gilmore, Ben LeMay. You know who else is on Race Tech now? Michael Essie. Yes, the 800. Is, well, yeah. He, he is on. He's on Race Tech. He's on Race Tech. Yeah. Vince Freeze on Race Tech. He's doing awesome. Yes, he is. Vince That's Freeze. That's my is. guy. Uh, Race Tech also, uh, besides uh, motorcycle suspension stuff, they have opening their doors. Brand new engine department, Racetech.com. Use the code PulpMX15, 2015. You get 10% off Race Tech stuff. So here's your best emails of the week from the folks at, uh, at Race Tech. We appreciate uh, appreciate your emails, and uh, we will get to them now. All right, Stu sent this in. Steve, what the hell is up with RV? Get the redheaded bastard on the show. We don't care the GPs didn't work out. The fans want to hear from the guy. Those commie Europeans ain't got nothing on us Americans. Well, they kind of had something on RV for a little yeah, while. The best ones want to come over here, work your magic, pull some strings, or drive to Washington. Find them. I know you can do it, Stevie. Thanks, Stu. I appreciate the faith in me. However, Ryan Villapoto is not answering any texts for me or anything. He does not seem to uh, really care. So. No, he doesn't seem to care. Um, Shane said this in. Hey, Steve, huge fan of your podcast. Do you think you will ever do a podcast with RC? Ah, uh, no. No, that's not going to happen. RC hates my guts. He wants to. Uh, the like, closest thing you're going to get fire. to a podcast with RC is if you would have had your phone on record at Utah that night. Yeah. Exactly. That would have been a great sound drop. <laughs> yeah, it really would have really went well. Um, yeah, and that's not going to happen. RC doesn't like me. And that's fine. I don't care. Joe sent this in. Why do you continue to take calls from Raining Yellow? All he does and is going to continue to do is beg for free gear and try to talk about himself as much as possible. Nobody cares. I get it. The guy's a Stewart fan. So am I. Every week, you end up getting aggravated and hang up on him. Thank you for that. Imagine how the listener feels. Put someone on who will add something to the show. You were not happy with Raining Yellow last week, Eddie. Well, I mean, I, he's, he called in starting as a fan, of, a fan of Stewart. Now it's like he's a fan of the show. You know, he's like. He says know. he gets recognized. <laughs> Obviously, I hear that everybody. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I've never seen him. I mean, I, everybody must know him. But uh, yeah, you can't be hardcore and call Roger and all them and have them give me free gear and then say, "Hey, would it be okay if I asked for a fly?" Kind of a dick move. Hang up. Kind of a Hang dick up move. on him. Right. Raining yellow in this sport, you can't do that. You have to. You have to stick with whoever you're sponsored by. Who's you got to wear their gear? Brock Tickle tried that, I think, with X Grand just recently. Oh, why do you got to bring that up? Why do you got to bring that up? Are you going to freaking argue with me, Meathead? Steve, you have mentioned on your show as well as DMXS the fact that a factory team is operated at a loss as a function of marketing. On the other hand, teams like JGR and RCH are attempting to turn a profit by bringing in sponsorship dollars. My question is this. Is KTM, KTM and Husky are fielding quite a few satellite teams as BTO, Rockstar, and Troy Lee. Is KTM propping up all these teams, or are they surviving on their own accord? Yeah, Ryan, they're surviving on their own accord. Absolutely. They're trying to make money out there, and uh, as all teams are. David sent this in. Hey, Steve, I usually get to say hi to you at Washougal in Seattle, but usually, usually too busy to, to talk. Yeah, I'm busy. Very busy. I uh, I'm, I mean, obviously, I know you. We're friends. I see you at the races, and you don't even talk to me. So, right, it's like Steve. Boom, off. You're gone. Yeah. You have you, you're talk, like you're walking and walking away and still talking to me. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got that. You turn me on to listening to podcasts. I listen for everything Chris Hardwick's nerdist to Deadspins stuff you should know. But all these shows don't hold a candle to the Pulp Show. There is no other podcast that lasts for five hours that leaves you wanting more. The sound quality, the guests, the content, yours is by far the most entertaining show I've listened to. Weimer was great. Bowers was surprisingly awesome. Uh, who knew Christian Craig was going to be relevant? And the arena across from Vegas was Radio Gold. Anyway, I've been listening since Watson started and never gets old, even the Tim Ferry jokes. Nice. 
And David sent in a photo of his kids with Berlut. 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 <laughs> <laughs> he works for Suzuki. Western Pipe Groupie. <laughs> Doesn't work anymore <laughs> for that. But uh, that's the Racetech email segment, racetech.com. Uh, Eddie, even though you don't use Racetech, you can certainly understand as a, as a racer. Get your suspension oil changed. Get it sprung right. Come on. Hey, uh, Get your bike working well. I don't want to keep harping on Loretta's, but I my first moto Lame. was a suspension issue. All set, you know, done by me. So it's it, you don't realize how important suspension Dude. is. Send your stuff people, out. How many people don't even change their oil? Well, they don't care. It, it, you know, it, they, they rather see something cool on their bike than, you know, yeah. handling's everything. If you're, it don't matter how much horsepower, how good it looks. If it yeah. don't handle, it ain't nothing. Yeah. Race tech. Racetech.com. Use code 20, PulpMex2015 to save yourself 10%. PulpMex show presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Forrest Butler coming up at the top of the hour. Uh, Eddie Ray in studio. Sean Simpson and Rich Taylor all on the show today. And uh, all right, Eddie, some more big news from the weekend. Motocross the Nation's team was announced. Nice. Ryan Dungey is not going. Six straight years. He's, he's bowed out. I agree, Tony. What, what do you think? Are you okay with this? Uh... I'm I'm not gonna say I'm okay with it, but I can kind of see Give both him sides. Some like, slack. yeah, Cut I, him you some have slack. to listen. The guys worked extra hard. Trying, you know, he his living is racing Supercross and motocross. He's went the extra mile, going with Alden, working, t- you know, really hard. Mm-hmm. So, and you know, he's been on the team how many times? Six times in a row. Six times in a row. Yeah, and but you know what? I'm actually really happy with the with with who the team is. I think and we've hey, stepped he hasn't outside raced, the box. He hasn't raced. He hasn't done Ryan Dungey like at the Motocross Nations. For whatever reason, yeah, I I, I agree. So I've been there. He's not he's not the same guy. I, I if it, yeah, I'm okay with him stepping out. But you know, I, the the thing that I think of it, the way I think it is, it's such an honor to go. Right. And but for he him to turn times. it down six times. Okay, he's six times. Yeah, I I'll agree with you on that one. But at the same time, no matter what, I'm happy with the new team, and I think we're step. You know, you sound like you don't really want to come down on Ryan Dungey, but you really don't like that decision. But you're super pissed. Um, yeah, just because, <laughs> hey, listen, you know, it, it, you're going for your country. You know what I mean? This is for your country. But, hey, we have to respect Ryan Dungey's, uh, what he said, you know, what he wants to do. And, like I said, we, we you know, we pick three other guys that are willing to go. Right. And if they're willing to go, that means they're hungry and ready to rock. So and, uh, let's do this. You already stated you're a big Cooper Webb fan. So this Cooper Webb on a 450 thing, you are all about this. Yeah, and Cooper Webb, and I don't know if you all remember, Cooper Webb went to Japan last yeah. year and rode the 450. Yeah. yeah. And won. Yeah. In Japan. Yeah. So you know those guys are good. Cooper Webb's got skills. He's, he's hungry. He's feisty. I don't think he's scared of Roman. Is Fembra. he going to try to take out Marvin and other Euros? I think he's going to take out all of Europe or uh, all of France. <laughs> yeah. he could, I mean, you know, they'll, I hope Big France John. France may not. USA may not win, but Cooper's going to make yeah. sure that France doesn't win. America might not win, but I can promise you neither <laughs> is France. And Big John better bring him and four of his biggest Security guards right. because they're going to have to escort <laughs> Cooper out of there. But uh, listen to you. <laughs> I think uh, I think um, I think the team's going to be good. You know, Barsha. It's a hard. They're you know hard pack yeah, track, track. You know, yeah, yeah. Barsha. Yeah. He's he's proven here that he is a force to be reckoned with, and you know he wants to go represent his country. We have Cooper Webb. He's young. Like I said, he's feisty. I think he's ready to rock, um, you know, and I think he's pumped to prove to people I can ride a 450. I'm not a 250 guy. I can right, be a 450 right. guy. And Jeremy Martin, what what more can we, you know, yeah. who, who else? The only person that I feel that could replace 
Jeremy Martin on a 250F, James Stewart. James Stewart. <laughs> Have you ever seen James oh, Stewart it. go on a little bike? I, I've seen it. I brought Stewart up a few times, about come, but mostly as a joke. Uh, but uh, what if? What, hey, this is going to all lead into our infab question of the day. And but the Stewart thing, I I believe if if he looked at if if I was a team manager and he came and said I want to go put me on a 250F, Bob Hanna said send me on whatever you got. Okay, you're gonna ride the 125. What do he do? Yeah, he, yeah. He destroyed yeah. him. You know, he he rode his butt off. He won. You know, it, it's not a matter of what bike you're. You know, what you just go for your country and you're excited to be there. Put James Stewart on a 250. I think he could go fast. He hasn't raced all year though, Eddie. I don't care. <laughs> James Stewart's a natural. Care. I don't care. He's a natural. <laughs> the guy is naturally fast, you know? Fastest yeah, man on look, the planet. Look, the U- they say. listen, the, the USA has lost three years in a row, and I've been there, and so I'm all about outside-the-box thinking. I asked Roger, why do you have to name the team right now? It, the, the entries don't have to be in until a month before the race. So we have until September 1st, plenty of time to ship bikes. Why not wait and see what Canard does? What if Can- now? Four, four motos in, Canard is good, but he's not winning motos like he was last year. But what, who's to say that doesn't happen? Like, why the rush to name the team? I agree with that. I mean, for... for what if Canard just goes on a roll? <laughs> well, obviously, it's too late. I mean, I, I think... Why can't we wait? If, it's, if the, if the uh, motocross the nations is a month after... Yeah. Why don't we wait till the end of the series? So we got. What if we had two American guys battling for the championship right down in the 250 class or the 450? Yeah. Or, or in the 250 because yeah. you can only take one of them. Right. So why not wait? But they have their reasons, and you know. Stu. Put the guy in. Put on a 125 in. or 250 guy. 250. Okay. All right. Put him on. Hey, call Jamie Ellis. He built the Rockstar Suzuki's three years ago. Yeah. Jessica wrote them. Martine wrote them. Oh, well, Martine wrote him. It must be I mean, <laughs> hey, Jason Anderson. I mean, if Martine uh, wrote it, then hell. Hey, there's no better Iron Man than Martine. They, want, they went fast on him. Right. Call Jamie, Twisted Development, have him put a, put a 250F together. Stewart goes over there. No problem. No problem. That would be a wild card. That would be a hey, wild card. Let's say they're expecting 100,000 people. Yeah. There's going to be 200,000 people. <laughs> he does make uh, things exciting. Chris, you got a question for Eddie Ray? Yeah, what's going on, guys? What's up? Yeah, I got a question for uh, how he sets a bike up different for a female than a male racer. Um, well, I mean, it, it's not really a, a, a gender-based setup. I set up, we set up a bike for Jess because of her size, you know. Uh, Cut the subframe. Shorten, we have, you know, adjustable subframe. Uh, we shorten shocks, you know, um, taller pegs. Uh, and, and, you know, when we test, she's a pretty good tester. She can tell you exactly what she wants. So um, it's not a matter of us setting the bike up. It's a matter of Jessica or a female telling you what they want and, you know, uh, you being able to give them what they're asking for. So do you set, set up that sag uh, at the track or at home? Uh, well, we, we come up with our settings just like any back when Jessica, you know, was racing full time. We would go out with Showa or Factory Connection, whoever we were using at the time, and we would test hours and hours on end. And, you know, most people will run 105, but Jessica always runs, way, you know, more sag, like around the 110 mark because she likes the lower bike. 
and uh, yeah, she said but it again, feels nothing like to do with female male. Just, yeah, it yeah, has yeah, nothing yeah, to right. do. I mean, right. look at Ricky. Right. There was there was rumors of Ricky running one fifteen, one sixteen. You know, right. a sag. Yeah. You know, his bike was a chopper. Yeah. No, no, nobody else could ride it. Yeah. So I Connor don't think did. it's I don't think it's a gender right. based setup. It's it's always still strictly rider preference. So you didn't say. What about you know, the uh, What about the rear end? Do you set it up uh, stiff, or do you keep a stiff and fast rebound, or loosen it up? And let the stroke do the work. Um, you know, I, I, like I said, it's 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 rider preference. You can't really say if it's man or woman. Um, it still comes. I down. think Chris might be trying to make it a little funny. I, 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 I think I'm picking up what he's laying down, but you know, yeah, um, not, yeah, not that funny though. Yeah, not that well, good. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, callers got they have right. the right to call in. They so. do. Hey, Jared, what's going on, man? You got a question about Marvin Muskan? Yeah, um, sorry, I'm coming in late. Um, I really don't know what we're talking about, but sounds like Jessica Patterson. But uh, uh, yeah, just to digress here a little bit. Uh, so the weekend, I mean, we clearly saw Marvin. You know his riding style when he's under pressure. It clearly looks like it's being consistent that he's shifting over now. You know, in front of Cooper Webb. I don't know. Well. Look at the draw, it's Cooper. But I mean, it clearly looked like he was cutting over. I don't know what you guys think. Well, we talked about this a little bit. Yeah, you know, if you're Marvin, you're saying you're protecting your line. If you're Cooper, you're pissed. Unadilla was a track that, you know, you want to keep your momentum up. You want to go wide. You want to set up for corners because there's lots of corners that with different ruts. So um, JT is pretty – we'll have JT on here a little bit. He's pretty adamant that Marvin should but not be doing if this. If we go back to I'm the not. first time that this started happening, yeah, it wasn't – he wasn't doing it to Cooper. He was just doing it to whoever – yeah. Like when I first seen it, it wasn't like he was. It's not like he's got something against Cooper. I think if it was Savachi, he would do the same thing. Right, right. If it was, um, you know, who who else, Aldridge, he would do yeah. anybody who's going to yeah. attempt to pass yeah. him. Because yeah. I think all he's doing is trying to break their str- you know, break yeah. their their, well, their their groove, and then that way he can kind of get going. Because if you notice, it, every time he broke Cooper's kind of his groove, yeah. he would kind of pull, pull out a little, bit, right. and that ended up working in the yeah. end, where it kind of shook Cooper. Well, you can also make a. Co- make a case in that moto, like looking at the lap times, Marvin was going as fast or faster than Cooper. They, he wasn't like going slower and holding him up. Like you can make a case that no, he was moving over, yeah. but their lap times were consistently the same. Yeah. I mean, so. he's not, um, I, I mean, we've seen riders in the past hold up the yeah. group. Yeah. Yeah. No, Marvin's he's not, not doing holding that. Up no, he's not group. doing that. He's racing. And I think it, I, it could be at part of times, his strategy. At times before he got faster, Vince Freeze would do that. Before he my, got my faster. My microphone's not working. Okay, all right. I'm sorry. All right. Hey, thanks, uh, thanks, Jared. Appreciate you calling, man. Hey, guys. Keep your work. Thank you. All right, let's go to commercial break here. Uh, Public Metro is in by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. The great Eddie Ray in studio. we got much more coming up. Forrest Butler coming up. Sean Simpson, Jason Thomas, maybe Rich Taylor, some Jacksonville Arena Cross stories, and your calls, and much more. Stick around, why don't you? Hey guys, this is Jason Thomas. I wanted to talk to you for a minute about fly racing. Fly racing has grown by leaps and bounds since I started wearing it back in 2003. If you go back and look at a picture from back then, and flash forward to now, where you see guys like Trey Kennard, Andrew Short, Justin Brayton, Weston Pike, and the 250 Rockstar Husky team wearing, you'll see what I'm talking about. We're now producing premium products, but our goal to give you more bang for your buck hasn't changed since those days. Our F2 carbon helmet, worn by all of our pro riders, is what I consider to be the best value in the motocross world. 
Our new Evolution 2.0 and wide hydrogen lines have been continually improved and perfected over the past couple of years to give you the ideal fit. Whether it's off-road, supercross, motocross, or just riding in the backyard with your buddies, we have something purpose-built just for you. I invite you to check out our website at flyracing.com and of course your local dealer and online retailers to learn more about what we have been working on. Follow us on social media at Fly Racing USA and post pictures of you riding on our Fly Racing wall on our website. From all of us at Fly Racing, I want to say thanks for listening and support companies that support Pulp MX. The Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOsports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. Us at BTO Sports want to give back to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Don't miss the Edge of Summer MX event at Soaring Eagle Casino Resort August 28th, 29th, and 30th. It all goes down the weekend following the Indiana Pro National. Gates open at 6 a.m. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and racing classes include ATV Amateur and Pro Classes Friday, Pro and Amateur Motocross Classes Saturday, and the Amateur Motocross continues into Sunday. Enter to compete on the Mark Barnett built track or just show up to enjoy the action. Come see the all-time winningest motocross racer Ricky Carmichael and freestyle legend and business partner Terry Hart. Day passes begin at $10 for adults. Children 5 and under are free and weekend packages are available. Visit RedBudMX.com for more details. Race Tech. Privateer proven. When riders choose, they choose Race Tech. Supporting the world's fastest racers. Providing factory-level products, support, and service to the everyday rider. Each setup and product is 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. When racers choose, they choose Racetech. Visit Racetech.com for a full listing of suspension parts, tools, and information. Or check out Paul Feed's Motorcycle Suspension Bible, your guide to everything suspension. To receive 20% off parts and labor, enter discount code PULPMX2015 when ordering. Racetech. NFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out NFAB Off-Road Accessories. From nerf steps and lighting accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and fed access models, NFAB nerf steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All and fab products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. 
Nitro Circus is stoked to announce its greatest ever all-new arena tour coming to 25 North American cities this fall. It's the most extensive run that Nitro Circus has ever undertaken. Hot on the heels of Josh Sheehan's groundbreaking world first triple backflip on a motorbike, Nitro Circus Live's latest creation takes things to a whole new level. Starring 17-time X Games gold medalist Travis Pastrana, the tour will feature unbelievable new tricks, record-breaking feats, insane stunts, and the craziest contraptions ever, plus a whole new repertoire of daredevil fun. In all, there will be more than 10 world's first each never seen in the USA. Combined with a host of outrageous new contraptions launched from the jacked-up, bigger-than-ever Nitro Giganoramp, this is truly a visual experience never seen before. Tickets are available now, and fans looking for the ultimate Nitro Circus experience will want to get their hands on the all-new Nitro Club VIP package. Just $99 each plus applicable service fees, these exclusive passes include the best seats in the house as well as a chance to get up close and personal with Travis Pastrana and the stars of Nitro Circus during an exclusive Q&A session. Nitro Circus! How's it going? My name is Chris Laredo. Patrick Barker. Scott Lewis. My name is Ben Shearmeyer. I'm a mechanic for Jason Anderson. Weston Pikes mechanic. Wrench on the number 10, Justin Brighton. I work for Justin Barsh. We are running uh, Galfer. Galfer. Galfer brakes. Yeah. The best thing, yeah, it's like got to run Galfer. Usually, safety comes at the expense of comfort or mobility. Notice how we said usually? The all-new line of Atlas braces are 20% lighter, have three times more suspension, in them, maintain the much needed flexibility and even contact 27 more percent surface area of your body than the competition. All in a smaller overall package to make it feel like you're wearing less. The experience speaks for itself. The only thing left to do is join RV, Jason Anderson, Dean Wilson, and Martin Davalos to experience why Atlas is the fastest growing neck brace on the market. Get yours today at atlasbrace.com. Follow them on social media at atlasbrace to find out new and exciting things all the time from Atlas Brakes. We thank those folks for coming on the show. If you're on the fence about a neck brace, please try the Atlas one. Best one out there. For 2015, X-Brand has added stellar new colorways to our exciting Volcano, Phantom, and Limited lines. You know Nick Way demands the illest style, and now with RCH Racing's Brock Tickle on board, we have assembled a motivated squad. Our simple approach to a fresh look, unmatched comfort, and elite performance remains pegged in the red. You can rest assured knowing X-Brand has you covered with a full offering of lenses, tear-offs, laminates, nose guards, and our zip-off system. Order direct through the EKSBrand.com store and enter discount code PULPSHOW15 to save 30% now. The leader in design and development of high-performance dirt bike camshafts, Hot Cams is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show and its listeners. Looking to increase the horsepower of your engine without spending a fortune? You need to get a set of Hot Cams. Engineered using state-of-the-art valve train software and CNC machined from 8620 billet steel, Hot Cams camshafts are one of the most economical, reliable, and easy-to-install ways to add 5 to 10% power gain to your engine. By selecting one of our three stages of camshaft profiles, you can specifically tune the 
power band of your engine to best suit your riding style. Designed, dyno-proven, and made in the USA, Hotcam's performance camshafts are used by privateer riders like Jimmy Albertson, Mitchell Oldenburg, Michael Lieb, Adam Entignap, Nick Schmidt, and the Monster Energy Leading Edge Kawasaki team. Hotcam's wants to help you get the extra power you need by offering all Pulp listeners a 30% discount on all orders placed online at hotcamsinc.com. Type in the discount code HOTCAMS2015 at checkout. HOTCAMS, unleash the power within. Works Connection is proud to be a sponsor of Pulp MX because just like you, they're passionate and dedicated to the sport. For over 23 years now, they've been producing innovative products like their Pro Launch Start Device and the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch Line. Just take a look around the AMA Pro Pits and you'll see Works Connections proving ground for products under the canopies of Yoshimura Suzuki, RCH Racing, Star Racing, and other top teams. Plus, they now stock hints and clutch components, peg armor, ARC levers, and Fasco products too. Works Connection, your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Visit them on the web at www www.worksconnection.com and use the keyword PulpMX for 20% off your order or visit your local outlet and check out the new lineup of products for 2015. Do you own a KTM like Andrew Short? Then listen up. You can stop searching for the best place to get genuine KTM parts and accessories. Grab a whole shot like Shorty. Go directly to KTMPartsExpress.com, your number one online source for KTM parts and accessories. There's no shortage of genuine KTM parts in our huge warehouse, as well as a full selection of KTM power parts and power wear accessories. We also offer the same aftermarket parts and accessories that you see on Shorty's bike for your own KTM. 29 years of experience would be impressive, but we have over 35 years of experience in the motorcycle industry. We're here to serve you with a huge inventory, great prices, and fast, dependable service. The staff at KTM Parts Express is not short on experience and will process your order with speed and accuracy. Our goal is to get you the parts you need in the shortest amount of time. If you're in need of KTM Parts or accessories, this is the place to shop. Roost MX. Roost MX, the official graphics company for both Cobra Moto and Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. For over 16 years, Roost delivers professional level graphics for every rider from amateur to pro. Choose from our huge selection of graphics online and make yours one of a kind. Roost also offers a wide range of other custom products from t-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. With our quick 48-hour turnaround, shipping orders is top priority. Be sure to check out the new Pulp Nation section to get your Pulp MX swag. And follow us on Instagram at RoostMX for monthly sales. Get your equipment looking fresh by visiting RoostMX.net and use the discount code PULPNATION to save 20%. RoostMX. Motocross bikes have become very advanced over the past seven years, and yet ignition coil technology hasn't changed for almost 40. As a rider, you change sprockets, exhaust, ECU mapping, and even engine internals to gain an advantage. 
So it's four times more energy than that of a stock ignition coil. The Black Ops Moto ignition coil is race proven to help engines starting, throttle response, and acceleration when it's needed most. The Black Ops Moto coils are designed for two-stroke and four-stroke engines, as well as vintage and Evo bikes. Replace those tired, worn-out ignition coils with proven performance coil. Stop overlooking the obvious and contact us today. Pulp MX listeners will get 15% off just by emailing or calling us directly at Black Ops Moto. You can also visit us on Facebook or at BlackOpsMoto.com. Black Ops Moto. Hey, 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 hey. W-Wheels. Now that I got your attention, let's talk about Wheels. WUSA, based in Orange County, California, the nation's leading supplier of high-quality wheel sets for some of the best teams in the sport. They carry the top brands like Talon, Kite, DID, Excel, as well as Galfer and Brembo Brakes. All the W-Wheels are built by the same guys, that build Chad Reed's wheels. Whether you have a new bike or looking for a set of new race wheels or a backup set of wheels, W can get what you need. Complete wheels are not in the budget. Let W rebuild your stock hubs with their OE spoken nipple kits and a quality rim like DID or XL. WUSA, used by Reed, Rocks, and Millsaps, Anderson, Dungey, Short, Brayton, Grant, Internet, Peters, Partridge, Freeburg. They all use and trust W for all the wheel needs. If they trust W, why don't you? Don't buy a, a set of cheap wheels. Just because you paid $500 for a set of wheels, you're not going to put those on your bike. They're not that good. Really, seriously. WUSA.com. Anything you need. Cool colors. Better strength. They've got it. And they've been proud supporters of the Pulp Mech Show for many years now. And we thank those guys. WUSA.com. Do it. Don Emler had a simple vision for FMF racing when he started it in his garage back in 73. Provide top-level U.S. racing equipment at the grassroots level. 43 years later, FMF racing is known for delivering the world's top performance exhaust products. Today, Don's vision continues to guide the family-operated company in its 100,000-square-foot state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in the heart of Southern California, where 100% of everything is built under one roof. FMF is factory. Vortex Racing, the leader in top quality racing components for over 15 years, is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show. All Vortex Racing products are made with the best materials and the tightest tolerances. All because Vortex Racing is owned and operated by guys just like you, enthusiasts and riders that demand the best. We have over 1,000 different gear choices to suit your needs and track conditions. All sprockets are cut from 7075 T6 aluminum and come in an assortment of colors. Want something even stronger? Check out our full line of laser-cut steel sprockets. Besides sprockets, Vortex offers V3 oversized motocross handlebars that are 29% stronger than the competition. With years of research into these bars and top riders like Arena Cross champion Tyler Bowers putting their trust in them. You know these bars can take the abuse you'll give them. Remember, there's a reason champions choose Vortex. So the question is simple. 
Do you want to join the ranks of James Stewart and FMX legend Ronnie Renner? Choose Vortex. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com. All Pop MX listeners are getting hooked up with a discount on any Vortex Racing product. Just email Jake at VortexRacing.com with the promo code PULP2014 or call him at 800-440-3559, extension 222. See you on the track. Hey guys, it's Brady Chisholm here. Listen up. You'll spend $9,000 for a new bike. $3,000 for bling, and you wonder why I have monkey butt? I'll tell you why. You didn't go to GutsRacing.com for new seat foam and cover. Guts Racing has been the leader in seat technology for 25 years. They've worked with every top rider at some point in their life, and that tradition continues. With riders on teams such as Cycle Trader Yamaha, Motor Concepts Racing, RCH Suzuki, Yoshimira Suzuki, Pro Circuit Kawasaki, Geico Honda, they have worked with them all. They have riders like Cal Chisholm, <laughs> ben LeMay, Matt LeMoyne, Ryan Sipes, Brett Metcalf, and many, many more. They have been working behind the scenes with Factory Riders for over two and a half decades. So here is your chance to join stars of Supercross, Motocross, Arena Cross, GNCC, and FMX by taking advantage of the discount they have going on. If you head over to GutsRacing.com and use the code PulpMX2015, it'll save you some money, save you from having monkey butt. It's win-win. Head over there and check them out, guys. USA, JGR, Yamaha, TLD, Lucas Oil, KTM, Rockstar Husky, many more use Gal for brakes. Gal for USA. Go fast, brake faster. Black Ops Moto. Motocross bikes have become very advanced over the past 10 years, and the ignition coil technology hasn't changed for almost 40 years. Black Ops Moto! Black Ops Moto. Black Ops. Eddie Ray, welcome back. Black Ops. Eddie? That's what Pinkery says. I know. <laughs> Every time that you say that, I'll think of Pinkery. Black Ops. I know, right? Oh, Rich Taylor's in the house. Just back from commercial. Rich Taylor, owner of X-Brand Goggles. Uh, move all this if you can. Give Rich a seat there. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Coming up with Forrest Butler on... Uh, on the Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOSports.com. 
And Mike, you there? Mike. Yeah. You got a you got an Eddie Ray story? Oh yeah, yeah. Hey Eddie, Mike from Minnesota. Back uh, Hurricane Hills day. Oh. Uh-oh. Is <laughs> this a, is this on? a good Eddie Ray story or is this a bad Eddie Ray story? Oh man, I've never seen anybody so silly. Man, he hit his head so hard. Um, <laughs> he hit his head so hard. I remember. Oh, I remember this you, day. You remember jumping off that side of that table down into that little valley? Yeah, that was back in the day when uh, Crust. Everybody thought they were Crusty Demon with baggy pants, and <laughs> you just found two yeah. humps that were that you thought you could jump from one to the uh-huh. other. And <laughs> I remember jumping from this hump down into this hole, and I went way too long and right in the mud. Where? And, Where? And in, I had, uh, in Mazeppa. Oh, Mazeppa. It was Mazeppa, yeah. right? Yeah, Hurricane Hills. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And uh, oh, yeah. yeah, I was uh, I was snoozing her. Really? Oh yeah. You were out of it. Yeah, I remember oh, that. Um, it took probably like ten minutes for the ambulance to show up. Oh shit! Okay. Still, yeah, it was you're good still all dressed up, yeah. and then I think I think you're at. I I saw it. I got it all on video, and uh, some <laughs> reason stumbled across it the other day. And, Heard you on the show, my guy. Better call. I got yeah. it on video of just knocking yourself uh, out. I'm really surprised that this many people. I thought maybe no one, no one knew who I was. Wouldn't call you. <laughs> <laughs> when, well, when you knock yourself out like that, yeah, uh, it was a yeah. good one. I remember it. Uh, speaking right. of speaking of knocking themselves out, thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. You bet. Thank yeah. you. Uh, speaking of knocking yourself out, uh, this man here, uh, the owner of X Brand Goggles. I think you're this Mike. Are you there? I'm here. There we go, RT. Rich Taylor, speaking of knock yourself out, 96 Washougal, <laughs> grab the whole shot, leading the, the 500 class. No, 250. 250s. Because you know what? Just, the next week, God, I went, are, Does hey. that story, Rich, ever, does it just follow you? No, that's my story. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? The next week, I went out and bought a Boswell carburetor <laughs> because he was running this Boswell carburetor, and this guy said, that's what did it. I had a CR250, went out, <laughs> paid the money. They were pretty good. Got the they Boswell carburetor. <laughs> there was more to it than that, though. Oh, yeah, obviously. People went out and bought them, and then they were just like, what did I just spend my money on? <laughs> well, yeah. they were so weird. They had no main jet? Or yeah. no, what everything they, what was like not? backwards. Everything was upside down and weird. Holes and drilled all in everything. I just yeah. remember this guy. Oh. I remember seeing it, and then... I went instantly and had to get a Boswell carburetor. Yeah, RT yeah. was uh, was the privateer hero back then for sure. Welcome uh, to the show. Thanks for coming. In. Oh yeah, uh, I'm here in Vegas, 108 or uh, something out there. It was there. ridiculous yeah. today. So you're here yeah. for a, a, a MTA show. Yeah, MTA? and they're having a, yep. a trade show, Motovan, and uh, yeah, just a bunch of people down at the Tropicana showcasing X Brown goggles. Yeah, absolutely. Choice of champions everywhere. X Brown goggles. Champions. If you don't wear them, you, you don't win. win. All right. Jessica Patterson won her last WMX title with X Men right. Goggles. Sure did. I, uh, I was and at what, Loretta and what's Lynn's. Happened, and what's happened since? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I was at Loretta Lynn's a week ago, and I watched. Uh, I, well, every time I heard the C class out there, I heard Rich Taylor. Richard Taylor yeah, out there every yeah. single time. Then I, he told me he didn't even win. He didn't get the overall. <laughs> he won like almost all. The, he won three out of the six motos and got a second. And then his start device broke and stuck the forks down one moto. And then a uh, typical C-class crazy pileup yeah. took him out of one. He worked from 39th to 5th in one. So. Was he riding 1216 and 125C? 250C. So he went, one, yeah. he went 116 in one class? He went 115 in one class and 129 like, in and the And he didn't win. Damn. Yeah, he was, he was, he was bombed. Yeah. That race, man. Now, did you ever crazy. race it? Never. I never was there. I was there. wondering if you had yeah, your... 
back in the day if you ever I went. I showed up. I mean, you're, just, you're Idaho guy, so like, yeah, yeah. no, there was no Idaho for me. <laughs> there was no. I just happened to say, and, you know, it, you catch the name, right? Yeah. And obviously, I see Suzuki, and of course, his only sponsor was X Brand. Yeah. <laughs> so I put it all together, and I just happened to be watching the class because uh, before I went to Loretta's, I went to a training facility, and one of the kids that was there had won his regional. His name was Taylor Gibbs. He was riding Yamaha, and uh, so of course went out to watch him, and. He did fairly, you know, he's like four or five, four or five every time. And then yeah. here's Rich Taylor's kid yeah. just stomping yeah. everybody out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, I mean, his good motos, he crushed them. Yeah, he yeah. rode really well. So, I was stoked for him. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. This too, well. like, Loretta's <laughs> is one of those things. That's why people like it. Three motos, 20 minutes, like, yeah. it's not anything can happen, right? This is one of those things. Yeah, and you know, he, like, one of the motos, if, if it, that track actually, it's in a field, right. it's flat. If you've never been there, you're like, you get there and you're like, this is like a mini bike it's track. It's actually, yeah, not that great of a track. But it forms really yeah. bitching. They put so much sand in it and i was totally impressed like after like the fourth moto of the day if you're like one of the first four motos you have to get a start or you're screwed but if yeah. you're one of the later motos there's 10 lines in each corner yeah, there's gigantic but... breaking bumps it was actually pretty bitchy. well eddie was tied for the overall in his class going to the third moto what? and then yeah and then i uh, had rib injuries i had and... a um I had a 9.30 moto, a 6.30 moto, and a oh. 1.30. So I went early, last, <laughs> and, then, and dead middle. And dead the one middle. I won was the 6.30 moto. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. And the track was prime. The yeah. moisture came up. The ruts were good, but, you know. Right. Oh, I man. got a rib in third moto. Couldn't take any more. That was it. Um, that was it. Hey, uh, and we'll talk more about uh, X-Brown goggles and Rich and talk a little bit about, you know, your, your deal and everything else. Uh, on the line right now, brought to you by RoostMX. Uh, check out RoostMX.net. Pulp Nation saves you 20%. Uh, Pulp MX t-shirts, stickers, graphics. These guys have been in business for 17 years. You, Christina, Chris, the Roost Graphics. I mean, come on, Eddie. Yeah, stand-up people. Christina's Great people. awesome. 48-hour turnaround. They bring you, and they're proud to bring you on our show. He's the owner of Team BTO Sports KTM. Big signing this week with the number 18. Uh, Forrest Butler. What's up, Forrest? What's going on, guys? What's going on, Forrest? I got this guy named Eddie Ray. Are you familiar with him? A little bit. I mean, did you do that on purpose, or was that serious total coincidence? No, seriously total coincidence. Eddie was... Uh, coming on the show you know a couple of weeks ago but then i you know with the Millsap signing i thought i said you know we should get uh we should get um uh forrest on here to talk about it and then that just all worked out like i even said to you eddie hey, he asked how- me for us he goes are you, you like for y'all y'all good like y'all know each yeah i'm like like i didn't i know yeah. you're miami dudes but i didn't know yeah I mean, like well, we went to school to get we We've known each other. So, Our dads were I racing. Know, I know. I, I apologize. <laughs> I didn't realize. I was. I didn't find out today for us until uh, I got here, and I was like, oh, "Okay, that'll work out good." Because I got a few questions for him myself. For Forrest, what's your best Eddie Ray story that you can tell on the air? That you that, that, cannot that, tell. Yeah, you, yeah. No, that, you know better. What's the one that you can tell on the air though? Come okay. on. There's got to be well, first one. First, we do. We really go. We go like. I, I guess briefly hitting it. My my history of racing, riding my my dad and them raced uh, FTR like Florida hair scramble stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's how I got into racing. Good. Did that for about five years when I was a kid, and then I was out of it. And right when I left, there was a local motocross track. So I was about ten years old. I met a kid named Eddie Red, and our dads <laughs> knew each other down this local track. Uh-huh. That was it. So Eddie and I became friends. You know, we were like ten years old. Right. And then just coincidentally, how just. I guess if anybody knows Eddie, he's always around somehow. <laughs> Eddie ended up moving to a house maybe a mile from my house, and it was right next door to my cousin's house. So for the next 
eight, seven, eight, nine years that I had nothing to do with motocross, I still would see Eddie. And right. Eddie always had dirt bikes. And then I got into BMX, and Eddie was just, we show up at the BMX track, so we were. Eddie's there. Still Eddie's friends. at the dirt bike track. My uncle ran it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, there we and go. And then uh, in 1992, we had a huge hurricane down here in Miami. Yeah. And Eddie's house got blown away, like many people. <laughs> so he ended up getting moved to my high school. And then that was it. Like he, uh, yeah. that's who got me back into riding. Forrest, like, don't tell no high school home. stories. Don't do that to me, all right? Please. Yeah. So I here know we go. Better. So right. in high school, in high school, <laughs> Eddie, Eddie drove like a Jeep, you know, like a regular on. Jeep Wrangler type Jeep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Slammed on the ground so low. Soft top or hard top? Soft top. Soft top. Oh, okay. just, yeah. 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 It was broke down every other day because the drive shaft would break <laughs> from skipping on the ground. Yeah, yeah. And he would wear Jamaican shirts and like all the pants that hung down. To, I, like, think I, I thought we just said, let's not tell thought, high school stories. No, you know what? I saw him in Cocaine Cowboys. I, I saw Eddie Ray. That's, oh, yeah. that's right by where we live. No lie. When you see that mall, all that stuff? like literally bullets could have blew by our house. That's how close we are to there. Okay. Um, yeah. So you guys go way back again. I had no idea. I'm like, Hey Eddie, I drove their truck. Remember back when, no, he, when, when Butler did? brother first started, uh-huh. It was Forrest, Carson, and Brandon. Yep. And I would drive their fun mover because, you know, they went to school. They were in yeah, college. Yeah. And I would drive the fun mover from race to race. And then I started driving the what, – what was that? What would you call that truck, the, the bigger truck that you got? I, don't know. I mean, yeah, now it's – Big fun mover. Let's call it big fun mover. <laughs> yeah, it's called big fun mover. Right, and right. Uh, I drove that, and I would carry my bike and ride some race. Like, I would drive the truck there and – Race Supercross, just for fun. Yeah, no, that's what we do. We were all three of the privateers for night show guys, and Eddie would drive. We would go to school. Our mom worked for Delta, uh-huh. and my brothers and I would fly on, like, you know, our passes from yeah. our mom, fly right. standby. Right. And that was it. And we used to have to wear, and you had to dress up back then, so you had to wear, like, suits <laughs> or, you know, like, ties and dress pants. <laughs> Eddie would somehow finagle the fun mover into the airport, pick us up. We'd all race Supercross, and... Well, get in a lot of trouble and leave Sunday night. It's funny that you say that for us about Eddie because when I first met Eddie was the late '90s, early 2000s, and I'm like, "What is that guy?" And they're like, it's "Eddie Ray." What does he do? I don't know. <laughs> He's Eddie Ray. <laughs> like literally, like you had, you were just at all the races, and I don't really, you weren't racing then, or you? No, I, I, I raced, but I was, yeah. I, like I said, I wasn't just, no pro racer. I was no, just there. It was just Eddie Ray. What does he do? I don't know. He's Eddie Ray. Just there. <laughs> I told you I got into the sport with for all my friends. Right, right. <laughs> I couldn't find cooler friends. So I just you know. Yeah, started hanging out in the sport. Um, so hey, Forrest, welcome to the show. RoostMX.net bringing you Forrest Butler. Uh, congrats on the before we get to Unadilla. Congrats on the Millsap signing. Can you talk a little bit about why you did it, how it came together, why Supercross only, and what you're thinking for 2016? Um, I guess if there, you know, as far as a reason why, there's not a reason why I'd say like everybody knows, it seems like our team's always on the move to improve and elevate mm-hmm. and go to another level, you know, and Eddie's perfect guy on the show. I mean, Mel Saps is one of those guys that goes back. I mean, he, he's a lot younger than me, but I have three younger brothers Right. and my third and fourth brother, he is really tight with, and we got a lot of mutual friends and all the age brackets in between, but we all go way, 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 way back. So it's kind of a, full circle and it's just a place everybody knows kind of where mm-hmm. everybody knows Davey's story for the last year and it's just the right timing right place yep. um, Davey was able to bring a great new sponsor to the team and it just was something that came together we put together pretty quick over the course of a month Yeah, and it's just something that 
is natural. I don't know how else to explain it. You know, we just all hung out in Unadilla together, and I'm so excited because it's just natural. It's not like you brought a new stranger to the team or anything. It's just kind of always planned on working together, always wanted to, never knew if you would. Mm-hmm. And the opportunity arose, and it was perfect timing. So we did it. I'm As I told you and told Davey, I, I was really surprised when this, this signing came out of left field for me. But, look, when you add in Davey, he hasn't had a lot of gate drops lately, but you add his talent, and we all know he has talent. I imagine he's not really making a ton of money. He wants to get back on, you know, the ton of money bandwagon. He's got a ton of talent. You're getting him like a hungry, eager to build up his reputation back, his results back, Davey Millsaps. This could work out really good for you guys. Yeah, exactly. And, and again, if you, if there's been so many questions, but, you know, I like, it's not that we don't care about the past. I don't care about the past because I know Davey so well and mm-hmm. I trust him. But if you know Davey and for the people that know him, guy's got a bigger heart than almost anybody I know. And that's pretty much how I am. And the long-term sponsors and partners of this team, mm-hmm. that's what's come together. And you know that. JT knows that, you know. Um, that's what I believe in in Davey. I think he's 27-year-old young. I would hands down just throw my gambling cards down that, James Stewart, Ken Roxon, and Davey Millsaps are the three most hands-down, God-gifted, talented riders still out there right now. Mm-hmm. And everybody else is extremely talented. I don't mean it like that. Yeah, but. well, since Timmy retired, too. I mean, I would throw yeah. Timmy in there. But. <laughs> but you know what I mean? So I just think he's at a point in his career that he's still got a lot of life in him left. Mm-hmm. And the Supercross-only thing really just comes with, I'm a firm believer that our sport is really difficult to do one year round, like we all know. And kudos in a big way to the people who can still run both series and do it. But, you know, Davey's kind of like more of a ball sport athlete, I feel like, and Mm -hmm. we need to be smart about it. We want to have years out of it. We want to win a race. We want to win a championship. And to do that, he's just, he's kind of been through the ringer with injuries. And it was my idea. It really wasn't his. Mm -hmm. One thing to make clear, he's still driving me crazy. He really wants to race outwards because, he loves out there. He, really, he loves motocross. That's what he's riding right now on day five of riding the bike. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I look at it business-wise, and I see getting longevity out of him by even if we go win the Supercross Championship next year, I want him to take a break. I feel like he's just someone that needs that. You know, His body needs a break. Not mentally, not anything. You know, If you want to get longevity out of it, it's hard to do our sport and never have a break. You know, Right, right. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's it's interesting. What about this new sponsor? Talk about that a little bit. I saw you on the uh, on the sports on the BTO Sports uh, KTM Instagram. Um, you've partnered up with uh, someone, and uh, yep. it seems like a big deal. Yep, the sponsor is Creative Sports Concepts. So it's kind of funny. The day we dropped the release, we dropped two releases. We dropped the signing of Davy, and then we dropped the news of Creative Sports Concepts. And of course, everybody jumped on Davy, and you know me, and you know my team, and we're. Uh, very proud of our sponsors. So extremely excited to work with these guys moving forward. And the coolest part is they're not from the industry. You know, the guy who owns it all, a great guy named Mike Taylor, a total enthusiast. He's been involved in the sport for a long time. You know, um, Creative Sports Concepts really comes from the ball, stick and ball market. But their primary thing would be basically everybody's familiar with basketball. So building a basketball court or facility. Um, they okay. do a lot of stuff in event promotion. So, does a lot of big stuff with Nike, Under Armour, Adidas, and a lot of basketball tournaments. So a lot of the stuff you see nowadays, especially with like Red Bull, you know, they have a lot of these mini tournaments that come in or uh, 
you know, kind of more exciting basketball tournaments that might just be a weekend event where mm-hmm. they bring in and just like Supercross, they build. Yeah. They build, build a, court a court or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Build grandstands, scoreboards, electronic scoring and everything. And that's, that's what they do. Mm-hmm. But they do that on a broad spectrum from basketball, you know, all the way to rock concerts. So right. really the, the, the goal and the drive here is to bring creative sports concepts in connection with the promotion sides of racing right. from every level of supercross or across to nuclear cowboys to wherever it goes, you know? Um, I can imagine, a, Eddie, yeah. the BTO team's floor, pits floor next year. It's going to be all basketball. It is just going to be. It is going to be either disco floor or something. It'll (laughs) be. Remember how uh, back in the day our our, uh, Hart and Huntington had fog machine. They're going to have a a basketball goal, and you know (laughs) you're going to play a little game, a little one on one over on the side. (laughs) Hey, instead of doing the. VIP fan, yeah. you could actually play one-on-one against Justin Brayton. <laughs> yeah, there we go. In between, in between heat races. <laughs> um, no, it's good. It's good, exciting things for you guys, for sure. Uh, Forrest Butler, BTO Sports KTM team owner on the uh, Pulp Mech Show, presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Uh, Unadilla Forrest, uh, Shorty had a good moto, his best one yet since coming back from injury, and I don't know what's going on with Justin Brayton. Talk about Unadilla a little bit. Some good, some bad. Um, well, yeah, for me, honestly, it's some people know, and I know you know, but not huge, any breaking news, but I was out for a month from having my own back surgery, mm-hmm. so I kind of had my own little thing where I missed three races, and team was great. Everything went fine when I was gone. Uh, I was missing the races, man. I was, yeah. like anybody, you, you go on the weekend and week out all these years, and sometimes you're like, man, do I want to hire someone to help me out, or I want to go to all of them? And as soon as you're forced to miss a couple, right. I, I was dying to be back. So first, I was just Really excited to go back. And then, obviously, you're coming back from just announcing this news of signing Mill Saps and bringing on Creative Sports Concepts. Mm-hmm. And then it was back to racing. So, as far as racing went, you know, Andrew, obviously, is coming back from a, a knee injury that ended up being a little harsher than we thought it was at the beginning. Mm-hmm. But he's racing back. I think he had a great first moto. Uh, second moto, he got a little beat. But what do you expect? You're trying to race yourself back into the top five of that class. You know, it's takes some time, and I think he's going to be there by the the last round for sure. Right. And then Justin, we've we've been keeping it kind of under wraps a little bit, but he he kind of banged that up, and uh, he kind of banged himself up for the most part, you know. Yeah. Back at Millville. Millville, right? And really, if you look at the thing, like, yeah, we've had a tough season. He's working hard, and teams working hard, and it's been some frustrating times. But we more been having frustrating times around you know back end of the top ten, maybe eighth, ninth, tenth. And if you look at everything since Millville, it's, it's kind of been off, you know. Yeah. So he's uh, he's seen his doctors this week, and his health comes first. We'll make sure he take care of that. Right. And uh, hopefully it's all okay. But really, that's that's it. You know, there's no yeah. no hidden secrets. It's you're typical in this sport. If you're not you're not winning, you're not in the top five. Everybody throws up the question, "What's wrong?" Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it doesn't take much to be off a little bit. So no. that uh, was our Unadilla. 702-586-757. You got a question for Forrest Butler. Uh, best friends with Eddie Ray. Forever and ever and ever. Uh, Eddie Ray, who was the fastest butler? Oh, don't, don't, don't start Who was the fastest butler, don't, Eddie? Don't start you better, you better watch your answer. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, gonna, I'm gonna, you know what? Forrest was? I'm going to say Forrest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with Forrest. Well, I mean, we used to debate this. We used to talk about oh, it. Oh, I've, I've been in this debate yeah. many, many right. times. Me, JT, Red Dog, like, who's the fastest but I, just, I I always just threw the whole debate off by saying I beat them every time. <laughs> every single time. And, uh, well, here we go. <laughs> I won every single time. 
Um, hey, so uh, same team next year then for us, the Shorty, Brayton, and Millsaps, or with the addition of Millsaps, same same deal? Yeah. Looking like? Yeah, r- yep. yeah right now, you know, like like everything just so you know in the plugs, you know, obviously Team BTO Sports moving forward and flying WPS and KTM behind it in a big way. And uh, one thing to jump in there on the sponsor plug, you know, KTM obviously came through big on the Davy thing. And hopefully one thing we've kind of put in the rest was all the rumors that float around Millsaps and 14 of possibly not liking the KTM and, and all yeah. that type of stuff. You know, like he's, he's quick to point out, but I've already been telling him he, he can't, he can't answer everybody's questions. You know, <laughs> yeah. the kid had, he really has, has so many surgeries yeah. in the one season that year. It was insane, but nobody wants to listen to him. And the fact of the matter is he just turned around and signed, with KTM team again, he obviously is a believer in the bike, the brand, everybody behind it. Right. Um, you know, a lot of people know that his longtime mechanic, Carlos, his Dungeons mechanic in there. So there's a lot of kind of family friend ties mm-hmm. in this whole deal. Yeah. Um, and everybody knows, like, David used to ride for Roger and Ian, and, you know, there's there's a lot of people had to come together for the deal, so there's a lot of people believing in this deal. Mm-hmm. There wasn't anything that was pushed. So right. as far as moving forward, you know, that's a big part for him is, Everybody knowing that he really likes KTM. And honestly, his exact words, you can interview him next or anybody. Already in his first week, just like everybody on this new KTM 450, it's out of his mouth. It's one of the best 450s he's ever ridden. It's just yeah. an incredible bike, and the results are proven it. Dude, every, everybody arrived at this year. Every start is JGR, Anderson on the Husky slash KTM, and then your guys. And KTM guys. It's just every start. Oh, yeah, KT- that, that's yeah. it. It's like yeah. almost if you're on a Honda or, or you know, Suzuki, you're, you're just like, oh, Unless it was Supercross and KTM, it was then, Shorty then it was, every then single time. Andrew, Andrew Short over and over and over. That was yeah, pretty cool, but, huh, for us? That was a nice, nice thing for you guys. I mean, everybody loves Andrew, and then uh, he's pulling a whole shot and he's leading for a little while. It's, that's pretty good. No, I mean that's my favorite part about Andrew is he's just an amazing guy to work with, like everybody knows. But for me, on the team side, being proud of the team. And also, I've, I've read some things somewhere, people saying Andrew might be here next year. They don't know if he's signed. Andrew's signed. Andrew's 100% here next year. Um, he's going on four years with our team. Mm-hmm. And so bringing on Millsaps and the addition of Brayton last year, it's all, it's all awesome news. And obviously, new news draws the attention. But I never wanted to take away from the founders. And yeah. it's funny, on our flashback Friday this last week on Instagram was Burn from 12. And, you know, from Burn and now moving to Andrew and JT before them, there's, if Doug, you look Doug at DeHaan, the pattern now. Doug DeHaan, don't forget about the Canadian, <laughs> Doug DeHaan. But the years, the longevity oh. of the team. Well, DeHaan wrote for you for a long time. Yeah, yeah, and it, but you know what I'm getting at. I so know. Andrew signing for year four here, mm-hmm. where, you know, it's, it's a proud feeling. So I'm just as excited to move forward with Andrew and see what Justin can do next year healthy. It's, yeah. it's going to be an exciting year. It's going to be hard work, for sure. God, you... Um, if if, somebody, just, if you went to, if you told me you were in 2004 that in 2015 the Butler brothers were going to have this team factory bikes I would be like <laughs> have you, what do you give me whatever you're smoking <laughs> but uh, you know this was a big debate but I I mean you know, we used to always talk about but man what a long ways uh, for us definitely you've come a long ways with the with the team and. Uh, it's amazing to see uh, what you and your brothers, or you know, I know that they were highly involved with the the beginning structure of this team of what y'all have done and what you put together. And uh, I, I won't lie, I was uh, I was definitely uh, I was the one to say no way. It, it's, you know, like 
this is a joke. You know what I mean? Yeah. And to see where they've come, and you know, to to see where they're at right now, I'm I'm blown away by, you know, what what Forrest has put together. But I saw the work he put in with building these proposals and books that he built just for his brothers. Yeah. So I know why this team succeeds the way it does because I've watched Forrest. I mean, put together just hours and hours of uh, yeah. You know. I, hardback books to hand out to people and in the beginning and i'm just like oh, what are you doing <laughs> you know that's why that's why Ed, there's no eddie way racing right now no. <laughs> well <laughs> car racing yeah, yeah. i don't know about <laughs> but, you know funny why did you say that mathis when eddie raced eddie's number was 314 like when we did our, you know when we did our super yeah. fast privateer tour uh-huh so i joke with them all this year there's that Alex Ray races. Oh, Alex Ray, Ray. that's right. Three fourteen on a Honda. Three fourteen. Forgot about that. Ray three fourteen on a Honda. How funny is that? Hey, uh, they don't. Getting back to what we were talking about, they don't come much better than Andrew Shore. That's for sure. For for a representative for your team, for a rider on your team, and everything else. I I, I've said that over and over. Um, Hey, uh, this legends and heroes thing. I don't know if JT's a legend or a hero, but he's racing this thing in Indiana. Did you hear about this, Rich? You know what, he's Coop just said bike. something about it, but yeah. I, don't, I don't even know about it. What yeah, is it? He's racing uh, Wyndham, Ferry, Cooper, Rich Stanton, Taylor. Stanton, Rich Taylor. <laughs> Better get your kids to PDF uh, ready. Yeah, no <laughs> Jason no. Thomas. Are you supporting this, Forrest? Is, this, is he back? He's, he's back for one day. Oh. Is he going to be trying third <laughs> gear starts? <laughs> I do factory bike. We'll see. I just told him my one deal is he had to pull the whole shot. Yeah, yeah. So, you, so you're, you're on board. The, the, he is back with you guys for another race. One more race. We ordered his numbers today. Oh. Number thirty-one. Oh, wow. Nice, nice. I like to see it. Uh, that, that'll be good. Hey, um, BTO Sports is a big part of everything we do over here on the show, and never mind the, this Pulp MX show, but the podcast and do BTOSports.com. Use the code Pulp MX when you're checking out. Great guys down there. Um, you know, awesome service for people. One of the, really one of the, the nation's leading retailers, and uh, a big part of both of our programs. So thanks to BTO Sports. Yeah, absolutely. And we're, you know, this was finishing off year nine. So yeah. next year, continue on. It's, it's year 10 and it's just boring. This morning each year I sit down and I tell someone new and me, you know, we've been, been doing stuff like this year. It was, I think it marked year either seven or eight with WPS and fly mm-hmm. and year nine with BTO. And, you know, sitting down to say, most people never get to say they have a team for 10 years, let alone they've been with a sponsor for 10 years. <laughs> right, you know? right. And yeah, you're right. But kind of one of the cool things with, with Millsaps too is obviously everybody knows he was building his own team and he was going to go out about his own team. And we kind of crossed with, there's there's a, a handful of sponsors that he had already behind him for the new team. Mm-hmm. And we had those same sponsors. So yeah. a lot of it, you know, in, in Davey's defense, I brought the, you know, we started talking and brought this deal to him until it was signed. Like anybody knows, the deal is not signed until it's signed. But he was kind of stuck in wishwash for four weeks and talking to a lot of sponsors with yeah. commitments. And what did he do? He obviously has got an opportunity to go to a team with full factory bike, and but he's got a lot of people he's putting deals together with for the first time. So Fly, luckily, was one of those deals, mm-hmm. and that was a great crossover. And then guys like Dyke W and Wheels, you know, from yeah. FMF. from W to Fly, FMF, and everybody in between. Yeah. You know, it's it's it worked out really well that there's there's a crossover there. So and one, you know me, I'll go on sponsored, plug in my sponsor. Yeah, one of uh, one of the guys that helps us too, WUSA. They've been with us for three or four years here on the show, and I know they're a big part of your program. And John Anderson and everybody down there, they help me projects wheels for my new project bike and everything. Great guys, WUSA dot com, and uh, yeah. you know they're they're working with a lot of the top teams in the pits like yourself. So thanks to those guys. 
and uh, thanks yeah, to the FMF sure. too. Hey, um, the BIT, but the, one of your reasons why your team is going and why your team is so successful is things like your th- you thinking outside the box and this BTO Sports VIP program that we help out through JT. We publicize it on the show. And I think a lot of our pulp listeners have taken place. This is another re- thing that is really killing it uh, for you guys. And you're signing up people again for next year. It is for sure. And that's, you know, like, like anything, it's a combo, you know, it's team BTO sports and we're going to move forward and how we're going to change things and improve things and make things exciting. So on the rider side, bam, we just hired a whole nother guy and he's going to debut with a lot of pressure for us. We're coming out swinging with a number one plate at monster cup, you know, like yeah. Yeah. It's really neat, but you know me, I'm already nervous going to work and we're going to defend it. <laughs> yeah. But jumping back to creative sports concepts and, and these ideas that we have to do, like you said, special flooring, if we do some basketball stuff, I mean, we've already, we've just started to scratch the surface on ideas. But the VIP program to our VTO pit party that we've run, you know, now we've, we finally have connected with that outside the industry sponsor. That not you know number one obviously it's the sponsors bringing finances to the team for yeah. the team to be able to to go to another level and do new things that hasn't done, but the creativity side we're so excited to work with it you know the more I'm learning about them and mm-hmm. like I said scratching the service but the ideas and the concepts I really don't have anything to let out of the bag because we haven't come up with them all yet right but right by Anaheim you know really by Monster Cup but then by Anaheim yeah. I mean our whole goal for Supercross is to just come up with new ideas that no one's ever seen and it's to take the VIP program to another level and be able to give those people an experience they've never had. It's to connect all of our sponsors from BTO and Bubba Burger and fly. You know, it's, yeah. I don't know what we're going to do, but it's going to be cool. <laughs> the possibilities, I don't want to say are endless now, but yeah, yeah. you know, we have such a broad variety of, of sponsors that we're going to be able to bring them all now together. Um, yeah, like you said, man, maybe yeah. we'll have basketball hoops off the top yeah. of the semi. Tell you what, at Indiana, when the 31 puts on the BTO Butler Brothers jersey and takes to the track, it's to be tears in everybody's eyes. Tears in everyone's eyes. He's going to have to redeem himself from his last national season that did not go very well. That well, last who wins? That Him or Ferry? Uh, Ferry will win. Ferry will dominate. He'll crush everybody. <laughs> um, Forrest, thank you for coming on the show, man. RoostMX.net bringing you Forrest Butler. Exciting things. Uh, thanks for taking the time and talking to us about it. It's awesome, man. And uh, Guys, thank you very much. Eddie. Eddie. Good. I'm glad you guys know each other. Yeah, we know each other. <laughs> it's, oh, well, it's good funny job for bringing home the title from yeah. Lattice, by the way. I know. Oh, I like we I've heard the story. So yeah, down, we've heard me. the story. Forrest is always checking in with me. You ready? You ready? Oh, oh, I told him every time. Oh, oh. I don't think I could be any more. But it's funny when this whole thing was announced with the Millsap thing. I had talked to Forrest. I t- we, when we talk, it's few and far between because yeah. he's busy. But when we talk, we'll sit down and we'll talk for an hour. Right. You know? Yeah. And this came up months ago. Um, uh-huh. months ago. He said, what about Millsaps? And the, the Millsap thing came up and he goes, ah, it just wouldn't, I mean, it's going to take money. Like, yeah. how, do we, how do we afford it? You know, yeah. you know whatever. And then... It's almost like a little trickery that now all of a sudden he announces this, and as soon as it hit, and Jessica told me, I text Forrest with capital letters, <laughs> question mark, right. exclamation, Davey. and yeah. it just said, "What?" You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and yeah. and you know before you go, like my question is, um, I have a, a question for you, Forrest. Do you have any kind of like concern, like, 
are you scared? You know, maybe like in the past, like Davey's always happy. You know, he he's always sounds fired up. Is there any like thought in the back of your mind that this ends like with Cowie or like Honda or like that it doesn't work out the way you think? You know what I mean? Like this has happened in the past with Davey where I mean we know he's talented, we know he's fast, but is there a thought in the back of your mind where you're like, you know, he's been on some great teams that he said that weren't that good, you know what I mean? Like are you, what makes your team better that he's going to succeed with you guys? Yeah, the answer is I have no doubt, you know, and there's there's no way to answer it other than that. Like, you ask me. Like, you think because it's maybe like a family on. thing, y'all have known each other, like maybe he can trust you, depend on you? Is that what you're, is that what you're kind of falling back on? Uh, to me and him, you know, it already, it already feels like a big, the same big brother and little brother relationship it's always been. You know, there's already from the beginning, there's nothing to hold back. You know, our, our conversations of putting the deal together, the wall was already down that you normally have even with a rider that you know well, like, you know, the, the agent hat was never even on, if you know what I mean. Right. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. for Davey, from me to Carlos to Roger, like, I already knew that if he was going to do this deal and want to do this deal, I don't need to put any pressure on him. He has all the pressure on himself because it's like a family deal. He's, of course, he's riding for himself. He's a rider and he has a family and he has to take care of them. But there's an extended family here. And I don't know how to explain it other than you'd have to be sitting in my shoes and his shoes. Mm -hmm. And it's just a natural thing. So as far as what am I worried about it going bad, you know, so he doesn't do great and he gets fist or maybe it doesn't come around. It just doesn't come around, but I have no worries in issues. I have no worries Mm -hmm. of him not trying, you know, like I'm really excited. So I kind of feel like you're going racing with family again. You know, we, we have our goals, absolutely. So I'm not trying to knock down our goals. Right. But no, I don't have any worries. Well, for Butler Brothers' sake, I, I hope it works out for you guys because I know a couple times I've gotten texts from you like, oh, we were so close to the podium. So yeah. I know what it means to you, Forrest. And uh, trust me, I, I hope it, I, you know, I hope one of your guys definitely gets you up there. You guys deserve it for I sure. I think Forrest hopes that you get a Jeep again. <laughs> yeah, I'd have to call him at midnight to come. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, uh, thanks, Forrest. Thank see you, you Forrest. Right. Talk to you guys later. See All right, you. see ya. Forrest Butler, everybody. Uh, Pulp Nation saves you 20% RoostMX.net. What do you think of that Millsap signing, Rich, RT? What do you think? Yeah, no, I think it's going to be a good Kind of came out of nowhere, right? You know, the, the, the whole thing Eddie was asking, to me, he kind of has no choice, I think. You know, Davey, I think, yeah. I think Davey yeah. has no choice, I think. You know, and I hope they signed him to a, kind of a performance contract. Cause, I think they did, from what yeah, I hear. That yeah. would be smart. You know he can ride. He's motivated, he, right? He, yeah. And you know he's got something to prove. So right. it could be really, really good, for sure. Uh, how's everything in X-Brown Goggles? How's the... How's Biss? I know you were at Loretta's when there was a big Vital MX thread about me <laughs> and talking on this show. And you were yeah. like, what has that guy got done now? <laughs> no internet out in Loretta's, no. <laughs> yeah, no, I had, uh, of all people, Willie Surratt. Wild Willie Surratt. Yeah, yeah. That's Surratt there, remember? Yeah, Surratt's in that picture? I, remember, yeah. I, I quizzed you. You, didn't, you couldn't tell me who it was, and then I said it was Surratt. Oh, no way. 31. Yeah. Was, Willie, was, was, Willie, was part, Willie was parked next to us at Loretta's. <laughs> Yeah, and so, he so, came up to me just going, "What's going on? Vitals got something going. There's six pages of <laughs> stuff going. I'm like, what? 
<laughs> You're like, like, I'm trying to relax at Loretta's. Uh, and you know what? I ended up just walking away from him because I'm like, I don't get service out here. I don't even want to deal with it. I'm not even going <laughs> to The company could be it. imploding right now. He's at Loretta's I sweating just, his... Exactly. Sweat. Yeah, I just exactly. got to worry about my kid right now. That's, That's it. That's all I wanted to know about. And I'm just like, great, I'll deal with this. And in fact, I didn't even deal with it till I got all the way home like three days later. Right. And, and you uh, got home and it wasn't even that bad, was it? Nah, it That's was, how these things are. Yeah. But Tickle's back wearing them. He's back. Tickle's back. He's back. Right, Tickle's he's back. back. Rich, uh, yeah. Rich had talked it out with Brock, and uh, they made they came to a decision that he will keep wearing X-Brand, so everyone can get that update on the show. Yeah, you know, Brock's, he's, he's, he's such a, he's a great dude. He mm-hmm. really is. And when that guy gets some confidence in himself, yeah. forget about it, dude. Yeah. He's going to win races. He just, you know, being around him for a couple days, I just feel like he just needs some more confidence, and he's, he can ride, man. Yeah. He can freaking in it yeah he doesn't get a lot of starts and i think that little confidence starts and confidence are something that work together yeah. and i think that's you could be right you know i don't know just talking yeah. to him i don't know him super right. well but just talking to him for a couple of days i'm like man if this guy just believed a little bit more well, man he's gonna i was just upset win. at him at washougal i was upset and i had a microphone he had every right to be at a mic <laughs> And I and you know what I also I believe that he realized that you know maybe it didn't go the way he should have allowed yeah, it to go. Right. So. Um, by the way, I kept those. Those worked Dude, all I moto. Love that. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a picture of that. And put those it on worked Instagram. all moto. Um, those are awesome. Hey, uh, uh, how's the goggle business? How's things going? Talk about that a little bit because I got an email that I want to ask you about. So. Yeah, no, you know what? We're actually doing really well. Um, really well right now. Things are growing. This is our best year by far. Um, Sweet. You know, we've, we've you taken raise? on a raise, Eddie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, we got a, you know, parts unlimited came on board with yeah. us. Um, he's a tough negotiator. And, and though. They're starting to do really well. Uh, we've just, we've done some really good things this year and, and business is just starting to go up. You yeah. know, things are, things are coming around. Our line looks really well. Um, you know, and obviously it works good. So right. we're, we're in, we're in good shape right now. Okay. So it's really this seriously, I just got this email. I can even show you the timestamp, August 10th, 3.56 p.m. And so this was well after you were committed to coming in. Okay. So Mr. Motocross sent this in. I don't even know who that is. I love Pulp Mix and everything you do. I can't believe that someone with your talent, experience, and intelligence, (laughs) or maybe it was Pookie, (laughs) would would bother with the sport of motocross, but we, the listener, are all better for it. Okay, enough of that. There was a lot of discussion about goggles and X-Bands on Vital last week. And my question is, and Rich, if anybody knows goggles, it's you. What is the major difference between the goggle brands as far as materials used and design of the goggle? I look forward to your reply from Mr. Motocross. Now, um, oh, man. you, your father was the president of Smith? For, yeah, he was a VP for, man, okay. almost 15 right. years. You know? did R&D for Smith forever. You forever. wore Smith goggles forever. You raced at the highest level of pros. I don't even know how many Supercross mains and... Motos, you have top 10 motos. Um, so sure, and tested for Honda forever, tested for Suzuki forever. If anybody wants to go back and listen to the podcast we did, which I still get people telling me about, yeah, right you on. and I did a couple of podcasts that go through your <laughs> career. But in short, check them out in the archives. But in short, you know goggles. So I Mr. Know Mo- goggles. So Mr. Motocross wants to know what's up with goggles. So basically, I'm probably going to piss off a bunch of people right now, but no one listens to the show. Don't okay, worry about well, it. Well, good. Yeah. You know, 95% of the goggles out there are made in one factory. Believe it or not, it, you can just pick a brand and say it, they're made in the same factory. Um, if it's a high-end goggle. If, yeah. it's a, if it's a low-end, you know, $10 goggle or something, obviously it's different. But yeah. 
we all have, you know, we, we can all get the same materials. We can all get the same lens materials, the same frame materials, the same face foam, the same vent foams. It's all just kind of personal preference as to what you put together. My frame, we did the shape of my frame. Me and, and several top motocross guys that, that are my buddies, mm -hmm. we tested 50 different frame shapes. We came up with the one we liked. Face foam, we came up with the combination of stuff we like. If something was better, I can, I can get it. Yeah. We can all get it. It's, it's a good and bad situation. We all have privilege to basically what everyone else has. If we design something, it's ours for a while, then everybody else can kind of get it. Um, the bottom line is, you know what? I challenge anybody out there that has a gear bag with a bunch of old goggles in it. Go grab Which it. Which everyone probably does. Everyone right. does. Go grab it. doesn't matter what brand. Go grab two pair out and look at them and kind of dissect them and check them out. There's not a lot different. It's more about what fits you, what you like, what fits, what's comfortable on your face. With the exception of a couple things, we all use a basic face foam that's similar. The frame material, it's all very, very similar. The lens material, we all use a polycarbonate with the exception of like the air brake that right. has a, has a, I going to ask you about that air brake. Yeah. It's a, it's a, and we could talk about that, yeah. you know, um, uh, vent foam, there's 80 PPI and hundred PPI. It's kind of personal preference. Your goggles at home are going to have one of those two. That's, that's what it is. Right. Um, so, you know, you know, some people so you, you are you saying, kind of laugh about this goggle debate that people have sometimes. It's, it's so ridiculous because you know what, if, if you have a hundred percent goggle and it fits you perfect, it fits you perfect. Everybody's face is different. Mm -hmm. The Oakley may not fit you at all. It's all kind of, if you really look at what goggles are made of and what they're all about, you'll find that it's very, very similar. It's almost exactly the same from goggle to goggle, depending on the shape. You know, I, somebody told me immediately when, when you know, it was Surratt. Yeah, they were saying on this thing that your goggles are shitty and they're cheap. Well, <laughs> Wait, Vital MX saying things yeah, like that? So, That's not the know, Vital I know. <laughs> the, the thing is, my goggles are cheap, and, and the problem is they're not cheap. They're inexpensive is what I should say. And the right. reason they're inexpensive is because of my motocross education. I raced motorcycles my whole life. I decided to start this goggle company. I thought, you know what? I'm going to price my goggles less than everybody else, and I'm going to sell twice as many right. and make more money at the yeah. end of the day. Motocross dudes, dirt bike dudes are intelligent. They can figure it out. Wow, here's a goggle that's yeah. the same or better than this goggle for $10, $20 less. I'm buying that one. Well, I think I gave too much credit to some people because <laughs> we haven't sold twice as many as everybody else, unfortunately. But, yeah. you know, we're, we're starting, people are starting to figure it out. Right. And, it, and it doesn't take a brain surgeon to just kind of check it out, look at what you got and see, you know, yeah. you know, you could, it's, it's, it's not hard to do. Yeah, X brand generally, it, it comes in uh, 10, $15 in a lot of the high end goggles out there. And a lot less than yeah. everybody else. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Less. We are. Yeah. And, and so people go, you know, I want, you know, I want the moral money must mean better. You know what I mean? And it doesn't really mean that necessarily. And that just, you know, I just I've, bought a couch last week and Pookie and I were sitting on a couch. It was eight grand, six grand with a special or whatever. And I'm like, this is a pretty nice couch. Six grand. It's a lot of money though. Of we money. sat on another one that was like two and I'm like, this one feels better. Yeah. Even though the other one is, was six. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. You know, I'm, and it's just that, great it's story, that perception. Right? It's We've been going, I, I mean, obviously I go to a lot of off-road races and I'm telling you X brand rules the roost in off-road racing. Yeah. They are everywhere. 
half the ki- I mean, all the kids that live around our area, yeah. X brand. They're all they all wear X brand. And I was just blown away that I. And you don't see as much. Obviously, you go to the motocross. Yeah. By the way, I think it, you it, need to send someone there mo- to see. I mean, how many? Uh, like, if you did fitment like like Dunlop does, I'll guarantee you that X brand is probably leading the way, and wow. you won't see. Yeah. Maybe five percent of people wearing Oakleys. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Um, I don't know if it's because you know motocross has more of the glitz and the glamour. By the way, road. though, but three out of the last four weekends, X brand eight out of the top twenty in the four fifty class. I don't think I even told you that. Yeah, now that's pretty cool. I'm building on them too, by the way. It sucks balls. <laughs> but eight out of the top twenty in the four fifty class. Yeah, you want to talk cool. ten to twenty? X brand has that on lock. Yeah, we, we, we got, got some guys out Norin there. Norin and Tickle fifth yeah. and sixth and. And then 10 to 20, oh, uh, just blankets that. It's fantastic. Oh, we do good. It's you need good to take a trip east and just, yeah, it'd be well worth just right. to walk to the pits and see the X brand, the, the well, amount of I think, fitment. I think there those is people, those That's are good. people like you talked about that are paying for everything. Those guys are like, well, They're I, can, looking at the price I can ride a whole GNCC and not sweat through it. And this is ten dollars cheaper, and those yeah. dudes are the ones really paying for things. Well, those, yeah, right? I mean, the, the off-road, the whole off-road community in a whole is is more like that. They're more a little bit more, you know. I don't want to say thrifty, but they they're more frugal. They kind of check it out, and they and they, you know, I think they research stuff a little bit. You more. see a lot of people in off-road when they get muddy. Yeah, maybe they're easier to. Re- you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, I think yeah. they might look at the price point, right. but man, a lot of people wear X brand. Yeah, surprisingly, um, a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, it's it is weird that way. The perception. I read that thread too, and you're like, people are like, oh, they're they're garbage goggles. I'm just like, yeah. really? Like that's it's you know what? Right. I can't read that stuff because I just <laughs> you'll I'll lose up, it. I, 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 I need enough. that guy's IP address, yeah, and I want to exactly. go. Uh, I'm gonna go get him. <laughs> no, it's you know, and also what, too, people, and I I'm friends with Knowles and Hedgie and and the goggle go- other goggle guys. A lot of other goggle companies will build a special goggle for their racers. Racer that, that only foam. Well, it's like I just told you. Yeah. We we have access to we, anything. You can do it. I can build special stuff if someone right. needs special stuff. The stuff know? we get that I that I build is right out of the box. And yeah. some for some heavy sweaters, they run a pad. Other than that, it's foam. It's the stock foam. And so we're not even building, or you're not even building, special super secret racing foam. I mean, no, you look at, at some all. of the some of the top guys. Their foam is as thick as this paper towel roll or whatever. You yeah, know. Yeah, and it's all specially made. Right. Yeah, they don't even sell it. Right. So. They don't sell it. Yeah. They have no reason to. But so that's something to think about too. But. Well, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't. I don't want this to be like the, the big, X brand yeah, sales pitch. Big I just commercial. Want, right. I just kind of want, you know, it's just kind of it's education, right. man. And and it's a challenge. Like I yeah. said, I don't care if they're X brands or if they're two different goggles. Just yeah. check them out, and then hopefully you'll just open your eyes and be like, "Holy right. crap! Why am I spending a hundred bucks for this yeah. when I could get this for well, listen, half the price?" You've been a big part of this show for four or five years now. I think it's been a while. You've been part of this show and then I've been doing the goggle service obviously for you. So uh, I appreciate you helping us this show. Cause this guy's ticket was expensive to come <laughs> out here. So, you know, things like that really help out. I hope so you that's... flew in first class. Yeah. Yeah. I was in the back of the bus. I was sitting by the toilet. Just be happy you're here. Yeah, (laughs) but luckily you gave me the window seat, so I was pumped on that. I didn't do anything. I don't think I picked the seats. I don't even know. Um, But, uh, yeah, and also, too, Rich at Washougal, like, there were so many guys without goggles because you want to talk about tear-offs and roll-offs and the the differences in what you pick. It was light misting rain. Like, what is the the worst possible? Like, I was telling guys, look, they're like, what do you think, Mathis, roll-offs or tear-offs? I'm like, you're screwed either way. Like, Norrin was looking at me like, what? I'm like, you're, you're screwed, bro. You're screwed, bro. Because I can build you a, 
a visor to keep the light mist off, but they're going to get in between the laminates. Yeah. Roll-offs are better that way, but the mud, it's going to get sticky because it's light misting rain and you're done. You're just you done. know, it's, and I don't even want you to listen to this, but the goggle guys don't get enough credit. They really don't. Well, I'm don't not listen to this because <laughs> except for you. But I need to get I need to get a razor. A, a razor. The ones that exactly. go down to the line with bags of goggles. But you know, honestly, it's like <laughs> you're damned if you do, you're damned right. if you don't. You 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 know, you pick roll-offs and you get blasted coming out of the first turn by a by a dirt clod yeah. off of off of you know Dungey's bike and it hits you square in the roll-offs. <laughs> you're done. I, I don't care what you have on yeah. your your hose. Hey, isn't it funny though? Like okay, so we've all been doing this forever. We got four strokes and fuel injection and carbon fiber and titanium, and the bikes are more reliable than ever. They're easier to start. They're electric started. So anyways, everything advances. Like, we got knee braces now that are phenomenal. Pants are lighter weight than ever with, you know, super blah, 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 blah. Right. Like, Rich, you used to wear that cotton jersey in race right yeah. there on the wall. Like and cut holes in it. Yeah. That was good to go. Okay. But goggles. Yeah. Like, we're not. We're sort of stuck. No, and again, you like, know, what's it's, it the goes, next thing? It goes back to that challenge. You look at what you got in your old gear bag. Hey, and I have a yeah. question. You would think with the advancements in yeah. modern technology and everything, why, when Scott years ago came out with like the EFS system and all that, why couldn't they bring that back now, where you don't have you could use like that that. I or you know well you absolutely can and the the problem with it is anything electrical can break and especially when you're in the mud and you're in the wet it's really hard to get something electrical that'll work um there was a goggle company out of ireland not long ago that had some big giant electrical thing they're not selling it anymore but smith it was fan crazy the smith fan the smith fan for fogging was absolutely that was uh did that work know, did that work it worked in the ski industry but oh, okay. it, for moto it was a little heavy and bulky and didn't really you're didn't right really though happen. i mean i mean i remember when they came out with the eye dirt would get on it and it wouldn't stop well then they put the button yeah they put the button because i had ones with the i had ones with the sensor and when you went in and out of trees it would move because light dark light dark they would fit on the uh the scott uh 109s remember that was the 109 89s 109s and i i uh i ran i came across many many years ago a set that a shop still had in the package and it's so old that the package is brittle. Like oh, we, get me know, that. I want that. No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. I'm not giving you that. <laughs> oh, you bought it? No, I have it. Oh, oh that's but awesome. it's, I, want, but, I want it for the studio here. No, it's still like so, but I mean, it's a complete still, but the the, the um the packaging is like turning brown. It's just brittle, oh, like geez. falling apart. But I, you always think like, okay, now at this time, why wouldn't you maybe come up with something, you know, like instead of pulling the cord but maybe just traditional maybe I mean, that's all you really need it's not like why you aren't thinking about the it wheel? Well, why not reinvent the, you know well it, it's you know it's it has to do with electric electronics and and water, water and, and everything, breaking right? and expensive rocks and, and yeah um everything else you know we we've got a couple things we're working on that have to do with leverage and, do even, and do, stuff do, but is that new goggle coming out soon don't we don't we have like a new, yeah we got a brand I mean, new is that one. coming be, it's coming it's what? coming we someone, saw, we saw someone it told today. me more about it then you had told me. They were telling me about it, like our mutual friend. I don't remember who it was. No, and I'm like, kidding. really? <laughs> I'm like, Rich hasn't said a word. No, so, no. Okay. We're, right. we're working on it. We're, right. uh, it's done, actually. It's oh, okay. completely done. It's no, just, thanks for keeping your number no. one goggle guy on, on top of that stuff. <laughs> well, I don't have him yet, but right. it's done. Um, yeah. JT, welcome to the show. Appreciate it. 
Rich Taylor is on here in studio. I I heard that. Yeah. You guys bicker, bickering about new product releases. It sounds like me. <laughs> I know, right? Fly Racing's Jason Thomas. JT, can people get the new Fly stuff yet? When's it out? Not yet. Okay. Not yet. Uh, we were actually had a meeting about that today, de- debating release time because it's okay. You know how it is with big companies. We have warehouses and we have to yeah. do transfers and. Right. Warehouse splits and all that stuff. So we're working on it. So, it's all—it's actually all sitting in Boise right now. We're just trying to get it. Someone asked everywhere. me that over the weekend. So let me ask you this: Like, I know some of the other gear companies—they don't allow their riders to give out the new stuff. Have you told Shorty mm-hmm. and Brayton and those dudes they can't give out jerseys and and Pike and all that? Uh, probably that would be Max's call. Uh, okay, um, he right. has his own racer inventory. So he's got to manage that, and he right. does a great job of it. So I'm sure he's on top of it. Yeah, because I was asking for a jersey for a mutual friend, and the guy's like, I can't even give you this. I'm like, why not? It's 14 or 15 stuff. And I'm like, okay, great. 16. Uh, yeah. 16, yep. yeah, whatever year yep. we're in. Uh, Nash, gentlemen, good seeing you this gentlemen. weekend, Nash. Good seeing you. Always good seeing you. I apologize. I didn't take more time to talk to you. I was just doing interviews, and you know how that how that is. Hey, you're, you're, a, man, you're, you're a man of the world when it comes to being in the pits. It was awesome. It was my daughter's first time she's ever been to a national. She mm-hmm. loved it. It was a win. But the real story is you need to become Chiz's agent. I've got a plan. <laughs> Chiz's agent? You, you bargaining hard. I. Chiz, you heard me as an I, agent. I went for gargoyles. <laughs> I went for gargoyles. Listen, listen, you can do it. We'll put a suit on you. You'll get shaved up. You bring the, the guy asked for a million dollars for gear. I did ask for a mil- I asked for a three-year million-dollar deal. I think. <laughs> what? Well, it's only thirty-three thousand a year. Uh, on, guy. Hey Nash, if I become an agent, do I have to wear pants and stuff? No, you go rogue. You you write it your own way. Okay, I like that. You know, nobody can tame you. Nobody can tame no. you. That's what makes you you. Thank you. you I know? like that. See, you know the biz inside out, upside down, left, right, sideways. I, I might not do well. I just went on a 30-minute rant last week about uh, Brock Tickle's goggle issues, and I was very upset. And I probably should have kept that all to myself. So being an agent, like I would be very upset and tell a lot of people a lot of things. Rich, like you hunting down the guys who make exactly. – make, I might not make a good agent that way. So I was, I'm being honest. I was watching practice at Unadilla in the morning, and I was like, wow, Tickle's got X-Brand back on. Uh, oh, it's all over social media too. Have you seen it? Like, uh, I, come on. Yeah. I'll end up, I'll end up hunting somebody. No, down I mean just I people saying that. tickle X brand tickle. Like, uh, have you seen that kind of uh, stuff? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, whatever. You know what? What? Uh, Nash, what? You got a question for Rich? I do. I I don't have a question. I just, as a person who's been riding dirt bikes for twenty five plus years, I wear X brand, and I'm not hyping it. The goggles work. I can see the engineering that goes into the goggle. I ride off road. I ride motocross. It's a no brainer. And there's five people listening going, shut up, idiot. Why is Nash telling me what he wears? I'm just <laughs> telling you, it's a great goggle. And you can see that a human being with a brain designed it. So, there we go. All the pubescent right kids that are still having their mommy uh, tie their shoes and wipe their behinds for them, once they start paying for their own stuff and seeing what really works in this product line, right. you can't deny the quality that's an X brand goggle. Uh, oh, Nash, Nash, appreciate that, man. That's, that's for a new really nice. Is this now like yeah. a raining yellow? You asked for a free set. <laughs> <laughs> hey, would you be mad if I asked for a free set? Exactly. No. <laughs> By the that's way, absolutely ridiculous. Although I will tell you this, Rich Taylor did give twelve goggles that we gave away to Sea Riders at our hair scramble we promote. Oh, and nice. X-Fran was right there doing that, and we got him into the beginner riders' hands, and you know we. The guys like them and the people appreciate it. But Sweet. the million dollar question is Rich Taylor, 
how come there cannot be a dual painting lens with the, the fishing line set up w- with the roll-off sold? It's just not viable for production? No, no, we can absolutely do that. Um, definitely. Uh, in Why fact, would you want the dual pain, though? I mean, you well, have dual no pain for like in, pain. I mean, enduro guys for, who are out in the woods and breathing hard that fog up. They want no, a dual pain. They got no fog lens. on them. Beat it. They got no fog on them already. No, Steve. It's uh, when it's, seriously. you know, they get condensation, yeah. not so much fog. Right, but right. That dual pain lens works wrong. really it's well. A niche market. Oh, it's here we go. Right. Niche market. But it, it's, it's a good goggle setup. I'm just giving you the tip, Taylor. You'd corner the enduro market. No, we can absolutely so, do it. You know what's, what's scary 10 is... 10 to 15. No, we actually did it when my dad was at Smith. We had one, oh, that, okay. that, a dual-pane lens that you could put a roll-off on. Yeah, the same so. as uh, Ridgeline step bars. Easy. 10 to 15. Speaking of Smith, I'm in Sun Valley right now as we speak. What? <laughs> yeah. You're in Sun Valley, huh? Sitting what? in Sun Valley GT, right what was now. the weirdest goggle setup you ever ran? What's that? I'm sorry. What was the weirdest goggle setup you ever ran? Weirdest goggle setup... Uh, I don't know. I'm nothing too crazy. I mean, I've run, I think I've used about everything out there, including, you know, Oakley X. Uh, I actually really like the X brand frame. Um, I don't even know if it's the same as it was. That was 2008. Um, but I've kind of used everything out there. I mean, everybody, everybody makes a good product. Um, I think, you know, if, as long as you stay with the, the main key brands, obviously Rich's family heritage is in goggles, so he knows what he's doing. Um, but I think, you know, everybody's pretty, you know, yeah. makes a pretty good product. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Nash. Gotcha. Thanks for calling in, bro. Thanks for the... Nash, thanks. Thank you for sure. Hey, cheers. Have fun. All right, see ya. Appreciate it. Uh, this Oakley Airbrake, um, pretty trick goggle. Pretty Absolutely. cool goggle. Yep. 150 bucks. It's not cheap. Retail. What? 160 retail. 160. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that thing, and I see these things at Nationals are getting tossed. 160 <laughs> roll, roll off, roll off. Which you've probably been seeing getting tossed or two twenty retail. Oh my that's god, that's nuts. That's nuts. You yeah. know, it, it's 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 a bitchin' product. Yeah, it, it really is. I mean, they've done a great job with it. The you know the engineering that goes behind it. Yeah, I wear brakes. Is uh, you know, it's it's you can't you can't say much about it negative. I yeah. mean, they've done a great job. I, straight. So up, many little you know. moving parts in that. Like you twist this, yeah. and twist that. You have to drop the lens this, out. Of you know, like but, I was at Loretta's and. I told you my situation with me pulling a tear off at yeah. once and Hedgie was putting together a set of, you know, uh, yeah. air brake roll offs. And, uh, man, I was like, I wouldn't even know how to put these things together. Like he's twisting this part on the here, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and he's acting like oh, it's, it's not rocket science, but you know, he does it a thousand times a week. Yeah, so. got wired. Right. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, all right. With that, it's time for the X Brown goggle tear off segment. It's the X-Brand Tear-Off segment. 15-second rapid-fire Q&A. Rapid-fire. Here's your segment. You never listen to the show. But here's the segment you sponsor, okay. by the way. Uh, it's 15 it. seconds. Uh, you got to answer these questions. We got ones for you, Eddie, JT. Did we get JT? Yes. Yeah, okay, all right. Uh, these are made by uh, Corey Moser. Submitted by Corey Moser. Not sure who that is, but he's uh He wasn't sure who I was. <laughs> he's a friend of the show. All right, so 15 seconds. Uh, Rich, Taylor, Eddie Ray, Jason Thomas, and myself. Let's do it. All right, Steve. Yep. Where will Team USA finish this year? Third. Sorry. Did you hear who's on the team? You can tell he hates America. Who's going to get second? He hates America. He hates America. 
Yeah. I don't know. Maybe England? I think saying, I think saying, saying first is, is way out there because France is so strong, but I think second is, is easily attainable. Uh, okay. Oh, it is. I'll be, it shocked. is. I'll be shocked if we don't get second. I'll put it out there now. Okay, what, the way, about, what about? They're always injured. You know, there's a lot of Anstey, people that are, you know. Simpson, and Wilson. I don't. Uh, I mean, I don't think him. that's that great compared to what we have. I mean, Barsha, Webb, and Martin. But well, Webb's so, those, Webb's so proven and everything on a 450 should be no problem. Take, yeah, well, Dino's that proven. I'm telling Dean you said that. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> um, yeah, yes. I'll take those. I will take our three against Great Britain three every uh, day of the week. Every France is the heavy favorite, but sure, second, sure, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, yeah. I don't, we're gonna, I don't we're know gonna talk about we're gonna talk about that in a little bit second. here. I got a text yeah. back from Stu. All right, we'll talk about that. There's no way. There's no way you can make a logical argument that we shouldn't be able. to um, I apologize. Can something go wrong in one moto and get third instead no, of second? No. I mean, Jesus of, Christ! Of course it can. I mean, sorry. I'm just making. I'm just it's making. Not like I said they get. It's here. not like I said they get tenth. But are we really no, no. that far out of out of first? I mean, didn't Webb really? race a 450? Yeah, in Japan. Yeah, in yeah. Japan, he yeah. won. Yeah, you're right. and you, you can't talk about Cooper Webb. You cannot talk about Cooper Webb the rest of the show. Right. You're his number one super fan. <laughs> it's real I'll clear. I'll talk about Cooper Webb. You can, JT. You can, but Eddie Ray is. I, I like cool You know, I, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think he's yeah, cool as he's crap. Cool as crap. <laughs> he's um, pissed. He's going to take somebody down. <laughs> have you seen the Twitter thing? It's at, at Cooper Webb's ego. It's really funny. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Chase, Dallow, Chase Dallow thought it was him. Thought it was Cooper? Yeah, you didn't see the email we got? <laughs> no, saying things like, I'm going to kick everyone's ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Chase emailed all of us saying how awesome his tweet was, oh. and it was actually the fake Oh, jeez. All right, next question. That's much longer, 15 seconds. All right, JT, who could take Eddie in a fight in the pits? <laughs> Uh, you know what? The only I saw that um, uh, what Chuck Waddell came to a Monster Cup or a U.S. Open race one time. Yep. I'll take him. Other than that, I'm out. We're out. <laughs> you, I'll yeah. take Eddie against anybody. Eddie doesn't really want to tell the Jacksonville story, JT. He's kind of he wants, I think, just right. to let that go. You know what? I did see. I've seen Eddie. I've seen Eddie beat lots of people down. So just <laughs> not even the Jacksonville story. I don't even care about that one. I don't care about Dallas. I've seen him beat some dudes down at Gatorback one time. Um, with a yeah, silencer, with a with a chain no, or a silencer nope. or anything? No, okay, nope, right. no, nope, no. Nope. I would not cross Eddie. I'm just letting you guys know that out there. Okay, beware. Uh, <laughs> Next question. Uh, that's not what I would be known for. It's horrible. Uh, no, no, it's horrible. But, but, it's horrible. Yeah. JT, I, I told I told Steve today that the reason the Jacksonville story happened was your fault because I wasn't going to let anybody beat, beat up you or Frank or mess with you and Frank. Absolutely. I mean, hey, I told him how tight knit no, no. we were. Yeah, no, no. absolutely. I, 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 hey, there's no more respect to give you to you for that than the pace guy's holding my dad down. The guy hits him. No, it's off. Like if I could have got to him, I would have probably shot the guy. Like literally, I was that. Poor mad. Frank. But poor Frank. Poor Frank. That's All what right. I said. Next no, question. Wasn't cool. All right, Eddie. Who was Jessica's hardest competitor in motocross? Um, toughest competitor. I'd probably have to say Tara Geiger. For Wh- sure. What? She, for sure, she put up. Ashley Filek, bro. She won just no, as tough as competitor. They had one more history. Do you remember? The, hey, do you remember Tara and uh, Jessica throwing down bikes and going fist to fist at Washougal finish line? No, I wasn't there that day, but I heard it, about it. it. Was, yeah. I mean, Ashley was was a competitor to Jess. Yeah. Tara was somebody that Jessica respected because of her fight. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> they, those two could literally, at the drop of a hat. Ashley was never like a threat to Jessica, like, you know, yeah. was gonna no one's gonna move Jessica, you know what I mean? Right. Tara would give it all she had to put Jessica on. Fifteen seconds. Dumb done. Okay. Tara Geiger. All right. Next question. Good stuff. 
All right, Rich. What's the most common complaint you hear about Steve's goggles building? <laughs> Thanks, well, that's easy. I mean, dog hair. Dog hair. Come on. <laughs> three three point six. <laughs> that's just a no brainer. I mean, do we it's, I like to, to I like to look at it like a little. I'm passing a little bit of love on. Like a honestly, I think the very first race you did goggles. Alessi called me and said, dude, I got dog hair in my goggles. I think the very, very uh, – I could be wrong. I have, it was one of I the have sharpened my techniques over time for sure. I don't doubt <laughs> no, that's that, like his, uh, That's like his serial murderer calling card. You know, like they all leave a yeah. little trace of yeah. something. Yeah. That's yeah. his calling card. All right, next question. All right, Steve. Which rider goes through the most goggles? Um, nah, I, they're all about the same. I don't, I don't think it's got to be the better guys, right? Because they're more willing to give goggles away or more asked. Yeah, them. I guess if you look at it that way, sure. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, exactly. I don't get many back from Tickle because you know he's giving away or whatever. So, um, the, but guys like Tickle and Norn and Chisholm are three guys that come to mind. It's been riding X brand for a while, not Tickle, but the other guys. And I'm always like, hey, how's everything at home? You need anything? Nah, got a lens. You know, like. Yeah. Chisholm's like the easiest dude ever. Like, dude, how is everything great? You need anything? No. I'm like, okay. hey, I was so I was so superstitious with, with that stuff. I would run the same practice goggles all year. What? Seriously? <laughs> yeah. Like I would, I would just wear them into the ground. Yeah. But I, would, but I was such a weirdo. Like I would put my socks on the same way. I'd wear the same socks all year, same goggles all year. Oh, like race stuff, you had to run whatever. But yeah. I don't know. I was such a weirdo. I'd never use that stuff. So I don't know if it has anything to do with that, but. You don't have to go through crazy amounts of stuff. You yeah. Don't want to. No, it seems like every, all the guys we have that I've worked with are are pretty easy. Like yeah, I can't, pretty mellow. I can't think of a guy that was just like, "Hey, I need this and that." Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So our if next... you have quality products, which you know Rich does, you don't you don't need that much stuff. Like yeah. you really don't. Yeah. All right, JT, which U.S. motocross nations win was your favorite? Uh, I would have to say 2007. Um, it's tougher to be excited about them if you're not there. And I was there in 07. Um, you know, I wasn't there for the eighties when we dominated. I wasn't at Jerez in 96. So Did you go to any, Richard? <clears throat> Did you ever go to any? No, no. Uh, I was just wondering if you, crossed. no, yeah, I went to Unadilla the year. Hannah. Oh, 87. Yeah, 87. Yeah. In the there. mud. Yeah. In the mud. Yeah. What were you doing yeah, there? Just fun. chilling? Yeah. Just, just hanging right. with him. Yeah. I went, we flew back with him and hung out and that was great. where like rj and wardy and they had their own training camp and hannah didn't show up yeah like he hannah was just was, he, he was in idaho we he, were riding in idaho he hated together. those dudes he was yeah. like give me an r125 and right yeah. is that no that's kind of the way it was yeah and he trained in idaho all the whole time before that race and yeah. they were like hey come to pennsylvania no right <laughs> probably yeah, probably riding totally. at the dump track yeah the Over dump track well the dump track yeah. wasn't there then but he has one just across the valley up on the top of the mountain that's like at eight thousand feet it's gnarly yeah gnarly on yeah. rm125 just pinned <laughs> yeah i had a honda 125 a brand new one at the time and we'd swap bikes back and forth and it wasn't a good situation because he'd get <laughs> his was a full work bike and then he'd get on this honda and that was uh, what 87 you know Honda yeah. that was badass right. and you know peyton built my bike and it was good and he'd get off it just shaking his head and get back on his Suzuki and just be like <laughs> also oh. the Suzuki had big old fenders, like these big uh, duck bill fenders goofy, and just Yeah, yeah they were yeah. blue motors. Hey, yeah, yeah. How about I got a uh, I got that I got a factory bike for that Legends race. You think Carmichael was shaking it? We were what? we were just talking to Forrest about that. The thirty one. It's not going to be a dry eye in the ice when the dry eye in the house when the thirty one gets suited back up for BTO team. We got to see a whole shot out of you, JT. Come on, I'll be there for I'm that. Going, no, I will be going for it. 
Trust me. Listen, <laughs> Jump the gate if you, you have to. Good luck against Tim Ferry. That's all I got to say. Good luck. He was luck. the worst starter ever. You're going to need help. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. It's Timmy. <laughs> uh, all right, next question. All right, Eddie. Which female rider has made the most money in their career? Uh, have that to would be, be Jess? I mean, she's made good money. Um, I don't know. I, what about I, Geiger with Red Bull and all that? There's no way anybody made more than Jess in yeah. her career. She's well, been around in so her long. career. Fyla, in her whole career, yeah, Fyla, probably. Jess. I mean, how much was Fylek pulling down? I don't know. Oh, okay. I, these There's are no really, way. These are real no questions that I, I, I don't even like, remotely have a, an answer what. for. But Jess did, Jess did fine. Ashley did fine in her short amount of time. Ashley's farewell Instagram post to the sport. She can fuck off for that. I'm still upset hey, about there's, that. Hey, there's no way that anybody's ever yeah. had the longevity that Jess has had in her career no. as, as a woman racer. Jessica, no way. Um, Jessica raced her first WMX. And there's two riders in AMA history that have won nationals in three different decades, and it's Larry Ward and Jessica. Larry won in the 80s and 90s and 2000, and Jessica won in the 90s and 2000s and past 2010. Her, wow. first WMX, her first WMX was in 99. Her last WMX yeah, that's was what, that's one, one with x Bang Guns. Choice of champions everywhere. Champions. Yeah. Yep. All what right. the fuck are you doing? All right, Rich. It's Tony. <laughs> Rich, who was the worst bike tester you ever worked with? Oh, Wow. That's a Michael little bit scary. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Mike, Rich. Mike doesn't test him. It's Tony, his dad, who does the testing. <laughs> okay, well, Tony Alessi. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, you know, uh, and he's a good friend of mine, Kyle Lewis, and he, he'll probably just want to argue with me big time. But we used to, when we were in Japan. Pull your mic a little bit closer. When we were testing for Suzuki in Japan. Um, do I look as cool yeah, though, when it's no, this you're close? Fine. I, yeah. I need to look cool. No one's going to see right, you. Don't okay. worry about it. Put put the roll offs on. <laughs> Kyle Lewis had some strange setups. I, I thought, you know, it worked for him, but um, I didn't think he was the greatest tester. Um, there's been a couple others, but Kyle's my buddy, so I can say him. Right. the other ones I don't need to. Kyle's the same to. guy that when uh, he was riding for Moto Triple X, uh, he his seat he lost his seat bolts, and he just put drywall screws through the fender into the <laughs> bottom of the seat. Two drywall screws. What? Yeah. Kept him from sitting down, I guess. Yeah, I don't know how much it poked him, but well, oh, yeah, wow. whatever. That was his. I have no seat bolts. <laughs> right on. Pretty uh, good. How many <laughs> oh, you would, like that? How many people <laughs> think that went through? Yeah, yeah, no kidding. All right, next question. You know, you know uh, similar along that line before we move on, Max Anstey's dad used to do all of his, too. <laughs> Did he? Yeah. There was yeah that, he, wouldn't him, he wouldn't even let him set his own bars. There's the infamous <laughs> story of uh, Dan Bentley bringing out the Honda to Millville. Michael Lessie going to sign the factory deal. I'm a Honda amateur kid going to ride Honda factory bike. They bring it to Millville. He ride Tony rides it through the gears up and down on flat ground. Comes back to Dan Bentley at factory Honda and says, your bike's about a seven. <laughs> ours, ours is a nine. Hey, you need you- more work to do. You got more work to do. And Dan said right there. And he was like, thank you. Contract gone. See you later. In 2008. Your bike's a seven. Ours is a nine. In 2008. When, Jessica's at Honda Houston. Um, Naveen yeah. was doing the motors. Tony came over and said, yep, give me your best bike. Give me your best bike. So Naveen said, well, they're all pretty same, yeah. you know, pretty much whatever. Take Jessica's. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, is Jeff or Mike taking it? No, taking- Tony takes the bike. And he just burns out of the pits and he comes back and he goes, it's not that good. <laughs> and just walked off into the sunset. He looked at us. He looked at Naveen hey, and me and went, your best, your it's best not that good. Uh, Tony to walk off into the sunset. Yeah. 
<laughs> I was like, did this There's just happen? There's serious shit going on with those guys. <laughs> hey, Mike, so, Tony, Tony's a good dude. Like, I don't always agree with him. I don't you just had a, you just had a think. glass of wine with him. No, I, I did. I did at Washougal. I don't necessarily always agree with him. I don't necessarily think that he's always on the right, you know, wavelength or even close to saying it sometimes. But I do think he means well. I, I will always say that. I think his heart's in the right place. I don't I think, think he he's close. Do well. I don't think he's close to sane, All but his heart's in the right place. Well, at Washougal, when he was screaming at you and all the sound bites are on the show, I don't think he was really sane There's at that like point. There's a ring inside of MX Sports. Thank you. Look, with, with James and the Adderall, maybe Tony was right. There's a drug ring. There you go. No, but I, I'm just trying to make a point. I think I that Tony, his heart is in the right place. He wants his kid to do better than anyone out there, no matter what, he will, you know, sacrifice every hour of his day for his kid to do better. I just think he doesn't always go about it the right way. That's it. I think there's a ton of fathers that would do exactly that, but then they go about it the right way. So, All right. okay. That's fair. Anyways, next question. Steve, which X-Brand rider sells the most goggles? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I, this would be a better question for RT. What do you think, RT? Like, do you remember a dude that... Talk about Alessi. His you know signature goggle sold, right? I have to tell you, uh, when we signed Mike Alessi, we immediately got a bunch of new distributors in Europe, and um, yeah, things turned around. But but he was our first kind of real dude. Right. So um, yeah, no you know one what? will ever I, sell more goggles for you than Steve Mathis. That is true. <laughs> that is 100%. true. Goddamn right! I need a raise. I need a raise. <laughs> no, I don't even care. I'm not even. I don't care what else if you make more, more money or not. No, I'm, I know. Um, well, there is like for sure. Like I talked about the last few races, eight of the top twenty four fifty guys wearing X brand. The the cost for that for X brand compared to a, a another company is probably a lot lower. And so you're kind of going with a with a, like a blanket strategy that I think is working. You know what I mean? No, it's and like, yeah, obviously you've been like, a huge part of that. Getting getting relationships with some of these guys and getting them, you know, for the price we get them for. Is no, it's key. working good with you know, uh, the Alessis. Really my good. relationship with them worked wow. well, and then my relationship there's, worked with Tommy Hahn. <laughs> how's that relationship going? There's a couple of exceptions. <laughs> there's definitely a few exceptions, but that's all right. Tommy Hahn's an X-brand goggle athlete, everybody. Never seen him. He even builds his own goggles. He does. He does. He's a very resourceful <laughs> rider. All right. Now Rick is just laughing. Dude, honestly, I told you this on the phone. Like, maybe you should get someone else. Uh, I can't get anybody like, else. I don't like, want maybe you've got to get someone less. What would you talk about on your show if you less had, troublesome? You know? Like, get someone normal. No, who doesn't no. yell and scream? And I, we we need that. That's part of our company, <laughs> right there. <laughs> uh, all right, next question. All right, JT, who is better, Jeremy Martin, twenty fourteen, or Jeremy Martin, twenty fifteen? You know what? I think Jeremy's done great. I think, you know, I think Marvin has just really changed the game as far as Jeremy Martin, how Jeremy, how we perceive Jeremy Martin. Uh, I think Jeremy was better at the beginning of 2014 comparatively. He was, he was lights out. I mean, one of the most yeah. dominant riders I've ever seen. What do you win? Five straight motos? 2014. Yeah. Five straight motos? Uh, yeah. But he really struggled in the mid part of the season. I mean, if you go back and look, you know, maybe it can't be forget at this point, but if you really go back and look, it wasn't good. It really wasn't good in the middle part of the season. Uh, and obviously he won the 35 title, seconds. He, 35. He's been more consistently uh, better in 2015 uh, all the way through. Maybe not as dominant because Marvin's been better, but I think overall he's been better. RT, did you get a chance to watch the race or no? Yeah. Where do you stand on this 
Muscan, Cooper Webb, Muscan crossing over, Cooper Webb getting very upset at ride. Like what? You know what? You mean I, I, you know, JT I, thinks Muscan is in for trouble here. <laughs> Eddie's kind of well. Eddie thinks Cooper's Cooper's right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. If you used to watch Emig crossover off jumps, that used to be gnarly. He used to freaking <laughs> yeah, go from one side to the other. Um, I didn't see Marvin do it that bad, but you know, Cooper's Cooper's pretty gnarly kid, man. You yeah. know, I, he's I've been out at the practice tracks with him lately, and and just riding, and he seems like he's a pretty t- like he says it the way it is. He's yeah. gonna if he's gonna go after you, I wouldn't want to be on the other side. Sometimes just, he doesn't have the right jersey. He still wears another brand of jersey. Do you remember that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. There was a uh, a number between six and eight of a jersey that he was wearing. <laughs> he was wearing a company other jersey oh, uh, really? maybe a couple months ago. Oh, that ain't too. He smart, said he forgot it? his jersey. <laughs> they just all these photos, and he was so he doesn't turn it inside out no, or anything. Just no. runs it. I'm Cooper Webb, bro. Oh wow, wow. <laughs> that would even make that me breath of fresh air we talked it. about. <laughs> that even makes me more scared to have him on my back. It actually was inside out. It was inside out. You could still see it. Oh, it was okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, next question. All right, Eddie. What's something most people don't know about you? Yeah. The last caller thought you were Eddie Faye, so there's something. Yeah, not Eddie Faye, that's for sure. Um, Who did they think you were? Fannie Mae? <laughs> <laughs> Freddie Mae? <Mesh. laughs> I, I, yeah, that's, I that's a tough question it. to answer. What, I mean, something that people don't know about me? Um. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't really have an answer to that 15 seconds. 24, yeah. All right, next question. All right, last question. Moser asked you that because he doesn't know. Yeah. Moser wants the answer. <laughs> All right. Hey, Moser, I love Andrew Short. How about that? Right. <laughs> Not as much as Cooper. Yeah. I All like right. Cooper. All right, Rich, uh, last question. Who has been the best-looking actress you've gotten to work with? <laughs> you know what? This is gonna. People are going to be like, no way. But Nicole Kidman... I worked with her on a show, and I was playing a zombie, laying on the hood of a car, staring right into her face because she was driving it, and like Hold looking on. at her. I face. know movies pretty well. I can't think of any movie where you, Nicole Kidman was in a zombie movie. Yeah, and she looked pretty damn. What I even told my this? wife. I'm even it? like, you know what? She looked really just her face and her eyes, and just you know, it was not the necessarily the gigantic the whole package, yeah. but dude, that. She's pretty gorgeous, like right looking a foot away from her You're, face. But you had your zombie face on. Yeah, and she, I think she was digging it. <laughs> he was ready to eat her face either way. <laughs> exactly. Oh. That was a pretty good one. And, you know. Um, Have you worked on anything recently? Um, I just did a, a commercial for, uh, for Madden football where we're, we're uh, riding motorcycles. I did a pretty good stunt, too. It was Riding about 30 miles an hour and getting yanked off the back. Um, I was in a harness, but yeah. just 30 miles an hour to. How's that on Madden football video game? It's going to be. A, it was actually pretty cool. Kaepernick was there, and um, who else? Uh, uh, Julio Jones was there. Dude, those good dudes are gnarly. Just big, gigantic yeah. monsters that are just <laughs> right. not an. Every, ounce year of they, fat. every year they come to Atlanta Supercross, and I'm just. Shocked at how much bigger they are than me. Uh, yeah. Uh, who's Gronk from yeah. Gronk? Was Gronk, that Gronk guy Kowski? is just he's a V, dude. His his hips yeah, must freaks. be yeah. yeah, like thirty inch waist and just shoulders that wouldn't even fit in this room. And, and judging by Aldous Smith, they're super smart too. 
I don't yeah, know. About yeah, that. real <laughs> academics. <laughs> uh, really? So I, again, I guess I'll have to wait to see the commercial. I don't know how motorcycles uh, fit in with Madden. Yeah, it's a whole thing where Kaepernick's they're they're throwing footballs at at the bad guys, and and I get hit with a football right on oh, the motorcycle. You're pulling off. Sh- yeah, 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 just get yanked. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Okay. Next question is that it. X Brand Goggles. Use the code PulpMX2015. Save yourself 30% at XBrandGoggle.com, EKSBrand.com. Uh, oh, by the way, thanks for sending me some uh, black and white goggles this weekend. They were nice. Did they work out? Yeah. All they right. worked good with those guys. Right. Yeah. They, worked, they had the retro Yamaha. Yeah. Kind of looked good. I thought Suzuki's were whole shot and leading every race for a minute. I don't know what they were doing with Cooper or Jeremy Martin's number font on the, on the, with the retro bikes. A little goofy. Yeah, a little goofy. Yeah. But, um, all right, uh, Rich Taylor in studio, Eddie Ray, the great Eddie Ray. Sean Simpson interview is still coming up. JT, you're also on the line right now. So let's talk a little bit about how much time you got. What do you, what's I'm your deal? I'm here, dude. Oh, okay. My wife doesn't feel good. She's in the hotel. I'm, I'm oh, okay. Uh Motocross to Nations. NFAB question of the day. Let's do it. The NFAB question of the day. N-Fab.com, great guys, Houston, Texas made. Jeep truck, SUV parts, the hottest looking, hardest working accessories. They got jump, they got uh, bumpers, steps, uh, light mounting solutions, anything you need. JGR, NFAB team with Barsha, Pike, and Nicoletti. Uh, we appreciate the guys from NFAB. Eddie Thomas from NFAB, I mean, they're a big part of the Randy Hawkins off-road team where Jessica rides for. They've, uh, NFAB stepped with you, whether you were Rockstar Suzuki, whether you were Star Yamaha or whatever. I mean... That's, uh, that's true, and now I get to do the MFAB uh, question of the day. So, I gave you one job. One job, uh, and you know what? It was tough. I, I, I really wanted to come up with a question that wasn't a simple, you know, like yeah. a simple answer. Like, yeah, you really. Yes, no. I mean, we went back and forth. You I were stressing it, you know, about it. Yeah. But uh, my question is, since all this talk about like you know motocross to nations, um, do you think Team USA? would benefit from having a different team manager. And if it did, like this who? Is just, this is just crazy. You're mad because you say he's, from, he's not an American. He's American, bro. Listen, I'm not, I'm not against him. I just said, would it benefit if Team no, USA no, had like, matter. Like someone like, for my, my picks, like you remember I threw some Besides names. Besides like, Tim Ferry, it wouldn't matter. I said Nick Way, Tim Ferry, or Kevin Windham. No. You don't think that a rider's of art like the kids now yeah they're kids yeah they looked up to timmy they looked up to nick goddamn right they did they looked up to kevin right don't you think they would have a better like no you know, when the, when no no i, just I think don't think would, it matters they uh, have their man friends they have their managers from usa like yeah but i, I see, really I see where eddie's really coming from you do over there yeah what'd you say jason i, I didn't catch that I, I think it helps having whammy there Wish he's there with those star guys. And, and you know what? That would be that would be. I, I was just wondering, like you know what? Don't get me wrong. I have nothing against. I don't even know Roger, but at the same time, like I just think the kids now. You look at kids today. They look up to our heroes that <laughs> were were the greatest riders, and I think they'd have maybe Roger's just not you know doesn't jive with these kids. Like they'd have a better. And, you know, maybe be more willing to l- hear something from Timmy or Nick or Kevin or... Besides Timmy. Or, um, you know, or Lampson. You know, I don't think the manager wins or no, loses. No, it But doesn't. at some time... RT, hey, you agree with him? You, I, how, I hey, can understand how many, what he's let saying. Me just, here's a quick one. Okay. How many have we lost? Three in a row. Okay. In baseball, when, they're, when the team's doing bad, 
a lot of times they fire the manager because there's some. Yeah. Why not try something new? Why not? Like, what's it going to hurt? Like, Roger's done his due deal. Like, he's done great. Now let's try somebody else. I don't think it matters. Do you think – I have a question, Eddie. Do you think that Roger talks to these guys much? Because I, I personally don't. Like, I don't like, think Steve, so. He didn't even know you were on the team. <laughs> I think Roger. <laughs> he didn't. Listen, I, think, I was on the team USA. I was, listen, the only let's raise our hands. Who was on Team USA here? Uh, it's just me. me. It's just I me. I just saw the pictures, and now this, I went hey, out all day with told- Roger testing at Lomo on a Wednesday before Des Nations. We were testing. Well, first, but not all day. We Ricky was testing first. When Ricky was done, Roger left. Even though Timmy was still riding. But anyways, regardless, here's my thing. So wait, I'm out all day. I see Roger the next day, and I say, Roger, how do, where do we get our passes from? And he looks at me and goes, who are you? <laughs> I'm like, Ferry's mechanic from yesterday? <laughs> so I'm just uh, saying. I'm just saying. Ever. My yeah. thing is who this. Who are you? I'm like, what? I'm not coming off. I don't, <laughs> I'm on the team. <laughs> I'm not saying that Roger is a bad asset to the team. That's no, not yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I'm, it just goes like this. Roger's uh, – he's older. Maybe these younger kids will – feel like they're going to take more away from this having Timmy, having Nick. Timmy would be terrible. He wouldn't say nothing. Uh, th- th- Timmy would be terrible. But he's a, right. great, he's a great coach. You're goddamn right he is. He's a great coach. Right. Can't right. look past that. So I don't my know if thing he's like, going enough for that role, though. Oh, I, I, I'm just throwing out names. But here's the thing. They just yeah. did the, the motocross donations there, and they took the picture. You see Cooper and Jeremy, and then Barsha well, then and Roger's like standing over there like, oh, I do you not care it. about these kids. You, you see know? a caveman. You see yeah. a caveman. <laughs> you know, it's like, is Roger going, oh, we got this young bunch of kids, you know. Blah, 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 you know Dude, just, it doesn't matter. It's the riders. Like, whatever. I, I'm just wondering. You answered the question. If, if there's somebody out there, maybe they call in and tell us what they think about it, if Team USA should well, have a Taylor team agrees with you. I kind of agree. I think Roger Boswell is probably thinking. What? Boswell Carburetor. I think if you strapped a Boswell on every one of those bikes. Forget about Sky's it. Sky's the limit. Forget about it. <laughs> the pod, Let's well. just try it. Oh, Let's just no. try it. Hey, it doesn't hurt to try it. Let's just see if Team USA well, would they, react different well, with a new manager. Team USA had Paul Lindsay one year, and they had Bivo Forte as the manager. I remember that. 1999 in Brazil was Paul Lindsay, and Bivo was 92 JT in Australia. Hold on. The fact that Paul Lindsay was the manager is, is <laughs> Did we win? No. Ridiculous. No. Uh, and Bevo was the manager, I think, in, in Australia when nobody went. Well, stand I can and, understand that at least. At least Bevo was, I don't know. I guess, I guess it really doesn't make a ton more sense on paper. Have you ever talked to Bevo? Have you ever talked to Bevo? I have, sure. Okay, I have. and you feel like yeah. he's a competent team manager? He called me the wrong name a couple times at intru- introducing me at Showcase. Thank you. Thank you. That's all I need to say. Um <laughs> Uh, all right, let's take some calls here uh, from fans. Uh, Tyler has a Loretta question, and then we'll get to some. What's up, Tyler? What's going on, man? What's I up? Got a quick question. Yeah. Why is D, what's up with B-Class nowadays and Loretta's, man, being faster than A-Class? I think it – I don't know. Ask Eddie Ray, the Loretta Lens expert. Well, let, let me tell you something that happened this year. Um, traditionally at Loretta's, you would see classes where – the A classes typically were the fastest, and you would set a lap time in the morning, and then at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, they'd groom the track, and they'd turn lap times that were blazing faster. Okay. This year, they let the track go a lot more, so when the Bs would go early, they would have a much smoother track, and then they would leave it rough, so the A riders, the, if you look through the day, 
the times got slower throughout the day. But you would think that's normal, yeah. But no, normally they'll go out and they'll fix right. the whole thing and make it a highway, and all of a sudden, you know, they'll fly. But um, I think this year, I don't think the, I mean, um, I don't, I remember there was at one point when the B riders did have faster lap times than the A, but the track was considerably rougher than uh -huh. when the Bs went. Okay. My question is, this has been going on for the last couple of years. I mean, the B, I mean, you see obviously guys going up from B, just going to, straight to the pros and stuff, but I feel like it's just, you know, everyone skips A now and just goes straight to pros. Well, I feel like it also depends on the class. Too, because I true, think you're true. dealing with a couple of just guys that are ready for next level, like Forkner and Sexton. Uh, and it just depends on the level of the class coming out. Not every year you're going to have guys that are ready to go win races. you know. And I think that Harrison and Charbonneau and Mark Worth and Benny Bloss and all these kids are great. They're ben great Bloss. riders. But every, you know, every year it doesn't, you don't come with the same level of guys. Um, and I, I think when you're talking about guys like Forkner, I think you're talking about like... Oh really, really, like, world-class guys that are coming out. So uh, it's just yeah, a my, different my, level. My main question is, though, like, how do, you get, how do you get rid of, like, the sandbaggers nowadays? I mean, it's well, just... Forkner's not sandbagging. No, not He's at all. Yeah. There's no, 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 I'm not saying... I, I, I don't know. I, I'm out of this. Benny Bloss, though. Eddie Ray loves Benny Bloss. All right. Thanks, uh, thanks uh, caller. Uh, John, you got a goggle question for Rich. John, what's up? Um, no, I just wanted to say thanks uh, to Rich for his product. I, I'm one of the old guys who writes at REM, and a friend gave me a pair of your goggles, um, and um, I started wearing them, and I liked them so much, so I started buying all the tear-offs, and, and then I started buying you know a second pair and a third pair. And uh, I, I don't know, I kind of think <laughs> three pairs is going to last me a couple years. Um, so just wanted to say thanks. Hey, appreciate it. That's that's awesome. But don't let them last three years. Try to buy some. Yeah, more just keep buying. No new, new colors. <laughs> really, really appreciate yeah. it, though. Thank you. Yeah, don't do endurance testing on them. Yeah. <laughs> don't push them to the limit. Thanks, John. Have a good night. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Fat Drew probably wants to side with uh, Eddie Ray on the Roger thing. What's up, Drew? Hey, what's up, Fat Drew? What's up, Fat Drew? I had to call in. Well, fat Drew's I, not I, even I, that I fat. A little bit late, but I heard fat. Eddie talking about uh, right. the Roger thing. I'm definitely on his side. I think that uh, we need a true American, someone who can speak good English <laughs> and uh, actually communicate with these riders a little better. Like maybe Kevin Windham will be. What do you, what do you think? Team you think Cooper? Come on, Fat Drew. Come on, thank you, Fat Drew. <laughs> thank you. Come on, he needs to speak better English. Like <laughs> the guy's won like every title there is to win. He's American. He's been a, in this country for 30 years. Oh, I love the guy. He's awesome. He's, he's he's perfect for our sport. But I think we need someone new and fresh, and you know, someone someone that's going to get these riders more pumped up, and you know, be able to communicate better and and all that. Rogers, Rogers I old think news. Cooper Cooper Webb would be fired up. You can bet your ass on that. <laughs> he's cool as crap. <laughs> Uh, hey, I got a lot of good Eddie Ray stories, but I can't. They're not radio friendly. No, uh, no. I, I hear. <laughs> I hear how that goes. Uh, yeah, well, I think we know that. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, thanks, Drew. <laughs> Yeah, have a good one, guys. All right, see ya. Uh, question about Roger again from Greg. Greg, what's up, man? Hey, Stevie, what's going on? What's up? Thanks for calling the show. Thanks, buddy. Hey, uh, two things. One for Rich and one way in on the uh, team manager. Yeah. So, Roger DeCoster, obviously cool as crap, as you said. Uh, legend, hero, et cetera. His kid is in the he Army. Seem to... Go ahead. Means. You're going to say really? it anyway. Go ahead. Oh. Okay, go. go. <laughs> Sorry. Um he does seem to be inappropriately biased when it comes to well, the riders, and we've all talked about those before. 
Yeah, but, um, he do- I don't like the fact. Know, I don't like the fact that he doesn't like Stu. Stu is two and zero. Yes, he's crashed, and Timmy Ferry had to save America, but it's Stu. Stu is ripped. Dude, Stu is ripped. He is he's ripped. So ripped. Yeah. Send him. And if you're going to no. talk about raining yellow, we're better than in Europe. It rains there every damn day. Do you know how many people would lose their minds if Stu was on the team? Like, well, if he if he made the podium, yeah, that, you could be ripped all day long and just love the shit out of that, can't you? Yeah, bro. I mean, it, yeah. Listen. So okay, go ahead. So, but but I'm going to throw a name out. The fucking hurricane. How about that? What, as manager? Yeah. I or still Ryder. No, I think he's older no, than Roger. I, I disagree. He would no. He would piss everybody off before anybody even. R- nobody knows Hurricane better than Rich Taylor. Yeah. All nobody. Three, all three riders would end up quitting before they even got over there. <laughs> they'd, they'd just be like, no, we can't he, handle it. But he seems so nice on his latest videos. I mean, hasn't he changed just a little bit? Not even an ounce. No. Yeah. The guy is probably, still ruthless and out for worse, blood. right? Old Cod. Yeah. I think the last the last comment I heard Hurricane say was that Michael Essie was a pussy. <laughs> That's probably McCart- sure that was what? McCarty <laughs> hired him to be a rider manager for like Wyndham era. It would yeah. it did not go well. No, you know what? Okay. He took Wyndham out to the out to the desert where he trained, and Wyndham cried. He was 16 years old. <laughs> took him on a hill climb, <laughs> turned him around, and Wyndham started crying, dude. He'd never been on a hill ever, even close to that big. And and Hurricane, you know, Hannah's not. Hannah's just gonna be like, yeah. fire this kid right now. He's crying. <laughs> He's crying. Fire yeah. him. I don't yeah. care how right, fast he is. Then I'm gonna go all in and say Guy Cooper. Coop. I'm 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 open for anyone. Anyone. Cooper, Anyone. Cooper Webb's dad. Jason Thomas would be a great team man. I'm, I'm just saying. I think anybody, Jason can relate with these guys better than I think Roger could. Uh, right now, Roger's kind of outdated. We need some new, fresh. And a, any manager that right away will say, I don't want this guy because if he closes the door on somebody, I don't think he has our best interest. You know what I mean? If, there's a, if James Stewart's the best guy and he says, I don't want to have him on the team, but, There's a problem with that. Okay, it's never – I don't like the fact he doesn't like Stu on the team. But also, to be fair to Roger, Stu's been hurt. Stu hasn't been raced. Like, Stu, but he's Stu still is, awesome. He is awesome, and he's ripped. And he's ripped. But he's never <laughs> been like a clear choice that Roger has passed over. He's always been like a wild yeah. card that Roger could have picked. Well, it's funny. All of us think about it, but yet Roger doesn't because we know what he's capable of. During the commercial, you and I were talking about Stu and racing for the Nations this year. And we texted him. I said, hey, Stu, we were talking about you on a 250F for MXDN. Would you ever think about it? He goes, yes. As I did the two times I went, I will put pride aside and do what's right for the team. Is it a you know who I think that would be the best cool, team man. manager that I can think of? Who? That would be the most engaged. Because uh, my immediate thought would be Ricky, but I don't think he would be engaged enough, judging no. by his team, the way he works for the team. I just think he's right. got too much other stuff going on. Uh, I think McGrath would be great. What'd I say? I, I, that was in my... I said, anybody, anyone, Rich Taylor. <laughs> Let me just go one more time. Rich Taylor. Yeah. Oh, man. Hey, I'm thanks, in. uh, thanks, yeah. uh, uh, Greg. One more, oh. You're welcome, man. One more quick for Rich. Rich, and my, I'm old, so my memory is foggy. Did you do the beer goggles? Was that an X-Brand product? Yeah, yeah, we still have them. Yeah, beer, beeroptics.com, man. Got to have beer goggles. Everything looks better. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. I got a pair of uh, Jimmy Elverton signed beer goggles, and they are 
They are the shit. Oh, there we go. Change your whole perspective on shit. <laughs> Absolutely. Do. Right. Wear them, wear them late right. at night to the bar, and you'll Every be day is amazed. beautiful when I'm wearing those things. Thanks, That's Greg. Right. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for the call. See you guys. Thank uh, you. JT, you got to run. Uh, thanks for coming on, bud. Appreciate it. Yeah, no worries. All right. J- Jason Thomas, flyracing.com. Fly uh, all right. More commercial. More uh, talk about Roger DeCoster, then we go to commercial break. Dave, what's up? Yeah, this is a good question. Now, you're a journalist, Steve. I use that term loosely. That's that's loosely. Okay. Have you know anybody talked to Roger about writing a book? That's one guy a book I would like to read from front to back. You know, really a in depth of what he did through Honda and all the hard times or Eddie, anything. Eddie Ray could you probably know, approach him for a book. Big fan. That's one guy I would like to read. You know, his whole book. I'm sure he'd have know. a great story. Um, that, you know, you know where I'm going with I this. Know. Yeah, Rich. Give us a DeCosta story. You worked at Honda. For, you tested oh, Honda for what? Five years? Six years? You tested Ten for Honda? Years. Ten years. Ten yeah, years. Yeah. R&D testing. Roger right alongside. Dude, if Roger wrote a book and actually wrote the book of, of like, like let loose and wrote the book, it would be a bestseller for sure. Yeah, the problem, that's, that's what I want to hear. Him talk about stuff like dealing with the factories and, you know, stuff like that. Oh, you know, there's that. much better, more yeah, interesting that's, stuff Yeah, that's what that, I'd really like to hear, me. yeah. <laughs> hey, when you started, was he still riding a bit? Yeah, he was still riding. Yeah. Actually, the one of the last days that he even really kind of rode, we were testing. He was already at Suzuki because yeah. I was at Honda with him and tested a lot with him. And then when he went to Suzuki, he brought me over there and – uh we were at Carlsbad, and he he went out and did about three laps, and he crashed so freaking hard <laughs> at the top of the uphill. There, yeah. He went to the top of the uphill at Carlsbad and made a right-hand corner, and coming out, it was real slippery and shitty, and he lost it and just slammed himself. I think he broke a couple ribs, and that was like the last time he really rode. Yeah, yeah. After that, he was done. I think he... He rode like ten years later, yeah, maybe yeah. or but something. That was but kind of the end of the testing. That right. was it. He wadded so uh, hard. Dave, how do you think of him as team manager? You you for it or against it? Well, I'm, man, he's been there for years. Man, what what's wrong with it, man? I mean, you know, like you said, he don't. You know, don't you feel bad now, Eddie? Riders are riders. You know, the, you know, it's like. But I that's I would really love to see that guy write a book. You guys need to put a bug in his ear or something. Mm. You know, get a ghost writer and start writing it now before he reads. You know, you know, so it's like right. when it gets done, then he could boom, put it out. You know, I, I fly back with Roger a lot. I'm on the same flights. United, we start yeah, recording, it. About, and I man. sit next to him in first class sometimes, and I just talk his ear off. And I'm always thinking to myself, like he's probably like, get this fucking guy away from me. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm always asking like JMB and RJ stories. Like yeah. just give me, give me JMB and RJ stories all day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, thanks, Dave. To him about it, man. Yeah, thanks, man. Thank you. Uh, Sinjin has a question about Air Forks. Sinjin, what's going on, guys? What's up, Ron? Hey, we're worried about you. We haven't called in for a long time. We didn't know what was going on. I know. I I work Sunday through Wednesday, so. You don't work, Sinjin. Come on. (laughs) So it's hard hard to call in because I work those days. Cool story, bro. Yeah, I think, well, you fucking asked, so I'm going to fucking answer. Okay. All right. Two two comments and a question. Yep. Uh, I think Jimmy would be a good team manager. I agree. Surprise. Uh, I think Jimmy, Eddie would. Eddie, I think I think uh, Willie the Basset Hound would be better. Uh, <laughs> I'll take Roger. <laughs> uh, second thing, God, Cooper Webb is a fucking pussy. That kid cries. That's all he does. Cry. I'm sick of him. And um, God, and then my anything question, to say to engine, Eddie? I mean, everybody's got their opinion. I just like. I don't think he cries. I think he's just. He's very emotional. He reminds me of Bradshaw. Well, yeah, right? exactly. I don't he? think yeah. that's crying. I, I yeah. think I think right. 
Cooper would back up anything he says. He's not just whining like a baby. Couldn't you just no, see? Yeah, I don't, couldn't I you don't see Cooper so. being <laughs> pulling a Bradshaw and telling Roy Jansen, "Keep your money. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be fined again." Yeah, yeah funny. I can see that. Which is what he, he told Roy Jansen one he night. He talked about taking out Moosecan and never does it. Pussy. Oh, he, he tried to did, – did you watch the race this weekend? He tried kind at the bottom of the screen. Yeah, yeah, but watch Dugo, watch Dugo, and, and he didn't do anything. No, and because and before the race he, he apologized. He hard. Yeah, because he's a pussy. All right. I'm sorry, dude. Uh, I, I, no, right, so. that's fine. Go ahead and call Jimmy Albertson a pussy. No, don't I don't do that to yeah, Jimmy. Right. Come you, on. You, you don't have the balls to. Hey, I'm tight with Jimmy. It's all right. Hey, Sinjin. My question is – why the fuck don't you come by the office anymore, dude? Dude, I, I'm sorry. I work, and I'm just busy. I'm a busy person now. Stop. I'm a busy person now. What are you Stop. doing now, Sinjin? What's, what are you doing for work, and how are you fucking it up? Uh, no, I don't fuck it up. I do. Uh, I work out for a while, and then firefighting crew. Oh, wow. It's like a really legit and everything. Yeah, like an like an actual job. Yeah, and yeah, I don't yeah. ride. Dirt, I, I can't ride. Dirt no, bike yeah, anymore. we told you All to I stop do. stop riding. You keep getting. Yeah, I, was, yeah. I was just on the verge of dying. <laughs> um, I, but I will stop by. I miss I miss stopping by the office. Oh, that's all right. I was just kidding. <clears throat> oh, okay, I won't come. <laughs> um, but um, my question is: a lot of the guys are, you know, they go from Air Force to Spring Forks, and that horse has been beaten, I'm sure. But do you see uh, Air Force uh, stopping and and Spring Forks coming back to you know Cowies, Hondas, and, and things like that? Do you see them the Spring Forks ever coming back, or Air Forks are here to stay? No, no, I, I, I see Air Force staying. They're just going to keep getting, you know, they're going to keep improving them. I don't think they can go back. It's because they already went. They've already consumer, gone. Per, consumer perception too would be like, yeah, that's less technology. Yeah. Right? No, and what about Yamaha? Do you see? Do you see them switching to air eventually? Yeah, for sure. Uh, for that's, sure. That's a bummer. No, I, I, you know, I agree. But you know what? They'll they'll get it figured out. It's not going to happen overnight. But you know, they they will get it figured out. But no, I don't see them going back. Okay, and and you guys need to re-sign Jimmy to X Brand. So we've already we've I mean, already been talking to him. Actually, he you know he's he's we're ready. not X Brand beer. 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 Thanks, Sinjin. All right, later, guys. See you. Later. Last call before commercial. Tyson, you want to talk about Roger DeCoster some more? Yeah, I almost hung up. Sinjin's a tough act to follow usually. But yeah, I'm glad it wasn't too crazy. No, he was he was uh, all right tonight. I, he wasn't drinking, so it was good. <laughs> I'm I'm liking this uh, BTS question of the day. I think it'd be a great idea. Why not? You know, if there's going to be tough feelings, why not change it up and maybe keep Roger DeCoster as like a general manager, kind of like baseball or other sports. We'll bring on one of these guys like McGrath or Nick Way. Can't you imagine Nick Way getting those guys fired up? They'd be ready to go. I'm telling you, I Eddie's agree. Nodding. Eddie I is, agree Eddie is Eddie. nodding. Yeah. I don't think I'm crazy, and like I said, it has nothing to do with Roger not being a good team manager. I'm just saying. I think it's time that we try something new. Rogers, like got Cooper Webb on a four fifty. That's new. Yeah. Would you put Would you put Stu on a two at DF right uh, now? Put Stewart on anything. No, yeah. but I mean now he hasn't raised ace all year. Yeah, no problem. For sure. I really? guarantee he'd go out there and battle for sure. You know, we wouldn't worry about not having racing all year, no. being no. rusty. He's no. ripped. Suzuki doesn't even have a two at DF. Would you be worried about that? Well, there's a little bit of an issue there, but, <laughs> but he'd make some work. This is work, the same dude. guy that won on a 125 against 250F. So is Absolutely. it going to matter if the 250F doesn't have the same, uh, just a, a horsepower or two less? I mean, I, I kind of think I started. It's the same chassis, I right? S- 125 or 250 and 450 somewhat. Uh, the 250's fine. Handling-wise, no issues. It's just getting the motor good, which they could get it. Yeah. There's a kid in, in Europe doing pretty well on one, a 250F, I think. I kind of feel like I pushed, the, I started a stew to this nation's thing as a joke, but then, like, you guys kind of agree with me. Maybe it's not such a joke. 
Stu no, said he would go. I, 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 I would, James I would Stewart, put him in. Man. That, that guy's like, yeah, who, who rides better than him? Hypothetical. Can you imagine the reception, the hero's welcome? If he goes out, if he went out, and he won, and team, just waxed them. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Here we go. We have a team picked. Yeah. Okay. In a few weeks, nationals are over. Jeremy Martin goes to Pedro's mechanic. He's walking down the steps. He trips, hurts his ankle. Yep. Jeremy Martin's out. We yep. got to replace him. Stu says, "Put me in, Roger. Put me in." What do you say? Roger said no. Roger will say no. Fired. You're out. <laughs> okay, who, okay, who who's the next guy in line after that? Who do you get? I don't know. It's a good question. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> who's better than Stewart? You I guess tell you me. would put Cooper back on to the F and Anderson would go for for these. Anderson or Trey? Lay. Or Cooper on a 250 and Stu on the 450. No, no, you have to replace the 250 guy. Yeah, but Cooper can just go down. No, no, he's got to stay oh, on Okay, his... all right, okay. Yeah, I don't know. Stu, bro. We win. He's we ripped. Him down. He's ripped. France is shaking. They're nervous. They love Stu in Europe, too. They love him. Oh, it would be amazing. Um, amazing. Anything else, Tyson? No, well, that's it. Thanks, guys. I'm enjoying Thank you. I night. appreciate it. Thanks for calling. All right, let's take a commercial break here. Pulp Mech Show was in by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Rich Taylor, Eddie Ray in studio. I texted Stu. He said he's in. He's in for Demix DN. And Eddie wants Roger. I'll call Roger right now. I'd call him and ask him, like, put Stewart in. <laughs> He's gonna, uh, during the commercial break, Eddie Ray will call Roger. We'll let you know. <laughs> we we'll text him. All right. Thanks for listening. See you after this commercial break. Hey, guys. This is Jason Thomas. I wanted to talk to you for a minute about fly racing. Fly racing has grown by leaps and bounds since I started wearing it back in 2003. If you go back and look at a picture from back then, and flash forward to now, where you see guys like Trey Kennard, Andrew Short, Justin Brayton, Weston Pike, and the 250 Rockstar Husky team wearing, you'll see what I'm talking about. We're now producing premium products, but our goal to give you more bang for your buck hasn't changed since those days. Our F2 carbon helmet, worn by all of our pro riders, is what I consider to be the best value in the motocross world. Our new Evolution 2.0 and light hydrogen lines have been continually improved and perfected over the past couple of years to give you the ideal fit. Whether it's off-road, supercross, motocross, or just riding in the backyard with your buddies, we have something purpose-built just for you. I invite you to check out our website at flyracing.com and, of course, your local dealer and online retailers to learn more about what we have been working on. Follow us on social media at FlyRacingUSA and post pictures of you riding on our Fly Racing wall on our website. From all of us at Fly Racing, I want to say thanks for listening and support companies that support Pulpamex. Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOsports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. Us at BTO Sports want to give back to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Don't miss the Edge of Summer MX event at Soaring Eagle Casino Resort August 28th, 29th, and 30th. It all goes down the weekend following the Indiana Pro National. 
Gates open at 6 a.m. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and racing classes include ATV amateur and pro classes Friday, pro and amateur motocross classes Saturday, and the amateur motocross continues into Sunday. Enter to compete on the Mark Barnett built track or just show up to enjoy the action. Come see the all-time winningest motocross racer Ricky Carmichael and freestyle legend and business partner Terry Hart. Day passes begin at $10 for adults. Children 5 and under are free and weekend packages are available. Visit RedBudMX.com for more details. Hey everybody, thank you for listening to the Pulp MX Show. That's right. Hey, listen, I know a bunch of you people probably need suspension work. I would bet that a lot of you people need suspension work. Pookie, how's your suspension? Ah, I definitely need some work. And from who? Racetech, Obvi. Obvi. For over 30 years, Racetech has been supplying the racers, riders, and tuners with factory-level suspension for the everyday rider. Each setup and product is 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. 10% off Racetech parts and labor. Use the pulp code PULPMX2015 when you order. And uh, I guarantee you guys need some springs. You need some suspension work, your bushings, your seals. Vince Freeze uses Race Tech. Pookie, who else? Who's your favorite rider that uses Race Tech? Omaha Zone. Cody Gilmore uses Race Tech. That's right, everybody. Cody Gilmore uses Race Tech. They offer a full line of high performance springs, suspension parts, suspension revalves, of course, the world famous gold valves as well. Race Tech suspension. Check it out, bro. MFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out MFAB Off-Road Accessories. From Nerf Steps and Lighting Accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and bed access models, NFAB Nerf Steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. Nitro Circus is stoked to announce its greatest ever all-new arena tour coming to 25 North American cities this fall. It's the most extensive run that Nitro Circus has ever undertaken. Hot on the heels of Josh Sheehan's groundbreaking world first triple backflip on a motorbike, Nitro Circus Live's latest creation takes things to a whole new level. Starring 17-time X Games gold medalist Travis Pastrana, the tour will feature unbelievable new tricks, record-breaking feats, insane stunts, and the craziest contraptions ever, plus a whole new repertoire of daredevil fun. In all, there will be more than 10 world's first each never seen in the USA. Combined with a host of outrageous new contraptions launched from the jacked-up, bigger-than-ever Nitro Giganoramp, this is truly a visual experience never seen before. Tickets are available now, and fans looking for the ultimate Nitro Circus experience will want to get their hands on the all-new Nitro Club VIP package. Just $99 each plus applicable service fees, 
These exclusive passes include the best seats in the house as well as a chance to get up close and personal with Travis Pastrana and the stars of Nitro Circus during an exclusive Q&A session. Nitro Circus! The leader in design and development of high-performance dirt bike camshafts, Hot Cams is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show and its listeners. Looking to increase the horsepower of your engine without spending a fortune? You need to get a set of Hot Cams. Engineered using state-of-the-art valve train software and CNC machined from 8620 billet steel, Hot Cams camshafts are one of the most economical, reliable, and easy-to-install ways to add 5 to 10% power gain to your engine. By selecting one of our three stages of camshaft profiles, you can specifically tune the power band of your engine to best suit your riding style. Designed, dyno-proven, and made in the USA, Hot Cam's performance camshafts are used by privateer riders like Jimmy Albertson, Mitchell Oldenburg, Michael Lieb, Adam Enticknap, Nick Schmidt, and the Monster Energy Leading Edge Kawasaki team. Hot Cam's wants to help you get the extra power you need by offering all Pulp listeners a 30% discount on all orders placed online at hotcamsinc.com. Type in the discount code HOTCAMS2015 at checkout. Hot Cam's unleash the power within usually safety comes at the expense of comfort or mobility notice how we said usually the all new line of atlas braces are 20% lighter have three times more suspension in them maintain the much needed flexibility and even contact 27 more percent surface area of your body than the competition all in a smaller overall package to make it feel like you're wearing less the experience speaks for itself the only thing left to do is join RV Jason Anderson, Dean Wilson, and Martin Davalos to experience why Atlas is the fastest growing neck brace on the market. Get yours today at atlasbrace.com. Follow them on social media at atlasbrace to find out new and exciting things all the time from Atlas Brace. We thank those folks for coming on the show. If you're on the fence about a neck brace, please try the Atlas one. Best one out there. For 2015, X-Brand has added stellar new colorways to our exciting Volcano, Phantom, and Limited lines. You know Nick Way demands the illest style, and now with RCH Racing's Brock Tickle on board, we have assembled a motivated squad. Our simple approach to a fresh look, unmatched comfort, and elite performance remains pegged in the red. You can rest assured knowing X-Brand has you covered with a full offering of lenses, tear-offs, laminates, nose guards, and our zip-off system. Order direct through the EKSBrand.com store and enter discount code PULPSHOW15 to save 30% now. Works Connection is proud to be a sponsor of Pulp MX because just like you, they're passionate and dedicated to the sport. For over 23 years now, they've been producing innovative products like their Pro Launch Start Device and the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch Line. Just take a look around the AMA Pro Pits and you'll see Works Connections Proving Ground for products under the canopies of Yoshimura Suzuki, RCH Racing, Star Racing, and other top teams. Plus, they now stock hints and clutch components, peg armor, ARC levers, and FASCO products too. Works Connection, your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Visit them on the web at www www.worksconnection.com and use the keyword PulpMX for 20% off your order or visit your local outlet and check out the new lineup of products for 2015. Do you own a KTM like Andrew Short? Then listen up. 
you can stop searching for the best place to get genuine KTM parts and accessories. Grab a whole shot like Shorty. Go directly to KTMPartsExpress.com, your number one online source for KTM parts and accessories. There's no shortage of genuine KTM parts in our huge warehouse, as well as a full selection of KTM power parts and power wear accessories. We also offer the same aftermarket parts and accessories that you see on Shorty's bike for your own KTM. 29 years of experience would be impressive, but we have over 35 years of experience in the motorcycle industry. We're here to serve you with a huge inventory, great prices, and fast, dependable service. The staff at KTM Parts Express is not short on experience and will process your order with speed and accuracy. Our goal is to get you the parts you need in the shortest amount of time. If you're in need of KTM Parts or accessories, this is the place to shop. Roost MX. Roost MX, the official graphics company for both Cobra Moto and Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. For over 16 years, Roost delivers professional level graphics for every rider from amateur to pro. Choose from our huge selection of graphics online and make yours one of a kind. Roost also offers a wide range of other custom products from t-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. With our quick 48-hour turnaround, shipping orders is top priority. Be sure to check out the new Pulp Nation section to get your Pulp MX swag. And follow us on Instagram at RoostMX for monthly sales. Get your equipment looking fresh by visiting RoostMX.net and use the discount code PULPNATION to save 20%. RoostMX. Don Emler had a simple vision for FMF racing when he started it in his garage back in 73. Provide top-level U.S. racing equipment at the grassroots level. 43 years later, FMF racing is known for delivering the world's top performance exhaust products. Today, Don's vision continues to guide the family-operated company in its 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in the heart of Southern California, where 100% of everything is built under one roof. FMF is factory. Vortex Racing, the leader in top quality racing components for over 15 years, is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show. All Vortex Racing products are made with the best materials and the tightest tolerances. All because Vortex Racing is owned and operated by guys just like you. Enthusiasts and riders that demand the best. We have over 1,000 different gear choices to suit your needs and track conditions. All sprockets are cut from 7075T6 aluminum and come in an assortment of colors. Want something even stronger? Check out our full line of laser-cut steel sprockets. Besides sprockets, Vortex offers V3 oversized motocross handlebars that are 29% stronger than the competition. With years of research into these bars and top riders like Arena Cross champion Tyler Bowers putting their trust in them. You know these these bars bars can take the the abuse abuse you'll give them. them. Remember, there's a reason champions choose Vortex. So the question is simple. Do you want to join the ranks of James Stewart and FMX legend Ronnie Renner? Choose Vortex. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com. All Pulp MX listeners are getting hooked up with a discount on any Vortex Racing product. Just email Jake at VortexRacing.com with the promo code PULP2014 or call him at 800-440-3559, extension 222. See you on the track. I've been working on my knees, baby. 
your song it's awesome pretty emo for you like pretty uh i'm not i picture you more like uh death metal maybe i don't know no no i'm not actually a real big music guy but uh every once in a while jess jessica's a music you know she's a music yeah. freak and then uh yeah. a couple of our buddies that ride to the races with us uh he told jessica you gotta hear this song and of course he played it for jess just liked it and it just has a good beat and i was like when they knew i was coming you know, you get your song. You get a song, yeah. And you're like, that's the one you should play. So that was for my buddy Trey and for Jess. I forgot to tell Rich that he gets a song too. He probably doesn't even care. Let's let's go with your wife's. She'll pick Tragically Hip. So we'll play Tragically Hip. Oh, uh, you know the comedian. I have 600 of Tragically Hip songs on my phone. Do so you really? Probably. <laughs> They're coming to Vegas. Uh, coming to L.A. too. They're going to L.A. Weren't they just here, like, not long no, ago? No, they were. I went to go see him in Chicago in January. But they're coming to the... Oh, you flew there just to yeah. see him. Yeah. You're a nerd. BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension, Vortex Racing, Roost Graphics, X-Brand Goggles, NFAP Jeep and Truck Parts, Hot Cams, Works Connection, Atlas Neck Braces, FMF Racing, W Wheels, Guts Racing, Two Under, Galford Brakes, KTMPartsExpress.com, Black Ops Moto, Nitro Circus on board with us now. And also, too, uh, this is a really cool thing. So the week after Indiana, if you're listening to this and you're from Michigan, or if you're a privateer guy racing, you should go here. Nick Way got second at this Edge of Summer Motocross at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Nick Way got second and made like eight grand. Good payday. What? Yeah. What? Yeah, he got like eight grand. Holy cow. For second. So if you're a racer, it's a week after Indiana, stay back or drive to this, this track. It's a bomber. Mark Barnett uh, built, Ricky Carmichael designed. RCH, Edge of Summer Motocross, August 28th, August 30th. Gates open at 6 a.m. all days at the Soaring uh, Eagle Casino and Resort out there in Michigan. Uh, on Friday, there's ATV, amateur, and pro racing. Saturday, motocross, amateur, and pro racing. $50,000 purse for Saturday what? night pro races. How many spots do they pay? I'm going. Go! Gee, Eddie? Uh, no, a few weeks ago, I was actually talking to Blos, and I said, Chris, let's take this thing down. I said, you're Arena Cross Specialist. Let's go get this. He's like, ah, oh, Watson's it's kind, of a, it's kind of a hybrid supercross uh, motocross track. Yeah, yeah. Watson's, I guess he, uh, I guess Watson said that they would take his bike or something. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, how can you say no to that? That's awesome. That uh, You know, look at the venue. A casino, you know, a nice hotel, a, a hybrid track. You know, that's just a recipe for, you know, good racing and a fun time. That's, you know, uh, 
Heck, I'll be in Indiana. You never know. Might just honestly. Uh, if, if they had a women's bro, race, we're there. Be there. <laughs> Nick Wright got like six, there. like six or eight grand for second place. Oh my god! And, he, and so uh, Saturday, there's a meet and greet with the RCH team. Ricky Carmichael will be there. Tickle, Roxon, Kerry Hart. Uh, that's on Saturday. Sunday is amateur racing, and uh, you can buy uh, a pass for all weekend. Good for all three days. Forty bucks per adult. So August 28th, August 30th, Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. This, I honestly, I think this thing's going to get some really good guys. Because last year was uh, Nick. Who won? Partridge? No, Renner. Renner won? Uh, 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 Ricky. Ricky won. Albertson was there. Nick was there. Um, Jeff Gibson was there. Kelly Smith, maybe. Kelly Smith, I think, was there. (laughs) Yeah, so check this out, people. Uh, Like I said, August 28th, August 30th, the week after Indiana. This thing will be really sweet, so go check it out. And uh, and also, too, Guts Racing, official seat foam and uh, seat base of uh, like RCH and the Pro Circuit guys, lightweight phantom seat foams. They got these real cool uh, carbon fiber seat bases with like Velcro covers. Have you seen those things at RCH? I haven't seen them, but uh, yeah. um, Andy, a guy you put me in touch with, uh, he built oh, yeah. Jessica some custom 15-millimeter right. uh, lower you know, seat yeah. foams, and Gut- uh, yeah, they're awesome. GutsRacing.com, Hot Cams Inc., bringing you Eddie Ray on the uh, love this guy right here on the pulp show. You having fun so far, Eddie? It, it's awesome. It's so much better it being goes here. Fast, than, right? Uh, it goes yeah, quick. Yeah, it's, I feel like uh, we've only been on here like an hour. Right? No, we've been on here a long time, a really long time. What about this Legends race in Indiana? I think it's going to be Wyndham, awesome. Ferry, Carmichael, Stanton, Cooper, Jason Thomas, uh, Todd DeHoop. Todd DeHoop raced Loretta's, remember? DeHoop, I was DeHoop hanging with Loretta's? DeHoop at Loretta's, yeah. They need to pull Earl May out, get them all, Rich yeah. Taylor. DeHoop yeah. is right out of your era. He is. So if DeHoop's older, racing, but, oh, he's know, older than you? Not a little bit, but not much. Okay, yeah. if DeHoop's racing, you can race. Yeah, I mean, DeHoop. You kinda, since your uh, injury, you haven't raced much, huh? Uh, not a lot. Well, no. you know what? It's more about my boys. I've got, yeah, you yeah. know, my two kids are racing, and it's just, it's This guy's kid's taking down titles at Loretta's. <laughs> I know, but you used to race a lot, and then you... Blew your Achilles, yeah. and then you broke your leg? Or was no, it the no. same injury? No, after the Achilles, I, I started slowing down a little okay. bit. Okay, you yeah. were just like... That one hurt. Because I was talking to dudes that saw you riding a lot. Like, you were getting ready for a race at Glen Helen, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. And they were like, dude, RT's fast. Like, yeah, he's it was... flying right now. <laughs> and then literally, like, the week after someone told me that, yeah. you're like, yeah, dude, I broke my, blew my Achilles out. Yeah, that was not fun. Right. Not fun. Are you doing any riding for Transworld at all? Have you done any riding in the Yeah, yeah. I rode the, uh, I've ridden a few of the new ones, you know, the new KTM and the new yeah. Yamaha and, uh, you know, I've ridden the Suzuki a little bit. I was doing some testing for him still. So oh, are you still doing some stuff? Just very, very not much. Did, did you no. hear Suzuki's back with the 250F team? Eddie, you told me about this. There's kids at Loretta's that are, like, waiting for a contract Yeah. for Suzuki 250F team. You're smiling and nodding, Rich, but... Yeah, no, it's... Uh, it's They're, they're, they're going to try to have a lights team that's going to go racing next year. I don't, I don't know... God, they need to. on it? Or? Since they sacked this amateur team. I mean, you look at... Uh, Eli no, but they're hiring, Eli- they're hiring six amateurs, too. They're yeah. going to have six amateurs But like, next like year. Jeremy yeah. Martin, Suzuki kid. Eli Tomac, Suzuki kid. Dude, he's probably so smiling because his kid's probably writing on... No, he's Fourth not. on the list. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, yeah. I mean, you look at history, man. Cantrell, there's just a long list of just yeah. super but they insane missed out on, millsaps. Right? Just so many fast kids that came up on Suzuki's. So you don't know who the team's going to be. We've heard of an existing honestly, team. Yeah, we heard of the existing team. Yeah, I mean, you look at how many existing teams are out there that would switch at this well, point. Well, Eddie and I, I were know. trying to think about them. And yeah, it's it's tough. I honestly, I know nothing about it other than yeah, they're supposed to have a two rider yeah. lights team that's going to be an existing team already that they're going to huh. try to switch over. Uh, 
best 450 you've ridden new bike so far? Uh, you know, it's... Um, I have the Cowie yet? No, I haven't no. ridden the Cowie. Yeah. Um, the Cowie's out, and I've heard pretty good things about it. Um, feels a lot lighter, and, and guys seem to like it. Um, kind of a more mellow power band, I hear, but I haven't ridden yeah. it. Seven pounds lighter? Yeah, yeah, how about that? Yeah, compete with the KTM. You know, that KTM's really light, that yeah. new one. You used cool. to hate the KTMs. You've come around on them, though, right? The new factory bike? Yeah, no, like, definitely. You were not a KTM dude like not two years all. ago. You were like, this nah. thing's a pile. Yeah, just the, the nuts and the bolts that you have to get used to and all mm-hmm. that. I was over it. But yeah. the button is insane. Every yeah. bike should have one. <laughs> um, but the new KTM is actually really good, the 450. Um, the new Yamaha is, is you know, the motor on the Yamaha is insane. The 450 motor is, come on. You yeah. Know, that thing just is broad. You see it every and, week at Nationals, right? Yeah, those guys are just barking starts. It's it's fast. It's good. You know, it's really, they all, they it's all, re- you know the bikes are so yeah. good now. Come on. Right. Every one of them is just yeah. pretty rad. Uh, Nash, you upset, I hear? I'm very annoyed. Uh, I cannot believe that there's a Legends race and Factory Phil has not been invited. We're uh, not going to be there. That's true. How is this possible? I mean, I don't know if Factory Phil rides all that much anymore. Nash is a super fan of Factory Phil. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. He actually, Factory Phil has a lot sweeping business called Factory Phil. Yeah. Nash called it to yes. to just talk to Phil. Like, he like <laughs> kind of like just called the, looked in, looked in the yellow pages. Uh, it's obviously the only one that's called Factory Phil's uh-huh. lot sweeping. <laughs> and Nash had a 30-minute conversation with the factory. That's awesome. It was awesome. It was in, awesome. in 1996, when he rode for Great Western, Factory Phil was my – me and Forrest would go – that's when – Yeah. The, the Jeep? M- the Jeep? No, no. Okay. <laughs> um, Jeremy was winning everything in McBeanham in St. Louis, but they yeah. were – you know. Yeah. Factory but killed the Phil it led the, like, yeah. 13 laps of the main yeah. event. And, yeah. I mean, we were going bananas. Number 13. Number Factory Phil is amazing. He's just, man, he was awesome. Eddie, thank you for making me feel so good and, and coming on board, as always. But Rich Taylor, what's your best Factory story? Come on, give it to me. A factory Phil story? Oh, man. One that you can tell on the air? There is just so many that are wrong. So wrong. <laughs> now you have to be able to. Uh, yeah. Factories now. Uh, there was one. Actually, I wish Watson was here because he could tell it better. But we were in Gainesville, and he did this uh, this 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 fight in a bar there was a boxing ring did you ever hear that story i think no. we did i think yeah. we did hear that one and, uh, he punched the guy yeah he knocked Killed the him. guy knocked the guy out in 10 seconds or something just <laughs> clocked this dude and it's <laughs> some big boxer brawling dude and you know yeah. it was just this amateur fight night and he got in there and just clocked the guy yeah it was I love hilarious it. steve the next racer x staff meeting where you guys are all on the speakerphone uh merely suggests subtly that they should release the footage of Ping getting waxed when they do the bike test because you know Factory Phil can mop him up. Oh yeah, yeah, no, I know, I know. Um, that would be good. You know, there's no Factory Phil at the Legends race, but there is a Tim Ferry. Now I saw Tim. I saw Tim Ferry walking through Unadilla parking lot. I said to my kid. I said, you see that man, Kate? Yeah. That man is a legend. Oh, uh, I saw him, and there was just a beam of light coming down wherever he was walking. It was phenomenal. <laughs> Baby Jesus. Baby Jesus. Uh, Eddie Ray, thanks, Nash. Uh, Eddie Ray, you've known Timmy longer, way longer than I did, so doesn't quite have the same effect as you. But look, this legend's race. I mean, Ricky's a little out of shape, okay? Stanton's getting up there. Uh, Wyndham... Never the hardest trainer. He's training right now. You saw his Instagram. I saw his Instagram. He's got blisters on his He's fingers. He's got blisters. Okay, that's, I'm a little worried about that. Cooper will probably crash. 
He's okay. going to go big. He's going to be the guy that hits the triple. Yeah. JT, we got JT covered. Okay. I mean, why can't Timmy win this thing? Isn't that what I said today? I, I said clear that I think Timmy would be because he's still so connected to the sport. You know, he comes to the races every weekend. He he sees people riding. He te- he's he's giving his knowledge to the guys now to win races. So why couldn't he win? Thank and you, you know what? He's still okay. We we look at all these guys. Kevin, you see, he's slacked off a little bit. Ricky, obviously, slacked off a little bit. Timmy. Looks like he could get back on the bike tomorrow. Oh, you're telling me. And, I mean, like he never. <laughs> yeah. No, he's not like any bigger. Right. He's not any smaller. I remember when he said he used to weigh a light 170. You know, you ask him how much he weighs. And I weigh about a light 170. So, you know. Is Tortelli gone? I haven't heard. I haven't heard. Tor- Tortelli's in shape. That could be a wild card. Tortelli's Although strong right Robbie now. took him down in one or two motos, right? Mm. I don't know. Tortelli. Yeah, the I mean, first one, Tortelli won. came from way behind. Okay. But yeah. the second two, Tortelli pulled the great Glen Helen race move. Just uh, waited, waited, and then once he pounced, it was over. Robbie was done. Yeah. Good looking man, Tortelli. He's a good looking guy. I never looked at him like that, but well, yeah, I'm just saying. I, I don't I'm just doubt. saying. He should be in the legend Ber- race. Berluti told us a story about him cooking Tierra Masu for everybody. Huh? Oh, wow. Like, he can cook, he can race a dirt bike, he's got two world championships. What about Emig? Emig's coming. Yeah, I guess Emig's coming. What I'm about, not worried about Emig. What about Langston? Emig can still ride. Fair. He's what about, wait, is Jeremy going? I haven't heard. Oh. I, we worried about Jeremy. He rides a lot. Yeah, Jeremy rides all the time. And he was a pretty good rider back in the day. I don't know if you guys know that. I think I read that somewhere. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, there's going to be – I'm just curious. Are we going to see a race? Or are we going to see like, An hey, guys, this is like uh, – this is you know, go out there, pop some wheelies, hit some jumps. I think that if they did that, as soon as they put their helmets on, you guys know. You both – everyone, that goes out the windows. Any, any kind of rules For Ricky, for sure. He don't know what it's like to get second. So, no, yeah. You know. Very upsetting to Ricky. Yeah, I mean – it's 15 minutes, I guess. Really? Yeah, it's 15 minutes. So it's minutes. like a real, it's yeah. going to be a race. Yeah. Oh, it'll be a race if it's 15 minutes yeah. for sure. Right. Oh, man. RT, head out. What about Start Ronnie Kishner? Right now. There you go, another RT. What about Ronnie yeah. Kishner? Yeah, the original we RT. Need to, we need I to saw pull, really. we need to pull the him? real legends uh, out. He was at, um, was he at Loretta's? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he was? That's where I saw him. Yeah. God, yeah. it must be like when you're at Loretta's, it's basically probably like stepping back in time to like the early 90s. <laughs> was Chicken there? No. Okay. <laughs> hey, he could be at the legends race though. Chicken rides all the time. Chicken rides all the chicken rides now more more now than yeah, when he's he ever did. What about yeah. Batshaw? They're trying to get Batshaw. Oh, the yeah, beast they're trying good. to get Batshaw. You remember his days back at the old Lake Sugar Tree going big on oh. those jumps? Bradshaw's the man. When I oh. went to Boulder City out here in Vegas, they had a vet race and they were yeah. paying start money to these dudes and there was yeah. ten people there. Tortelli was there, Dubok was there, Bradshaw was there. There was some chicken was there, and Tortelli had everybody covered, including Bradshaw. And I was hanging out at Bradshaw's van when he came back, and he was swearing and cursing the Frenchman like no other. Like it was Anaheim, <laughs> Anaheim, whatever. Like still so upset that Tortelli had him covered. Yes, yeah. I was like, geez, dude, like you know, let it go. He was yeah. on a KTM wearing fly gear. What about Everts? I don't think they're getting Everts over to come to Indiana. Uh, but he makes appearances over here. Well, bring it on. He maybe it's a chance to take down the goat. Oh, they could go head to head. Yeah. They all <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh BTOsports.com, Gabba Gibbs. Let's do it. BTOsports.com, Gabba Gibbs, Gabba Gibbs, Gabba Gibbs, Gabba Gibbs. Gabba Gibbs, Gabba Gibbs, Gabba Gibbs. BTOsports.com, how many X brands do they sell? They they do well for oh, X brands. BTO's awesome. 
Awesome. Use, use the code PULPAMX. Save yourself money when you check out. BTOsports.com. Great guys. Nation leading retail. They got OEM parts now, too. So anything you need, BTOsports.com has it. I just put an order in with BTO Sports for Project 88 stuff. I use my code. Save myself money on myself. It's fantastic. All right. These are questions submitted to at PULPAMX Show. Gabby Gibbs uh, picks the best questions uh, and uh, and suits them uh, shoots them out to us, and we uh, try our best to answer. All right, Gibbs, let's do it. All right, coming out of the hole, Chris wants to know. Coming out of the hole, coming out, killing it. Scary. Fuck you. I just said see, scary. Did you see that my wallet has a picture of Brittany Chisholm's face on it? Yeah. That's yeah, you scary. like it? I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. It's got my name on it. Yeah. I like it. I'll keep it. Yeah. Uh, okay. Every went, time you push a thing. Your card comes out and Britney's face is out of her head. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of weird now that I think about it like that. Uh, with all the Yamaha MX uh, donation squad, who's going to be billing uh, Cooper's 450? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. JGR, I was asking JGR, like, hey, are you just going to give him a 450? And he's, they're like, I don't know. Like, whose graphics goes on it then, right? What happened? It's very political. Very political. And there's lots of stuff going on behind the scenes right now, folks. I've heard from people involved about. Like is Cooper going to be on a factory bike where the where where Bob Oliver and Dino Dan build it? It's going to be on JGR bike that they build. Star Racing building it. Very political. So we'll see. My guess is Yamaha. Yeah. What's Barsha riding? JGR. Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah, he'll Are ride his sure, race bike. Sure. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is, what's Barsha riding oh, right now? Oh, right now. Yeah, I don't know. There was they were testing. I know they were testing and. Like, it's funny. We talked about this on our podcast today, RT, and you know, too. Like, these factories sometimes are fighting against these teams they help. Yeah. You know? like, And it's not just Yamaha. Like, Geico. Honda wasn't pumped when Geico was winning. Yeah. No, it's all like a big secret. No, it's... Right? It's, it's kind of gets... It gets, you know... It gets it, weird, it, man. We could get into the whole testing thing, but I've seen the R&D department and the race department keeping secrets from each other in one factory like, yeah like yeah. wouldn't you share your information right. to make the best product on earth right. you know come on and the honda guys will tell you hey you know how eli tomac didn't like his bike last year well where is it now it's under the factory honda tent and he loves his bike yeah. we know how to set up a bike it's really weird yeah. i you don't know, like i remember when Wyndham was winning on a geico honda he didn't have factory suspension so, like, he, he was a little upset, and Honda wasn't helping him that much, but yet he was on a Honda, and he was, like, and now Yamaha guys are all fighting. Like, I don't get it. It's oh. it's really weird. And I know the Yosh guys and the RCH guys, they're not exactly bros, you know? <laughs> and, like, you're like you're on the same yellow bike. Well, Roxanne was on a Dayglow yeah. yellow bike this weekend, but it's it's weird. It's a real political thing, so... Okay, McKenzie wants to know, Eddie, how much gas do you need in a truck to go from San Diego to Temecula? Oh, jeez. <laughs> this is uh, it's a funny story. Um, a few years ago, when X Games was still going on, uh, we loaned her a bike. So, I mean, Jessica and her race each other. And uh, so we drive. she comes out, we're going to loan her a bike. I drive down to San Diego, me and Jess, to pick her up. And I'm like, get down there. I'm like, okay, I got to get gas, you know. So you swoop into the airport, you scoop her up, and of course you start driving, and you're driving with somebody you don't know all that well. Okay. So you're making conversation, we start driving, and we get like 10 miles from Temecula, and the truck goes, tuk, tuk. I mean, we just met this girl. <laughs> we run out of gas on the, on the 15, just 
So how much did it take? <laughs> At least half a tank because More obviously empty have. didn't get us there. <laughs> so thanks, McKenzie, for sharing that story. <laughs> Making me look like an idiot. <laughs> All right, Hugh Dog wants to know, what's up with the pic of Chad Reed posting on Instagram of him riding a Yamaha claiming back throwback uh, Thursday? The best is people fell for that. He's wearing brand new shift gear and a Fly 360 helmet cam, and he says throwback Thursday or whatever, and the people are like, when was this? Yeah, two days ago, jackasses. Uh, we, I mean, anybody who listens to this show knows that we've been saying he's going to ride a Yamaha. And now a photo comes out with him on a Yamaha, and people are like, what? Yeah, he's riding a Yamaha. So what? I don't know what he's going to do, if he's going to be a factory guy or not. Do you know anything, RT? I just heard but, the rumors, you know. I heard that he's going to be a factory yeah. guy. And right. He's pretty good at keeping secrets, yeah. you know, but always dropping these little, yeah, you he know. Yeah, he loves it. He loves sprinkle it. Sprinkle a little, you know. Right. Sprinkle, sprinkle. Yes, yeah, I heard he sprinkle some big Yamaha yep. had to pay him some money so that some a couple of the other teams aren't going to have as much. Oh, really? Well, that yeah, was the yeah. rumor. Yeah, that was I heard. yeah. All right, G Dub wants to know with Kerry uh, Hart stating on the Red Bull show that Kenny Roxon should have more fun rather than burnout. Doesn't that go against RC's work ethic? Did anyone see this? I didn't see. I that. didn't see this. Also, someone told me that Rox's new trainer on that show was saying that Alden didn't know what he was doing. That was I was just told that I did not see this. If someone can clarify this, I hope that's not true. <laughs> like I know all these trainers want to show know that they have the magic secret and not the other guy, but to say Alden's program doesn't work is pretty foolish. Look at the scoreboard. Right? Yeah, it's... right. But uh, I mean, I don't. Yeah, I mean, if, if he said know. that. Roxon needs to fire him immediately. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know they say surround yourself with good people. That guy's an idiot. <laughs> and I mean, I could not be getting the whole story there, but that's what I, someone said to me. So they're like, "Did you see that? You know that Red Bull show? I've watched. I watched uh, one or two episodes." But all right, all right. Todd and Austin want to know. Well, Todd wants to know any updates on Weimer for 2016, and Austin wants to know any news on Nick Way for 2016. Well, Nick Way, I think is coming back. He says he has his wife 90 percent sure to let him come back. I heard the and, same and, thing. And we had him on the show, what, two weeks ago? And he said he was grinding. He was testing. Yeah. He was, what do you say? Uh, never prepare. What was this saying? I don't know. Prepare for the worst. No, the no, no. Uh, it was uh, be ready to stay ready or something. He was, <laughs> we're like, dude, what are you doing? Like, why are you riding? He's like, you got to be ready to stay ready, bro. Like, he was riding, testing for Dunlop or something. We're like, dude, oh, let it go. Geez. But uh, X-Brand Goggles, Nick Way, by the way. Absolutely. Um, I think he's coming back. Weimer? I don't know. I don't know. This guy wants to know if RCH is considering him for a second spot. No. <laughs> no. I mean, I love Jake Weimer, but no. I think they're going to re-sign Tickle. I think that's happening. Tickle wants a raise. They don't want to pay him as much as he wants. They'll probably meet in the middle. Tickle deserves a raise, what he's making of this year, and I think they'll meet in the middle, and uh, and he'll he'll figure it out. Okay. Uh, Clay wants to know, does Team USA have a uh, plan B team on standby? Or do they just wing it? It's always a yeah. There's always a guy. Like remember when RC Stewart. got RC got hurt? They put Tedesco on the bike because it was Suzuki. So they just threw Tedesco on it. Yeah. And if they had Stu, oh, Stu, he's probably their backup plan right now. He just confirmed it. He wants in. But what if Stu went and just crashed his balls out? Crashed his balls off. We still tried. <laughs> We went down in a blade of, in a blaze of glory. It still tries. He would have been hauling ass when he did it, for sure. <laughs> right before he crashed, would have been epic. <laughs> you know how your bike always runs perfectly right before it blows up? Yeah. Like that like, the lean mixture, right? <laughs> that would have been, been stew. 
scrubbing something like just you know and then just <laughs> and with like a half a lap to go that'd be the bad part of me yeah all right, uh, Eddie O'Keefe wants to know, did Bogle's ride help or hurt his big money contract dreams? And uh, does, if Filthy Phil moves from JGR, will they replace him with another fill-in? Another fill. I don't know. And yeah, I don't know about that fill-in program. I don't think so. I think they're pretty happy with the way it's worked, but yeah. it's a pretty unique situation. If Phil left, I don't think they'd go out. I kind of know the, the little yeah. bit of the backstory. If Phil got another ride, I don't think Coy and j Bone would go, okay, Who's um who are we gonna get next? You know who's the yeah. guy that's gonna be in our. Right. They just go back to the old. Uh, Man, you know, it's worked well for them because like great. Phil, Phil did half the season this year. I think he did almost half last year. I remember for the season started, you're like Phil's not gonna see much riding time. Pike and those guys never get hurt. Yeah, never yeah. get hurt. Yeah, and they were both out at yeah. certain times. You yeah. know, Pike of all people, he's yeah, made yeah. out of like concrete. Yeah. You know, right. So and then uh, Bogle, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it helped them or hurt him, but they know he's got speed. I don't think it hurt him at all. I don't think people are like, oh, hey, listen, you know, this guy just got tired in a 25 and a 30 minute race. Let's not even consider it. I'm surprised he got as tired as he did, though. Because yeah, you, you've been on the couch, you've been riding and training, and like you. Last year in Nationals, when he rode him, was he getting tired then? No, because he was seasoned. He had, he yeah, was, you know, right. he was fit. Maybe the end of the season is near and he wanted to get out there and show him, here's what I got. And maybe he wasn't 100%. Oh, yeah. Okay. Physically ready, right. but you know that's a that's an easy fix. You know he he's a hard worker. I think uh, I don't think it affected his paycheck. It's going to affect his paycheck. All right, all right. B Denton wants to know if Yamaha decides to have a factory 450 team, does JGR switch to another brand? Her contract's up at the end of 16 or end of 17. Do you know? I knew last time I signed it was like a five year, wasn't it? Might be up at the end of, end of next year. I could totally see him. I could totally see them. Uh, Moving, I know there's some friction already about Cooper Webb. Webb rode for JGR as, a, yeah, as an amateur on the Hondas, Honda 150. They know him well, North Carolina guy. Um, there's already rumors like Yamaha wants to take him into this new truck with Reed when he moves on. And I think JGR is like, look, bro, you stuck us with a piece of shit bike for a couple of years that nobody wanted. We couldn't sign anybody. Now you're finally coming up with this talent and you're not letting us have it. Like, I think there's some tension there, so... Or maybe they split it up the middle and one takes Jeremy. Yeah. One takes, you know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah. Chad's in now. They're both not going until but another. But now season. I heard that the Green Claw people, and Eddie, you know the Green Claw people pretty well. The Green Claw people are not going to help Yamaha out anymore. That was going to be the, the plan, was a monster Yamaha team. Yeah. Factory Yamaha team. Well, I mean, they never really helped the motocross team, anyways, did they? No, they're, but they want it was to now. the road race. Yeah, team. but they want to now. Yeah, I, I don't know that. I, I don't. I mean, I'm I just saying. I'd be spec- totally speculating if I was, you know, saying they are, or they aren't. Ask, I don't know. When you're asking Roger to bow out of these nations, ask him that too. When you're saying, "Hey, Roger, I don't think you should be the team manager anymore," ask him that. Step back. Let some some fresh some fresh meat. You know, right. some new ideas. Right. Okay. Cody wants to know if RV's number two uh, becomes available after 2016, and who do you guys think will get it? I mean, sure, yeah. They're not going to retire it like they did at RC, right? No. Retire. The number. Remember Ricky's number got retired for five years before Baggett took it? Yes, I did remember. <laughs> You're yeah. looking at me like... Did it? All I know is that Baggett took it. <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't available for like five years. <laughs> oh, okay. No, I don't know. Whoever wins a national title wants number two. 
I mean, these people got to let it go, man. You got to remember, you guys people got to let it go. The like, legend, who cares? It's I a mean, Villapoto took it from the greatest yeah. rider yeah, ever. Exactly. So why yeah. wouldn't? Why right. would they retire from Villapoto? Right, that's what I'm saying. And I think retiring RC. If anything, they should have retired it from a graph. I mean, I think if anybody should have kept their number. I think retiring it for RC was stupid. It's just whatever. It's just the number. It's gone. Yeah. Like, who cares? These guys got to take numbers. I mean, what are we going to do? Just forever run out of numbers. <laughs> the whole numbering system's dumb, anyways. Right, Rich? Are you with me, or do you think it's cool? I don't know. Whatever. You got to have a number. What's Thanks. Your number? You got to have a number. <laughs> Deep <laughs> thoughts from Rich Taylor. <laughs> well, I'm just looking up there and Dogger right there with number four, Wardy with number two. I saw a photo of Fred Andrews in South Africa. His number was F.A., his initials. Yeah, that's, so that's what they used to do. Maybe we just do that. Uh, yeah, that's what they did in Australia, too. R.T. <laughs> my, num- my number's go, R.T. Works. E.R. <laughs> I mean, everything goes off transponders anyway, so, yeah, yeah. you know, what do you need a number right. for? All right, next question. All right, uh, Jake wants to know, with Andrew Short being on air and Ryan Dungey not, is there a big rate w- weight difference? Who, who, Andrew Short being air suspension? Yes. Uh, Over Dungey's. What, is it four pounds? Someone told me? I don't know. The forks are supposed to be about that. It's only about a, about a pound okay. per fork. I thought it was four for both because Andrew's on air shock too. Yeah, I know. So, I, don't, I don't know about the shock, okay. how, how much lighter Someone said is. it was four pounds for, for both. Uh, all right, but at, at the end of the day, Dungey's bike is as light as it probably can get in. No, it's on the limit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, he also wants to know what are the chances of Simpson being full time in the USA within the next two years? Uh, I'd say zero. No, Does he, let's see him at Anaheim. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of riders that keep coming in like this. Like, for instance, Sean Simpson, uh, Cody Cooper, Cody Cooper, uh, Juice Lansu. Great outdoor riders, but yeah. they're not going to. They're not coming if, to America. If our sport was in better shape. You could hire Brayton for Supercross and Freddie Noren for Outdoors. Boom. But you'd have to have a good enough budget to pay full-time wages to those guys, those two riders, and bikes and parts and keep them happy. But that would be ideal right there. Find a guy, good and bad. Like, Freddie Noren can't really race Supercross. Brayton's not as good as Freddie Outdoors. Boom. Who else is that? Who were we just talking about that? Another guy like that. Oh, Sean Simpson. Yeah, Sean Simpson. Simpson Outdoors and... Josh Grant, indoors, whatever. That's been the good segment. BTOsports.com. Use the code PulpMX when you're checking out and uh, save yourself big money. Now, Eddie, uh, you heard a rumor. Lame. We don't know how true it is. That Supercross is thinking about going to a chase format. That's a rumor you heard. Yeah, and it, a distant. I mean, this is just something that circulated to I me. Would and li- I, I would like that. I think that's awesome. I think it'd be awesome. Do you, or would you be for that? I'd be for it 100%. That way, racing would be good. All the way. Now, if you're the points leader, no yeah. one, you're never going to like it. No. But one thing but I give point, you a 10-point lead. Give you a 10-point lead. One thing I pointed out to you today, ever since they started this chase format, the best guy still won. Yeah, mostly. Yep. Tyler Bowers yep. hated it, yep. but he still won the championship. Yep. You know, look at Arena Cross last year. Same thing. I, Regal goes in. The best guy won it. It's not like somebody came from 10th. Yeah. And all of a sudden, yeah. was the leader? You know, was was the, wow. the the not you know the best guy still going to win? I, uh, if I ho- Supercross went to it, I think it'd be great. I mean, our sport, like you've said, you beat this thing to death. It needs change. And what's better than that would make it exciting? Right now, you get down to the last few races. Dungey's got it wrapped up four races early, whoever, yeah. and you just see people kind of like we're not going to Vegas. Like we're yeah. just watching from here. There's no excitement. Look at the excitement right now with the 250s with Cooper or with uh, Jeremy and Marvin. See Cooper, you said Cooper because you you love Cooper. I think 
It's exciting to see Cooper. No one's going to run away in a chase format yeah. by the last round. There's still it's yeah. going to come down to the it's going to come down to last. I race. hope it happens. I hope it happens. I'm going to text uh, somebody and ask if that's true. Yeah, and like I said, I heard this from a, a, a distant, you know, wow. a source. So, do you think if it, if it do I deserve any credit if it happens? Do I deserve any credit at all for ranting and raving for three years? Listen, I the, the funny part is I've heard you rant and rave about stuff on this show. Yeah, and I've seen changes happen. Be, I, I don't, don't know if it's because of the show, but God, I hope so. Yeah, but a lot of it starts right here. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you know this janky radio to sh- you know radio show no one listens to, but yet. You gripe about it for six months. You hark on it for six months, and all of a Longer, sudden, dude, they, I've been going on for three they years. They change it, you know. Right. Look Very at Jimmy. <laughs> look at Jimmy with the money, you know, Dakota. Yeah. And complain, complain, and now all of a sudden they pull him to the side. Yeah. To have a talk with him. Next thing you know, they up the pay. You know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Pop up show presented by BTOSports.com and Fly Racing and X Brand Goggles. X Brand Goggles. X Brand Goggles.com. Choice of champions everywhere. Nick Way, Brock Dickel, Fast Freddie Norn, Kyle Chisholm, Kyle Cunningham, Ben LeMay, you, Jesse Wentland, Alex Martin, Alex Martin, Kelly Rusk, um, Benny Bluff. Luke Reslin. Luke did good this weekend. There's a guy that I'm happy to work for for goggles. Low maintenance, dude. dude. Oh, yeah, he's a great dude. Okay, here's your time, Eddie. If the plan was for you to, to have on a very special guest tonight, a kid, you saw Loretta's. You don't know who he is. He's eight feet tall. He was going to ride 934 for Cycle Trader, Rock River team, Benny Bloss. You're a fan. I'm a fan. You're a fan. Um, you don't know the dude? Never talked to him. Did you see this guy? Yeah. You know what? We were at Renard's the week before, and he was training there, and, and I noticed Bloss, and I had just sent him some goggles. Yeah. And I went in and introduced myself, just a super humble, cool kid, like, I don't know. Eddie, I called Eddie about the show, and he couldn't shut up about Benny Bloss for twenty minutes. Well, let yeah. me tell you what. Let me tell you why. <laughs> he was. I was like, Eddie, who do you want to have on? Thinking McGrath or Dungey or Benny Bloss. Well, <laughs> and I don't. You know, I didn't want him to think I broke down with this guy, and I want to bring him on the show to pump him up. I've never spoke a word to him. Right. <laughs> never spoke a word to but him. But from afar. But listen to this. <laughs> Last year, this kid. One, he's he he stands out. He's really tall. He's smooth. Dude, he's, he's six seven, right? I don't know if he's that tall, but he, he's he's I, taller than I am. He's like six. He's seven. A, he's a big boy. Yeah. Last year at Loretta's, he gets there, ready to race, jumps off a, a cliff or a, a bridge, hits something in the water, cuts his foot open. This kid goes to the line on crutches. Talking about our industry, by the way, this week it was reported that he was swimming in the creek and cut his feet. Okay, he was swimming, <laughs> cuts his foot. He. Crutches up there, pulls his boot off after every race. Yeah, this is it's last just year. Yeah, yeah. gushing. Okay, right. so he catches my eye. <laughs> he must fast. be a pro wrestling fan too. The so, gushing blood. Yeah. Anyways, so this year, Alan Brown comes to Loretta's. He deals with Canada. I think he might have been scoping out maybe some some young Canadian talent. You know, maybe to take to Canada. Mm-hmm. And this year at Loretta's, they gave you that book. If you looked in the back, it had every class. And you picked a winner. And whoever picked the most winners right next year got this free hookup, uh, tickets to Monster Cup. You okay. know, a nice little yeah, package. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we go through and we're filling them out. And when we got to the 450 classes, I'm like, I think this kid's going to win, this Benny Bloss. He's got, he's got all the – Where's he, he from, by the way? Kansas, from, I think. Yeah. Or okay. yeah, somewhere he, in that area. Yeah. Okay. So I put him down. 
and Alan's like, who, what? what? I, I don't even know who you're talking about. And this They're kid like gushing is, blood, bro. No, gushing blood. this kid, I'm telling you, just so smooth. He, I mean, he, yeah. he, he just, I mean, he's got the moves. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's, he's smooth. He's fast. I mean, I don't know him. He might, he's a good kid. He's a bad yeah. guy. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know him. No, you just really, and then, hey, if he had raced Unadilla, he'd be on the show tonight. No, he, that was the way he it was going to go. At Loretta's, he was impressive. He came through the pack yeah. in one of the motos and won it. But he's he looks like he's going slow. I picked him before the week started to win it, and mm-hmm. sure enough, he wins. And you then I hear he's going to Unadilla. Now he's six foot five, six foot six. He's wearing fly gear. He's number nine thirty four. It's a Cobra. One of the one of the, one of the greatest co-hosts on this show. On a Yamaha. On a Yamaha. Yeah. Filament. You know what I mean? And like, so I was just pumped on this kid. Like, um, the thing that scares me is. His lights career, I don't know how he's ever going to have a lights career because he's so big. Yeah. Like, how is he going to compete with these kids that are 150 pounds when he's oh. 200 pounds? And that's walking around at fighting weight. Yeah. yeah, yeah. How does he compete? My, like I told you, go to Anaheim, ride 250s, get qualified, and then just jump into 450 and finish, you know, yeah. go for it. You know, be a great 450 rider. You start now, your career could be... 15 years long in the 450 class. He's going to be... But he's got to get a ride and get paid, though. Like He will. Hey, somebody will get hurt, and they'll say, let's put this Benny Bloss kid up yeah. in the air, and it'll happen for him. Huh. I, I'm not saying he's going he's gonna to yeah. go and destroy the world. Yeah, you're not claiming, you're not claiming Ricky Carmichael. In five just, years, yeah. Benny Bloss is going to be a name that isn't going to be faded away. See? You know what I mean? He, dude, big fan over here. Yeah, he was he was yeah. definitely the best thing to watch in that pro class. Oh, the Nick sure. the Nick Way quote was "Stay ready, you never have to get ready." So <laughs> stay ready, never got to get ready. That's why he should Eddie be the team did. manager. <laughs> we can, we can I'm agreeing, I, Eddie. I'm I'm with you, a hundred percent, hundred and ten percent with you. Uh, in- he'd be exciting. Nick Ray would be exciting. Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOSports.com and Fly Racing. Rich Taylor and Eddie Ray in studio. Like I said, Thursdays at noon, the uh, Fly Racing Moto 60 Show presented by NFAB and also to the NFAB Racer X Fantasy Moto Show we do every Wednesday. Fantasy Moto growing bigger and bigger all the time. And uh, a couple of shows that we do differently that uh, you may want to check out here. Thanks for listening tonight. Sean Simpson still to come up. And, uh, of course, Forrest Butler was on earlier, uh, owner of the uh, BTO Sports KTM team and, uh, and killing it. RT, um, what's next for you? What's going on? Just, uh, you know, we're doing it up. My kids chasing them around, racing. Yep. They're going to all these amateur nationals and, and winning. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm officially a mini dad. It's ridiculous, <laughs> but it's all good. Um, just real quick, though, I want to say we were riding a good, good buddy of ours, Cole Astamende. We were riding out at uh, Milestone the other day, uh-huh. and he wadded his ass big time. Um, Punctured a lung, did a little bit of kidney damage. Jeez. He's good. He's in the hospital yeah. and, and just want to wish him the best of luck. You know, he's a, he's a really good kid. So just wanted to say that while I'm Nobody listens have, to the show. Yeah, though. I know. Nobody's right, listening, yeah. but it's all good. Um, but that's it. Sell some yeah. goggles. You know? <laughs> I'm trying, bro. I'm trying. <laughs> I think they're selling themselves, really. It doesn't I mean, help. to off-road racing, <laughs> they're selling themselves. It doesn't help when riders right. take them off in mud races and wear other I brands. We'll, Wait, we'll get me all mad again. I'll start, don't, walking don't around, I'll start walking around off-road and picking up all the X brands that people are throwing off. I'll well, mail them back. Hey, I can <laughs> wash them and resell we'll them. Hey, I, I talked about this, though. Like At the end of Washougal on Monday, Sunday, you go... The owner or whatever, Ryan Huffman, drives around. How many <laughs> pairs of goggles would you pick up? Yeah, a lot. There must a hundred pair, probably. Yeah. I would say you could get a hundred pair. 
Yeah. Throw them in a washing machine? Yeah. Gold uh, yeah. at eBay. Right? Kenny Rockson's Oakley yeah, Air Brakes, that's, right? That's a, that's a couple hundred bucks right there. <laughs> Dude, that's what I'm saying. This could be a whole thing. This could be a whole, like, like it'd deal. Be a business. Right. Let's go I'm to s- the Nationals <laughs> and pick up goggles, man. Right? Why not? It'll work out great. Um, XBrandGoggles.com and uh, uh, check them out. Uh, Rich, you got to go? You going to run? Yeah, I okay. got to go. All I got to right. be up early. Uh, wait, we got we got somebody wants to talk X brand with you. So, Derek, what's up, man? Oh, I'd just like to say, uh, I recently bought uh, four pairs of X brand because of the show. Oh, fantastic! I've been running Oakleys, Oakleys and Scotts for the last whatever twenty years. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And see that I called because uh, I'm in Canada and I had trouble ordering online. It wouldn't ship to Canada, whatever. So I called in and. Uh, I think it was actually RT's dad was there. I'm like, hey, this must be Rich. And he's like, oh, it's Rich Sr. But uh, <laughs> it was pretty funny. He sounded just like RT. And uh, the goggles are good, man. They're really good. So that's all uh, I had to say. Oh, good. Appreciate yeah. it. No, thanks. thanks. Yeah, appreciate yeah, it. That's awesome. Really yeah, I appreciate mean, like it. Like I said, I came out of Oakley's and then Scott's before that. And they're definitely really? on par with that. And the new colors that came out this year, awesome. So, uh, thanks, out. and I'm uh, I'm stoked. My dad didn't uh, didn't turn you off or push you the other way. <laughs> <laughs> he had a little trouble giving me the uh, pulp discount. He's like, "Well, you got to put it in online." Like, well, I can't order online. I'm in Canada, and why can't you order online in Canada, the- RT? We're working on it. Oh, okay. we, we've had that seem, you know that what? Core? Is that Swisscore issue? That's Swisscore. Oh, Swisscore, if oh, you're listening, get on him about damn that. it, fucking Swisscore. We're losing business over here. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just yeah, the the shipping. It's it's actually yeah. It's just a big shipping thing. But, uh, no, I really appreciate it, man, for sure. Thanks for the words. And, and yeah. yeah, if you ever need anything, email me. I can I can get you hooked up in Canada. Thanks. Thanks, Derek. Cool. Thank uh, you, guys. Thank you. Also, too, the sombreros. All those guys wore them at Washougal. Did they? Yeah. Oh, you got them? Yeah. Good. Okay, well, good. You sent them to that guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Moser. Oh, you got to have a moto sombrero. Okay. They all had moto sombreros in the uh, pouring rain, so I think uh, they liked awesome. it. Awesome. Um, let's take a commercial break here. Uh, we still got to tell the Jacksonville story. Are you ready for that? Yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Fuck it. You don't. You do not want to tell the story. We can tell it. It's okay. I mean, yeah, we can do We've it. We've heard it from everybody's side except for yours. The man who was in it. Okay, we can do that. <laughs> and uh, and uh, thanks, Rich. Thanks for coming. Thanks for the support of the show for all yeah. these years. I appreciate it. Uh, we'll be back here uh, to talk more. Uh, Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOSports.com and Fly Racing. Much more is still to come up, including Sean Simpson interview, some voicemails, Eddie Ray stories, and uh, and much more. Thanks for listening. See you in a little bit. Hey guys, this is Jason Thomas. I wanted to talk to you for a minute about Fly Racing. Fly Racing has grown by leaps and bounds since I started wearing it back in 2003. If you go back and look at a picture from back then, and flash forward to now where you see guys like Trey Kennard, Andrew Short, Justin Brayton, Weston Pike, and the 250 Rockstar Husky team wearing, you'll see what I'm talking about. We're now producing premium products, but our goal to give you more bang for your buck hasn't changed since those days. Our F2 carbon helmet, worn by all of our pro riders, is what I consider to be the best value in the motocross world. Our new Evolution 2.0 and light hydrogen lines have been continually improved and perfected over the past couple of years to give you the ideal fit. Whether it's off-road, supercross, motocross, or just riding in the backyard with your buddies, we have something purpose-built just for you. I invite you to check out our website at flyracing.com and of course your local dealer and online retailers to learn more about what we have been working on. Follow us on social media at FlyRacingUSA and post pictures of you riding on our Fly Racing wall on our website. 
From all of us at Fly Racing, I want to say thanks for listening and support companies that support Pulp MX. The Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOsports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. us. We at BTO Sports want to give back to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX when placing your order at BTOsports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Don't miss the Edge of Summer MX event at Soaring Eagle Casino Resort August 28th, 29th, and 30th. It all goes down the weekend following the Indiana Pro National. Gates open at 6 a.m. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and racing classes include ATV Amateur and Pro Classes Friday, Pro and Amateur Motocross Classes Saturday, and the Amateur Motocross continues into Sunday. Enter to compete on the Mark Barnett built track or just show up to enjoy the action. Come see the all-time winningest motocross racer, Ricky Carmichael, and freestyle legend and business partner, Terry Hart. Day passes begin at $10 for adults, Children 5 and under are free, and weekend packages are available. Visit RedBudMX.com for more details. MFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out MFAB Off-Road Accessories. From nerf steps and lighting accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and fed access models, NFAB nerf steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. Nitro Circus is stoked to announce its greatest ever all-new arena tour coming to 25 North American cities this fall. It's the most extensive run that Nitro Circus has ever undertaken. Hot on the heels of Josh Sheehan's groundbreaking world first triple backflip on a motorbike, Nitro Circus Live's latest creation takes things to a whole new level. Starring 17-time X Games gold medalist Travis Pastrana, the tour will feature unbelievable new tricks, record-breaking feats, insane stunts, and the craziest contraptions ever, plus a whole new repertoire of daredevil fun. In all, there will be more than 10 world's first each never seen in the USA. Combined with a host of outrageous new contraptions launched from the jacked-up, bigger-than-ever Nitro Giganoramp, this is truly a visual experience never seen before. Tickets are available now, and fans looking for the ultimate Nitro Circus experience will want to get their hands on the all-new Nitro Club VIP package. Just $99 each plus applicable service fees, these exclusive passes include the best seats in the house as well as a chance to get up close and personal with Travis Pastrana and the stars of Nitro Circus during an exclusive Q&A session. Nitro Circus!
For 2015, X-Brand has added stellar new colorways to our exciting Volcano, Phantom, and Limited lines. You know Nick Way demands the illest style, and now with RCH Racing's Brock Tickle on board, we have assembled a motivated squad. Our simple approach to a fresh look, unmatched comfort, and elite performance remains pegged in the red. You can rest assured knowing X-Brand has you covered with a full offering of lenses, tear-offs, laminates, nose guards, and our zip-off system. Order direct through the EKSBrand.com store and enter discount code PULPSHOW15 to save 30% now. Usually, safety comes at the expense of comfort or mobility. Notice how we said usually? The all-new line of Atlas braces are 20% lighter, have three times more suspension in them, maintain the much-needed flexibility, and even contact 27 more percent surface area of your body than the competition. All in a smaller overall package to make it feel like you're wearing less. The experience speaks for itself. The only thing left to do is join RV, Jason Anderson, Dean Wilson, and Martin Davalos to experience why Atlas is the fastest-growing neck brace on the market. Get yours today at atlasbrace.com. Follow them on social media at atlasbrace to find out new and exciting things all the time. From Atlas Brakes, we thank those folks for coming on the show. If you're on the fence about a neck brace, please try the Atlas one. Best one out there. Hey guys, it's Brady Chisholm here. Listen up. You'll spend $9,000 for a new bike, $3,000 for bling, and you wonder why I have monkey butt? I'll tell you why. You didn't go to GutsRacing.com for new seat foam and cover. Guts Racing has been the leader in seat technology for 25 years. They've worked with every top rider at some point in their life, and that tradition continues. With riders on teams such as Cycle Trader Yamaha, Moto Concepts Racing, RCH Suzuki, Yoshimira Suzuki, Pro Circuit Kawasaki, Geico Honda, they have worked with them all. They have riders like Cal Chisholm, <laughs> Ben LeMay, Matt LeMoyne, Ryan Sipes, Brett Metcalf, and many, many more. They have been working behind the scenes with factory riders for over two and a half decades. So here is your chance to join stars of Supercross, Motocross, Arena Cross, GNCC, and FMX by taking advantage of the discount they have going on. If you head over to GutsRacing.com and use the code PULPMX2015, it'll save you some money, save you from having monkey butt. It's win-win. Head over there and check them out, guys. The leader in design and development of high-performance dirt bike camshafts, Hot Cams is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show and its listeners. Looking to increase the horsepower of your engine without spending a fortune? You need to get a set of Hot Cams. Engineered using state-of-the-art valve train software and CNC machined from 8620 billet steel, Hot Cams camshafts are one of the most economical, reliable, and easy-to-install ways to add 5 to 10% power gain to your engine. By selecting one of our three stages of camshaft profiles, you can specifically tune the power band of your engine to best suit your riding style. Designed, dyno-proven, and made in the USA, Hot Cam's performance camshafts are used by privateer riders like Jimmy Albertson, Mitchell Oldenburg, Michael Lieb, Adam Entignap, Nick Schmidt, and the Monster Energy Leading Edge Kawasaki team. Hot Cam's wants to help you get the extra power you need by offering all Pulp listeners a 30% discount on all orders placed online at hotcamsinc.com. Type in the discount code HOTCAMS2015 at checkout. Hot Cam's. Unleash the power within. 
How's it going? My name is Chris Laredo. Patrick Barker. Scott Lewis. My name is Ben Shearmeyer. I'm a mechanic for Jason Anderson. Weston Pike's mechanic. Wrench on the number 10, Justin Brighton. I work for Justin Barsh. We are running uh, Galfer. Galfer. Galfer brakes. Uh, the best thing, yeah, it's like you've got to run Galfer. Do you own a KTM like Andrew Short? Then listen up. You can stop searching for the best place to get genuine KTM parts and accessories. Grab a whole shot like Shorty. Go directly to KTMPartsExpress.com, your number one online source for KTM parts and accessories. There's no shortage of genuine KTM parts in our huge warehouse, as well as a full selection of KTM power parts and power wear accessories. We also offer the same aftermarket parts and accessories that you see on Shorty's bike for your own KTM. 29 years of experience would be impressive, but we have over 35 years of experience in the motorcycle industry. We're here to serve you with a huge inventory, great prices, and fast, dependable service. The staff at KTM Parts Express is not short on experience and will process your order with speed and accuracy. Our goal is to get you the parts you need in the shortest amount of time. If you're in need of KTM Parts or accessories, this is the place to shop. Race Tech. Privateer proven. When riders choose, they choose Race Tech. Supporting the world's fastest racers. Providing factory level products, support, and service to the everyday rider. Each setup and product is 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. When racers choose, they choose Race Tech. Visit Racetech.com for a full listing of suspension parts, tools, and information. Or check out Paul Feed's Motorcycle Suspension Bible, your guide to everything suspension. To receive 20% off parts and labor, enter discount code PULPMX2015 when ordering. Racetech. Motocross bikes have become very advanced over the past seven years, and yet ignition coil technology hasn't changed for almost 40. For almost 40. As a rider, you change sprockets, exhaust, ECU mapping, and even engine internals to gain an advantage. So with four times more energy than that of a stock ignition coil, the Black Ops Moto ignition coil is race-proven to help engines starting, throttle response, and acceleration when it's needed most. The Black Ops Moto coils are designed for two-stroke and four-stroke engines, as well as vintage and Evo bikes. Replace those tired, worn-out ignition coils with proven performance coil. Stop overlooking the obvious and contact us today. Pulp MX listeners will get 15% off just by emailing or calling us directly at Black Ops Moto. You can also visit us on Facebook or at BlackOpsMoto.com. Black, Black Ops, Ops Moto. Don Emler had a simple vision for FMF racing when he started it in his garage back in 73. Provide top-level U.S. racing equipment at the grassroots level. 43 years later, FMF Racing is known for delivering the world's top performance exhaust products. Today, Don's vision continues to guide the family-operated company in its 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in the heart of Southern California, where 100% of everything is built under one roof. FMF is factory. Hey, 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 hey. W-Wheels. Now that I got your attention, let's talk about wheels. W-USA, based in Orange County, California. 
the nation's leading supplier of high-quality wheel sets for some of the best teams in the sport. They carry the top brands like Talon, Kite, DID, Excel, as well as Galfer and Brembo brakes. All the W wheels are built by the same guys that build Chad Reed's wheels. Whether you have a new bike or looking for a set of new race wheels or a backup set of wheels, W can get what you need. Complete wheels are not in the budget. Let W rebuild your stock hubs with their OE spoken nipple kits and a quality rim like DID or XL. WUSA, used by Reed, Rocks, and Millsaps, Anderson, Dungey, Short, Brayton, Grant, Antonap, Peters, Partridge, Freeburg. They all use and trust W for all the wheel needs. If they trust W, why don't you? Don't buy a, a set of cheap wheels. Just because you paid $500 for a set of wheels, you're not going to put those on your bike. They're not that good. Really, seriously. WUSA.com. Anything you need. Cool colors. Better strength. They've got it. And they've been proud supporters of the Pulp and Beck Show for many years now. And we thank those guys. WUSA.com. Do it. Vortex Racing, the leader in top quality racing components for over 15 years, is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show. All Vortex Racing products are made with the best materials and the tightest tolerances. All because Vortex Racing is owned and operated by guys just like you. Enthusiasts and riders that demand the best. We have over 1,000 different gear choices to suit your needs and track conditions. All sprockets are cut from 7075 T6 aluminum and come in an assortment of colors. Want something even stronger? Check out our full line of laser-cut steel sprockets. Besides sprockets, Vortex offers V3 oversized motocross handlebars that are 29% stronger than the competition. With years of research into these bars and top riders like Arena Cross champion Tyler Bowers putting their trust in them. You know, know these, these bars, bars can take the abuse you'll give them. them. Remember, there's a reason champions choose Vortex. So the question is simple. Do you want to join the ranks of James Stewart and FMX legend Ronnie Renner? Choose Vortex. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com. All Pulp MX listeners are getting hooked up with a discount on any Vortex Racing product. Just email Jake at VortexRacing.com with the promo code PULP2014 or call him at 800-440-3559, extension 222. See you on the track.
back, everybody. Pulp and Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. The great Eddie Ray in studio. Hi. What's going on? I thought you were going to lead into something there. Nah, I wasn't. <laughs> Caught me off guard. I know. Yeah. You okay, Gibbs? Yeah, I'm just enjoying this delicious salad. Gibbs, you see me in a... In a you, you listen to the show every week. I listen to the show. Does Gibbs seem a little down from his usual self? Tonight, yeah. He's no. not as much, he's a, isn't as much, isn't too talkative. Right. Sometimes I have to tell Jessica, man, this kid needs to quiet down. And, but and, don't take it personal. But but now Gibbs, maybe something's wrong with Gibbs. Maybe he, maybe y'all have given him so much crap that he's probably scared to say anything. No. No, it's definitely not, not that. That's not Gibbs. He maybe he's, uh, maybe he loves his wallet. His new wallet a lot. Yeah, that. Yeah, I don't know if I'd want that wallet, but to each his own, man. I'm digging it. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. It's pretty uh, cool. I don't, I don't, Who needs I don't to carry disagree. a big old thick wallet around when you can just get to the essentials really fast? Dude, there's a picture of Brittany Chisholm on it. I don't need anything in that wallet. You Instagrammed it, right? Yeah. Uh, at Devin Gibbs. What is it? Devin Gibbs 27. Check it out, everybody. What do you do? Hit the button and a card pops out. Yeah, you just like see these little buttons right here. You just yeah. slide it up, and then bam. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's not bad. Should keep that a Thanks secret. to, Wait for uh, to uh, is it ACM? What is it? ACM, correct. Yeah, ACM, not, not dudes. AMC. Yeah, that's amazing. ACM thing. guys for uh, for sending that for us. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, Pulp my show presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Rich Taylor, good dude. That's yeah, uh, I was, I was. Well, I mean, obviously, when I was a young kid, Rich was, you know, a hero, a legend. He basically sold Boswell carburetors all day long because that whole shot. I ran out and bought one. But uh, it was even it was even better when he agreed with me on the Roger DeCoster thing. So you got to feel good when someone like that agrees with you. <laughs> Stu's in, Roger's out. Ah, uh, what if Stu was in? I wish Stu listened to this show. He might. He he just might. He's Florida. He just, do you uh, do you know Stu at all? Yeah, we um we go ride at. But you're Florida motocross. You're a fixture. Would I say me and Stu are bros? No. Um, but uh, Mookie lets us come, lets Jessica to come ride. We, yep. Before we went to Geneva, we went to the house, yep. rode Supercross. Um, I just saw him like last week after I won my moto. He was all pumped. You know, good job, Eddie. You know, but I mean, Stu or Malcolm Mookie? Stu or Mookie. Mookie, yeah. But I mean, James has been around. He knows who I am, and, you know, I'm, sh- I'm sure he knows who I am, and obviously everybody knows who he is, but we don't like bro down. What about RC? Are you bros with RC? Uh, not really. No. But same thing. Same. Rode at the house. Yeah. Went there. I mean, does he really have any bros besides JH and, uh... The people he pays? You know, does he really have any other true, you know what I'm saying? No. Any bros? I don't know. He hates me, so I'm not a bro with him. Um, uh, hey, Eddie, uh... Thomas from NFAB, n-fab.com, a uh, big part of our show forever, the NFAB Fantasy Show. Thomas has been on this show a bunch. He's been in studio a few times as well. Um, also, too, obviously involved with the NFAB Tyloop Loop team a few years ago. Now JGR, a big part of Nicoletti's program. Like Jeep Trucker SUV parts, yes, he has a successful business, but this guy's as core moto as, as they come, really. Yeah, I mean. I mean, he's been there. F- Tom is uh, Tom is. I think the reason he he's so involved in helping people in this sport is because he loves the sport. I mean, I talk to Tom, you know, once a week, once every, you know what I mean? And yeah. we talk moto. Like, it's not just, you see a lot of people in this sport that try to buy their way in 
to become friends with these guys. Yeah. Tom's, you know, he's a businessman. He puts money into the sport to obviously, you know, move the needle. He yeah. he wants a return on his investment. And I think in this sport he's seen that. I mean, from when I've met Tom to now, his business has grown leaps and bounds. Yeah. But at the same time, you see people in this industry and more people running the product. Yeah. More people have product awareness. And I mean, Tom, you know, it, it it doesn't matter. I mean, is it all coming from Moto? Who knows? Right. Do you feel like he'd be more successful if he focused more on Ridgeline products? No, okay. probably not. I do. No, I feel I don't like think he so. would be. Okay. I think he told me he sold like in the last two years. I think he sold like two sets. He gave one to you, and then he sold two. Right. Trying to figure out who actually bought. I think he only made three though, and he probably could have made. He probably could have sold hundreds and hundreds had he made more. Yeah, well... Anyways, okay. He got a... Ri- oh, you know what? If he made three, one for you, one for him, and then yeah. he probably sold one to he had, somebody. He had one for probably his daughter. Probably Will Hahn Didn't or somebody. did he get his daughter uh, originally? Yeah, she had... Uh, I think his um his son. Son, okay. His son, um, Jeremy. But this is a guy that's that's been around and been helping the sport for a long time. Yeah, and I mean, aside from all the, the pro racing, you know... If you only knew the the people he actually helped, that you know he keeps yeah. involved in this sport, and uh, and I think the other thing with Tom is he he's really drawn to people who work hard. That I think Tom's self made. Obviously, yeah. um, I've never really heard a lot of backstory about. We never went into that, but like he's a stereo king of Texas, bro. He he's a stereo well, king of Texas. Everything he has is something that. He made, he designed, he made work, right. and I've been there. Like in his in in his business, he don't care if it's his son working there or his friend. He's stern with every. I mean, he's not he's not scared to, yeah. you know, give somebody a stern yelling at. Like it's it's no big deal because yeah. he wants to make sure what he's designing is selling and going to the right channels of marketing it. And you know, and I think at the same time he appreciates maybe in this sport like. Why does he help Jessica? Maybe he's seen you know what we put into this sport. Like he knows that we work hard, and you know pretty much the same thing is being self-made. You know, mm-hmm. you, you just you know it wasn't it didn't come natural. Yeah. So um, yeah, I mean, I, the, you, there's nothing more you can say that hasn't already been said okay. about Tom that he's there's just, a house fire. Okay. You, Jessica, and Filthy are trapped in it. Tom can only save one of you. Who's he saving? To be honest, I, I, I think he saves Jessica. Okay. I, I think Unless he saves, you and Phil perish. I think in the he flames. I think he saves Jessica. Like I I mean, you've got to remember in this deal he's not I mean he helps me, he's my friend. But you know, he's he's been there for Jessica and um I, he probably saves Jessica, but you know, at the same Phil's time, Phil's complaining the whole time too. By the way, about the fire. yeah, he's he wants to die. Anyways. Yeah, he, he, he had a bad moto. <laughs> I just did bad at Loretta's. Phil's you know, fine with dying. Jessica's right. already proved herself. So right, yeah, right, he comes right. in, he pulls Jessica out. But uh, <laughs> you know, let me tell you something. This, at, at the same time with Tom, not only is this guy been behind me, being behind me and Jessica, you know, whether it be financially with sponsorship, I've called the guy with legit. You know, like I'm losing my mind, and he's there to talk. You know, like yeah. he has—he's always a person with a level head that'll give you. And I don't think he just do it for me. He's one of those guys he'll help anybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, I mean, he's just been a good friend. Uh, you know, thank goodness that his business has done what it's done. 
I mean, we've been with them probably longer than anybody. Yeah. Would I say we have any part of that success? I don't know. You know, well, but at the same time, I do my best to give back. You know, I drive an infab van around all over this country. You know what I mean? Yeah. I my race cars infabbed out. You know what I mean? It's not something I go to. I that's me. You know, it's a two way street, mm-hmm. and I feel like anything I can give back to Tom, like he's been there for us, and uh, um, I I'd be there for him. You know, right. it's past a, a business relationship. He's family. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I really believe that we're we're like family. Um. And also too, you you brought in Fab to the show in a way for sure. You put you connected us, so appreciate that. And yeah, you know, up. but I, I didn't bring him here to go. Hey, Steve, you know, that'll make me and you way cooler. I did it because yeah. I felt this was an avenue for him to promote his product. Yeah, and me making it happen by donating some memorabilia ah, that was fantastic. got some, Tim some history Ferry's to it. Nineteen ninety five, four, ninety four, ninety four. First ever Supercross Timmy won Orlando. 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 You have the winning jersey Timmy wore that night. The winning jersey and his first ever Loretta Lynn National Championship bottle right there. From 87? Uh, 87 or 88. Okay. One of those two. And I have the jersey framed, the champagne bottle from Loretta. And he's your number out. one guy. So why wouldn't you want, I mean, that? what more could you ask for having the, the first That's win ever? That's how far ever? back you go with Red Dog. Yeah, That's far. A long time. Further back than even me. Further back than that, even before yeah. this right here. You know what when I mean? When Timmy was, uh, when sorry to switch it from Thomas to Timmy, but. I mean, come on, no. it's Tim Ferry. Yeah. Red Dog was kind of a self-made guy, I remember. People have told me, like, Big Tim, trailer, not a lot of money. Right? No, uh, 100%. Uh, they, uh, like, did you ever think he was going to be this great rider? Yeah. Timmy, oh, Timmy had it. Timmy had it. Um, from when the first time we seen Timmy racing that, you know, I was a little kid. I raced yeah. him. We raced at uh, yeah, Lockhart, Lockhart Stadium, you know? Yeah. Um, Timmy blew everybody away. He was this kid on a Yamaha. We go to Moroso. He blew everybody away. We go to um, Cocoa Beach. He blew everybody away. Oh, like, okay. So he was always just... His, comp- his main competition was Ezra. And just like you see these kids come up with rivalries, yeah. Ezra and Timmy, their dads didn't see... I mean, there was a couple... <laughs> there was some close ones, you know? Right, right. And I was just lucky enough to... You know, Timmy was... Uh, you know, we, we became friends. And um, I feel like, you know... We, you know, yeah. we, my my dad obviously helped him out maybe a little bit back in the day, and uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, who, it, history is. It, who know, was faster on a sixty slash eighty, Stu or RC? Like, what do you mm, like? What were that's you? A, that's a tough one. I. I'd honestly have to say RC. Yeah. RC was impressive. Like, he's the kid that went big on a 60. You know what yeah. I mean? And it was my And there was never any doubt in your mind that RC was going to be a dude. Like a, oh, yeah. yeah. I, I never remember Ricky being beat. I don't ever yeah. remember somebody that could beat. Same thing. Bogart a few times, I heard. But. Yeah, a little bit. But it was like one or, you know, one or two races here or there. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like no one could beat Ricky consistently. You know what I mean? And then, like, with Timmy. He was always the fastest. Him and Ezra, it was they were right. always the like fastest. Like Yogi said, when we went to sand tracks, Red would whoop him. Or Listen, maybe it was the opposite. There was a track called uh, Cocoa Beach. Yeah, I know Coco. And there wasn't anybody. I remember when Timmy. There was a guy that raced in Brian McElroy. Yeah, and American, no one could Ameri- beat him. American flag, American helmet. No, not Brian. That's Brian Carroll. Oh, this Ma- is Brian McElroy. McElroy. I know the name. Yeah, okay. And no one could beat him. Timmy moved up to a one twenty five, and he was riding pro class like the winter Rams. And I mean, just laid laid the wood to him right. like no one could beat him at this track. And yeah. 
Coco, Timmy was just a sand guy. But they didn't all load up and go to the local track. He went down to, you know, West Palm Sand yeah. Whoops and just pounded out. Yeah, there was no facilities. There was no there was no, no facilities. there was no facilities. <laughs> he didn't go to tracks. He just went to this this field yeah. that people had wore out. And he just rode and rode and right. rode, you know. And that's just... Yeah. That's just Timmy, and I. And if you look, I think that's passing on to. I don't know much, uh, obviously, about Evan now, but he's like this under the radar, quiet, but he can beat any. I, I've wa- I mean, I yeah. stand back from a distance and watch, and uh, I mean, you see a lot of it. Like Timmy's not pushing his kid out into the limelight; he's kind of under the radar, and mm-hmm. I think he'll be another one that give it right. a few years and and. Evan Ferry is going to be the kid on a mini bike to beat. If I'm wrenching for him, I'm just going to shoot myself. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think so. I don't Timmy's going to let you get back behind the wrenches. Oh, please stop it. Hey, uh, in honor of Rich Heather coming here, uh, third caller right now wins a pair of X brand goggles. 702 586 If you're still awake, and God bless you if you are, uh, third caller wins a set of X brand goggles. Uh, so, yeah, we go from the Timmy jersey to Eddie Ray to Thomas Manfab to me. It's like a circle of life. Yeah, and I think it was a way for me to, once again, like Tom didn't come to you, but I said this is a good way, I think, for me to give back to Tom to get him some recognition, to get him some exposure, and that's what we did. And, uh, you know, uh, the jersey really had no value to me. It had more value to you. Oh, it's framed. But, you know, that's how By the way, ugly. ugly. Yeah, that UFO gear is rough. Oh, it's not. But uh, um, for sure – you know, I appreciate what he's done. He's uh, he's a huge part of this industry now. Uh, if you ask anybody in this sport, in Fab, you know they know Tom. You yeah. know, and I, I I hope that motocross has you know helped him helped his uh you know his yeah. business grow. And no, I uh, think so. You know, besides thanks to, that, uh, yeah, thanks to um, Thomas for coming on the show. In Fab, um, that's kind of how we got you out here too. Like you know what I mean? Just to, in appreciation of everything In Fab has done. So we knew we had to get you in here. Yeah. Although you're classic anyways. So talking about classic, we've told the story over and over on this show, and you've heard it. The Jason Thomas Jacksonville Arena Cross story. Now, we've heard it from every angle. Danny Stevenson, Jason Thomas. I think Frank talked about it one time on the air. You were in it in a big way. And I don't want to go on forever. No, we, but, it's okay. Make, quick and quick. So, and, I've heard this story on the air. Yeah, so many times. Like I, I listen to this show driving across right, the country. Okay, right, right. We'll be driving, and all of a sudden the story comes up, and it's just you sit there and giggle, but at the same time you shake your head because you know what? You don't want to be remembered so for that. You're in the stands. I'm in the stands. The race is going on. Yeah. JT is a lap down, or he's getting lapped. I don't know what Bogart was thinking, but he runs into the back of JT. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like JT did nothing wrong. Long story short, then you know he gets up. He decides now he's going to knock JT down. Right. That's still fine. We're yeah. up in the stands. Yeah. Everything's fine. Yeah. Then it becomes a royal rumble. They're <laughs> like, fight. Now I'm not in this part. Yeah, I'm in the stands enjoying this. This is good. No, yeah. I'm not enjoying wow. it because I mean you're watching. It. They're holding Frank. Dudes are hitting Frank. You know Charlie's yeah. fighting with JT. Okay, but, but JT and Charlie are fighting on the track. They're fighting on the track. But then how does Frank Then the get mechanic going? jumps in. Okay. And guys are holding Frank trying to like break up the fight. Okay. This guy's hitting Frank. People are, you know, you just go. Frank's still older dude at this point. He's an older gentleman. Yeah, he's Jason's dad. And yeah. Frank is, you know, when I'm around JT and Forrest and, you know, the Butler brothers, like Frank was 
right there. Not saying hanging with us, but yeah. that's JT's dad. That's Just Frank? like if it's my dad or Pookie if it's Horace's dad. Yeah. yeah, who doesn't like Frank? Pull right. in. You're going too slow. I mean, <laughs> you got to respect the guy for, for saying something or, like that. Or the Burger King drive through incident where Frank was hungry. And Hey, re- keep that in mind. Remember, I want to tell a Burger King uh, drive through story about – remember uh, – What's the guy's name? How do you look in your Dockers? KTM guy. Oh, Tom Owen. Remember, we left Glen Helen, and we wanted Burger King, and we pulled in, and he said uh, three number ones. We're like, no, 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 no. That's He goes, yeah. forget it. Yeah. We're like, okay, fine, fine. We'll take it. Three number yeah. ones. No, it's the same thing my dad <laughs> Anyways, used to do. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Um, that went down. The fight happens. Are, we, you, are you there, Poogie? Hello, hello. Uh, you picked the wrong headset. Hello, hello. Hi. Okay. Um, now I'm uh, My bad. Um, there okay. I am. So uh, anyways, that goes on. We come down now. I'm upset. So, I've, I've seen who. Do you jump on the track or no? no? Okay, I never not, come to okay. the track. But you see Frank getting beat down. I see that. Yeah. I'm waiting outside. Like, I'm waiting in, in kind of like where you come out of Arena Cross yeah. into the tunnel. Yeah. I'm waiting right there. Like, you say to your dad or your friends, I got to go take care of business. Oh, we're all going down. Yeah, yeah. Wherever, the whole crew. We're, yeah. It's just me. Right. And, uh, uh, by the way, do you st- don't even know ice stories? Nah, okay. nothing, right. nothing Continue. great. Carry on. Carry on. Nothing great. Oh, okay. I got it. Yeah, we almost got in a fight at Airdania. I okay. landed on him on his front fender one time. He wasn't happy. Okay. So, anyways, because he jumped the gate. But say, anyways, did he say to you, "Stop, collaborate and listen"? <laughs> no, he said, "Come on, Eddie, you know better. I got kids. Like Aww. you almost killed me. I got kids." <laughs> he jumped the gate, and then he like you know Airdania. Okay, we're, yeah, we're getting we're okay. getting off. So, sorry, you get so down anyways, to the tunnel. So we get down to the tunnel. I like immediately just. Dive on chart like he doesn't even see me coming. Uh, yeah, apparently it was out of. There was no diving. It was a punch. Just yeah, right on. It was okay. Full like I just come running in. They, <laughs> like like Hogan out of the shadows of the ring. They pull that apart. They you know they break it up. Right. They're pulling everybody apart. Now it's all calmed down. Well, the one that hit Frank that was kind of sucker punching Frank that really mechanic? upset me was like, a mechanic. Okay. So Not I, Charlie's dad. No, no, no. No. Yeah, yeah. no. He's an idiot. Anyways. He com- here he comes later out of the tunnel with the bike and he doesn't realize I'm around the After corner. You've been broken waiting. up already. Yeah. Yeah. This is like So you were you were like, Okay, I got Charlie, now I will get the machine. Yeah, now like, <laughs> like I saw check, yeah, I saw what you did to Frank. Right. And uh as soon as he ran and his name was Sparky. It's the same Sparky from Kyle Park. No, 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 okay. no, 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 not that Sparky, different okay. guy. But anyways, he rounds the corner and I mean this guy I'd like come like a ninja out of the dark <laughs> and it's all on again and like now they're like wait what's going on like there's another fight outside <laughs> and he raised another fight <laughs> well the way it happened that i kind of maybe let's say got the best of them yeah <laughs> well at the time i was working for jimmy wilson yep so this is when arena cross we for, no i was kyle rose roadblock uh when jimmy fought langston that wasn't now that that's yeah, years right, and years, years later, years later right. so then they take the whole month of december off so this okay. thing ends yeah it's so on Moto World. It was on Moto World, I guess, on the TV. It was JT crazy. Said, yeah. So a month later, yeah. we go to Dallas when it restarts. And that's when they had planned this whole thing. Okay. Like, this was going to go down. Yeah. But you, you, did you think you were going to be trouble? Or no, no, absolutely not. Like, you I, thought it was over? It was over. Yeah. It's did un- you get in trouble from my kid? Nothing. Oh. They loved it. They loved it. <laughs> but even in the, they loved the fighting in the tunnel? No, they loved it. They, there was no penalties, <laughs> no nothing. Nobody got in trouble. They okay, loved it. right. So, um, we go, we're headed out there. I get to Texas, me and Jimmy, uh, you know, race is about to start. Right. I get a call from my dad. He's like, yeah, I think I'm going to fly out there. Yeah. I said, oh, why? I don't know. I'm just going to fly out there. 
So he gets there, you know, the race goes on. This is on, there's a Friday night and then a Saturday night. Saturday night, he goes, man, I, my dad says, I think I heard something, you know, you better watch out. Don't go anywhere. Dad, you're overreacting. You're just being it's a dad. Over, yeah. Well, races are over. We go outside. Yeah. It's really cold. We're about to put these bikes in the van. Well, before we could load them, there was a, a silencer, an FMF silencer laying in the way. I don't know why I picked it up and I just stuffed it in my back pocket. Yeah. Like I just tucked yeah. it away. In my, it's one of the long ones with like the spigot yeah. before they went to like the yeah. coned in. Yeah. Right. The ones that could really do damage. So I got the bike. My dad's setting up the ramp. Jimmy and them aren't even outside yet. And uh, my dad's just kind of standing there real funny. And I see him like wrapping this chain. That we chained the bike up like around his hand. I thought it was a bike chain. No, okay, no, no, it's like a it's like yeah. a link chain. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, come on, Dad, look out! You know, he's like, just like zoned out. And all of a sudden, here come these big dudes with cowboy hats on. I just remember the cowboy hats. And they walked over and they looked like, oh, that's a nice bike. And the dude just reared back. And as soon as he reared back, my dad turned with the chain, and like it was on. It was just like. <laughs> Oh, rumble. They were coming from every direction. Like, I didn't know what to do. Like, now I'm... Cowboy hats everywhere. I'm scared. Now I'm scared. Because they're coming from everywhere. And I see people doing this and people running this way. I backpedal up to this truck so now no one can come from behind me. And then the whole thing, after my dad's swinging this chain, I... Your dad's just swinging the chain? Yeah, he... I mean, just... Yeah. Just so, helicopter. <laughs> I see this guy come up and shove him from behind. He didn't even see him coming. Yeah. That's the guy. That was the guy that got like you tractor beam right on him. Yeah. And I took off with that silencer. The back pocket still. Yeah. No, I had yeah. it. No, okay. I have it out now. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm like get away. You know. <laughs> hey, that guy. I just took off. It's like those dudes split apart. Yeah, and that guy never seen me coming, <laughs> and I just hit him with everything I had with that silencer. <laughs> there was stuff in the silencer on my shirt. You split them. Yeah, I mean, and now I'm really running because I'm scared. Because they get it from me, yeah. I'm in trouble. Yeah. Finally, I'm like, where is everybody? So yeah. finally, my kids out there, the police are out there. How long does this go on for? Oh, maybe two or three minutes. Okay. And just uh, silencers and chains. So finally, when it's all said and done. Um, they're out there and the police grab me and they're like, no, no, it ain't him. These guys are protecting themselves. You know what I mean? And he's like, well, who is it? And I'm like trying to point them out. Well, one guy has the nerve to walk back over to pick up his cowboy hat. Oh yeah. yeah. And right before he picks his cowboy hat up, you know, they are about their hats. Yeah. 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 I just step on it, (laughs) but there's nothing left he could do. Like, you know, he's like, no, it wasn't me. I'm just picking up this hat. But they wanted to know where the blood was coming from. Like, who's bleeding? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that You're person like, you, was... You find that guy. And yeah. That person was gone. I don't know where that person went. And then that was it. That I mean, the that was... never did nothing? No. They, yeah. they didn't pick anybody up because it's just one, funny how... And then I walked over <laughs> and I told Charlie, he's up in the back of his box van. Oh, okay. And I told him, I said, next race, these guys won't be here. Like... Yeah. Now it's back to me and you. <laughs> and then that was it. Nothing ever happened again. And you never talked to Charlie? Never talked to him again yeah, yeah. to this day. And I, I have no, I wouldn't, you know. And it all started just because, like, you know. You, JT. Get JT, you know, you, you just yeah. look at, we, I mean, me, the butlers, JT, we're like best buds. You know yeah. what I mean? So somebody messes with them. You, hey, the butlers, if you want to have some guys on your side, those are the guys. They'll always have your back. They stick together. So, 
you know, that's just uh, that's the story, you know. That's crazy. It's a good story. It's, it's a good, a good story. I mean, I don't know. It's okay story, but you know, it, it is what it is, and nobody's gonna, you know, obviously, maybe they learn you don't pick on people that got a lot of friends. <laughs> Cowboys everywhere, coming out of everywhere. That scared me. Like, there's literally big guys. I didn't know what to do. Belt buckles. Hey, I dove under a truck at one point. (laughs) I went under a truck. You you wouldn't believe that I can move that good. You know what I mean? Like, I surprised myself. And the only thing I ever got from it was, remember when you slide on the FMF silencer? Yeah. Remember it had a tab welded on it so it can only go so far? Yeah. Well, when I swung it, it spun in my hand. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, like, gouged my hand. Yeah. And but the dude you hit with the silencer. Yeah, hit. that might not have been good. I don't know where where they went, but, you know, that's that. Uh, Dan, what's going on? Thanks for calling the show. What's up? Oh, man, man great story, Daddy. Um, just hilarious. I love to hear that stuff. Um, uh, well, Steve, you know, you're doing your fantasy podcast, and uh, this is like Sean Simpson, D. Wilson, you know, the pick, and I'm like, great, I'm going to pick them. Um, Get to Friday morning. Those dudes still aren't listed, and I'm going out of town. Yeah. To, you know, wasn't sure whether I was going to have the time. Turned out I didn't even have internet service, so I was glad I just made the pick. But, man, that dude, like, he still didn't have that stuff listed, and it was just freaking bummer, you is, know? Is that in Moto Dynasty or Motocross Fantasy? Which one was that? Uh, Motocross Fantasy. Oh, yeah. We, uh, yeah. he got it. Well, did you hear me complain about it wasn't listed, and then, I was complaining. Oh, you know what? I was—I didn't do a show. It was just a group text message. I, <laughs> what? You just lose track Dude, of I your rants. I don't yeah. know who I'm talking to. It was on to. some group, some right. show. I was, some... It was all capital letters in some text. I i did it at the race, and yeah, those guys weren't really on there when, when I went to go pick, you know? So, nope. yeah. yeah. Yeah, that kind of sucks. I agree. I, I, don't, I don't have anything to do with it. I don't even know the dude, but it does kind of suck. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. So I'm like, God, I was good because like you guys are talking. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna pick Sean Simpson. Like, I don't, I like that'll be a great pick. You know, who knows? If he right, good, right. There he goes. You know, fourth place and would have killed it. You know, but yeah. Um, oh, thank you anyway, for listening that, to the NFAB Fantasy Moto Podcast too. That's yeah, good. yeah. You're, you're trying to trying to help me out. You know, so we're getting there. Little, yeah, my little league that I do with my buddy. So. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's popular, man. I appreciate it. And I hear your pain, man. I we didn't have the handicaps listed, I and mean, we all knew Bogle, Wilson were coming over, Simpson were coming over. So um, I hear you. The Moto Dynasty guys added them on Friday, I think. So did they? Okay, yeah, that's cool. Right. And, uh, yeah. So yeah, great show. Love all the stuff you do, and love listening to stuff. And uh, and actually, um, another thing was like you. I, I think you had like I don't even know how many interviews you had for um, you know. Saturday's race and stuff, but that was great. I mean, we, I love listening to all those interviews after the race is done. Those are uh, a lot of fun to listen to. So yeah, well, yeah. There, thank you. I appreciate it. There are a lot of work to do, and you're running around and you're trying to get everybody, and you're kind of blowing some guys off that may want to talk, like some fans or whatever. But you're like, dude, I got to kind of run around. Pookie, you've seen me do it. Yeah. Like you're like, I got to go talk to these guys before they leave, and like Peyton and DeCoster and you know, and Simpson and, and Webb. They're not easy guys to talk to. So always so. Cool. Yeah, but yeah. This, this Who's your Who's your favorite co-host on the Pulse Show? Ah, well, you know, I like them all. Um, I really do like them all. Keith is, is interesting to listen to. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of knowledge, a lot of bike knowledge, all the testing that he does, and the fact that he raced and stuff. And he's just hilarious with the Burberry stuff and the, you know, just uh, all that stuff. Um, okay. The, uh, yeah, the, 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 the shit stuff is good, you know, with the, you know, the wives and all that great stuff. So it's always fun when he's in. Cool. Right on. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. All right. See you. My favorite co-host is Pookie. Steve won't let me co-host. He won't even let me on. You're like it. You're at the end co-host. 
Yeah, she. You comes. always come with your hello, hello. She comes in. You have your signature sign in, and she has her signature sign in. Did you listen to the Pulp After Dark show with the wives? That was. I think I caught. Is that the one like it was her MFK or something like that? Her and Keither, Heather Kiefer. Something. Yeah, 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 I heard it. People didn't. People didn't like it. Some people didn't like it. Some people loved it. A little over the top. A little over the top. People thought that caller right there just liked it. I know. I know. That's why I brought it up. Anytime y'all are talking, it's funny. Me and listen, I listen to this while I'm driving, and me and Jessica sit there and chuckle. You just wait for Piggy to come it's, on. It's funny because you, you, when you know somebody, yeah, you yeah. know us. Like you sit there and just chuckle, like you know. It's like when I listen to it on the archive, I was like, man, I wish I listened live. I'll call in right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm gonna call in right now. You know who else is like that? Is that Greg Albertson? He's like, man, I, I got so many things to say, but it's always on the archive. I can't call in. <laughs> and if you call in days later or like the next show, yeah. it doesn't have the no, same effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Greg Albertson's you know? like, ah, oh, I got, I got a, I got a good point. You, you're yeah, an idiot. You should start leaving voicemails. Yeah, but you know what? Those voicemails, they take a beating. I don't know. How long, you, know? Yeah. you don't want to be involved oh, in the voicemails. Um, yeah, no. Who's your favorite co-host? You like DV. I like DV. Um, I like DV because, once again, you can't say... You got I, a lot of I, heat for that Ronnie Stewart interview, and you were okay with that. I'm okay with it. You were fun. Be, not because, um, you know, I don't know Ronnie. Yeah, yeah. Seems like a nice guy. Yeah. But, you know, I think DV tells it like it is. And like I said to you today... People react to DV's what he says right away. But if they would actually stop, think about what he says, yeah. it makes sense. Kiefer, I like Kiefer because he's just a lot of knowledge. You know what I mean? Um, he always has good input. Um, Berluti, how can you not like Berluti? He's such a nice guy. You yeah. know what I mean? Like Berluti scares me. I remember being at he's Suzuki. Yeah, he scared me. I, I had been around him before, yeah. and I was scared of him. And then when I was working for Blos. He was always like, "Hey, man," and I was like, "You know, like you're yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, if next is he gonna yell at me? You know, right, like right, right. I just remember this right. mean guy at Suzuki, but you know, <laughs> yeah, he comes on the show, yeah. man, and he's just so laid back and so friendly, and like, yeah. wow, you know, like that's the kind of guy you, you want to hang out with. But yeah, I can't think of a co-host. Well, I can't think of a co-host that hasn't been really good. You know what I mean? Or you know, Jake." Same thing. I said, Jake. I thought that was good. Nick. Any of these guys are. What are, if the building is on fire? Is that is that good? That's way too low. Oh, sorry. How's that? And it's Kiefer and DV and Berludi, and you have to save one. Um, I'm probably gonna save DV. Here's the thing that pisses me off, though. Fucking uh, Kiefer plays Angels and Airwaves last week, and people are like, "Oh, dude, a great not a tweet today." Great job, Angels and Airwaves. Like, awesome music. and blah, blah. I've played Angels and Airwaves, and no one says a jack shit. <laughs> Wah. Well, you're always going to be. Everybody's always going to And also, too, doing. like, everyone loves the co-hosts. No one says, hey, Mathis, you're the best part of the show. Everybody like, says that. No. The guy who just said, oh, I love everything you do. No, he loves the people that we put in the chairs and all that. They don't like what I'm doing. All they do is complain about what I'm doing. Okay, like, Mariah. Don't, dude. You, yeah. You, yeah, dude, everyone loves you, man. Chill out. Everyone says, oh, like you're saying this. Well, you're the co-host, so that's why they're not going to say we love Steve. Like you're you're the guy who's there every week. Yeah, but these are the guys that are changing. I'm the one. I'm the one who makes the co-host. Let's just get that up up there right now and just put that. Well, anybody who listens, call in and tell Steve that they're that he's awesome. Like leave it on a voicemail. Clearly, he doesn't hear it enough. Yeah, he doesn't hear it enough. (laughs) These people don't mean me. They mean the show. They mean the co-host. But other people mean you. No. What do you, what would, okay. Mike's on the line. Mike's perfect, on our arm on 25. Come on, Mike. Mike, what's up? He probably up? loves you. 
Uh, hey guys, how's it, how's it going? What's up, Mike? No. Is this the Mike everybody gives a hard time to? No, that's yeah. Chris. No, that's oh, okay. Chris. Sorry, Mike. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead. I just have a question about the top end rebuild on a YZ125. Like, how many hours is is it capable of? What? Gib says RM125 in the questions here. Nobody knows what, what that yeah. means. He wants to know what, like, the hours. Uh, honestly, what kind of rider are you? What are you doing? How much are you riding it? Uh, every weekend, pretty much. I'm probably a, a B rider, I guess you could say. You could do... You should do a ring every probably 10 hours, every 8 hours. Do a ring and then do a piston like every 10 or 15 hours. Okay. Do the ring. You can do a ring before the piston. Like, let that go a little bit. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I also wanted to tell you guys that I got my uh, that Rockstar gear stuff, and it's pretty good stuff. The uh, the Fly. The Fly Rockstar yeah. gear. Did you win it? Yeah. Oh, I should have bought it. It would have been better, but that's cool. That's no, some, that's same some cool gear. gear. That, it's the same gear that Marty Davalos wears, and you know what? Anything Marty Davalos wears is solid. Yeah. Gold. I mean, yeah, it's right. rock solid. It's it's dependable, Eddie. Right? It's uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, dependable I, I, and rock solid. If it's got Rockstar on it, I'm buying it. Especially if Martin's wearing and it. Martin too. Martin, when you add, he sold me on it. When you add the Gibraltar of Marty Davalos. Yep. Very consistent. You got to give the guy some credit. He's made money. He's made a living at this sport. He knows what he's doing. Got to give him credit. Yeah. He's made money. More than me. Huh? Well, sounds like uh, Mike. Mike has a good point. <laughs> yeah, probably uh, more than all of us. Mike, put who's, your, who's your favorite co-host, Mike? Huh? Who's your favorite co-host on the show? Uh, I'm gonna say Watson for what? sure. What? It's Watson, man. Watson's got everybody's got an opinion. You know show, what I mean? Man, Watson, Watson. Everybody brings something good to the table. Watson has uh, fans. Of course. Who's yeah. your favorite host of the show? Lame. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I'm gonna have to say. Thanks, Poogie. Probably. He's feeling right. a little inadequate today. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. Yeah, like I said, change your ring every eight hours or so. Then piston. All right. Ten to fifteen. All right. Thank you. Later. Should have asked him what kind of uh, mixture he's running too. As you asked DV, fifty to one. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, he's <laughs> very, very adamant about that. Um. All right. Okay. Uh, Sean Simpson. Let's get to it. Sean Simpson, fifth, fourth overall, Unadilla qualified fifth. Coming over, uh, I had to call him. He wasn't able to come on the show because uh, he was flying back to uh, England slash Scotland. But uh, called him on the show anyways and uh, asked him a bunch of questions about his race and his season in MXGP and much more. So let's take a listen now to uh, Sean Simpson, and uh, we'll be back after this. Now on the line, a guy that yesterday uh, at Unadilla surprised the hell out of a lot of people, including myself, who, uh, who pegged him for a uh, 9-8 finish at Unadilla. He's a GP rider, winner of Lomo, Hitachi KTM, Sean Simpson. Sean, thanks for doing this, man, and, uh, man, great job. Yeah, it was great. I mean, uh, you know, all along we just checked the calendar to come out and, and just, you know, experience my first AMA. I've never been over to, to ride an AMA national before, so it was always going to be a cool event, and the main goal of the weekend was to come home with a big smile on my face, but I think even surprised myself with my results and, and the way the day ended. It just 
it was so much fun and it just left me looking for more really yeah fourth overall on the day and it's funny like unadilla we've seen coppins come over we've seen stefan everett's come over um i think um i'm probably missing a few guys i think rattray did a unadilla race but it seems like Unadilla is always open for, for GP riders to come on over and try it. And it is kind of like a Euro track, right? Yeah, I think the layout was, you know, similar to some of the tracks we have in Europe. It was quite natural, you know, nice sort of hills and, and some natural jumps. Not too many big jumps or anything too crazy, but the dirt was just worked so well this weekend. You know, that's mm-hmm. one of the main things I really enjoyed. And from the get-go, the track was in great shape and uh, produced some great lines for some great racing. And the crowd was big, and uh, just the whole the whole setup of the the one-day format, the the quick qualifying. You know, I was stressing myself out on Saturday right. morning if I was gonna gonna make a good job of that. But luckily, I went fifth in qualifying and got myself a good gate pick. So uh, yeah, it was it was all good fun and, and definitely an experience to remember. Now, this year's Unadilla wasn't as ripped up and as watered as in years past, and a lot of guys told me it didn't get as rough, although it still got pretty rough. But that's one of the things I think over here, and correct me if I'm wrong, I've been to some GPs, I've been to motocross nations. I feel like over here in America we get like kind of ideal conditions. The dirt is prepped perfectly and the, it develops long ruts. And over in Europe I feel like they kind of leave the track alone a little bit and it gets choppy and rough rougher maybe it's a different kind of track prep and therefore a different kind of track roughness compared to the two uh compared to the two uh, series don't you think yeah i think there is there is big differences between europe and america and, and i've really seen that this weekend and you know in europe at the moment the tracks are, are quite fast you know not so technical sometimes quite dusty uh, we're running a lot of classes over the weekend, so there's not much time for track prep or watering, even if there is watering session. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really soak into the ground so well. So that's one thing I really enjoyed from, from the AMA this weekend. Is they really worked the soil great, you know, in the days up, up to the up to the race. Mm-hmm. They really got the water in there. And, and, you know, I think if we even went back on Wednesday this week, the track would still be, you know, <laughs> there'd still be moisture in the ground because they right. really worked that in there from, from the get-go. So I think that's something that we have to look look for in Europe and, in, you know, in the next years. But uh-huh. overall, it's, it, you know, I thought it was rough at the weekend. It was, you know, some long lines. It wasn't super rough, but, um, you know, overall, it, it, you know, as I said, there was a lot of lines, right. you know, produced some good racing. So, it's yeah, there is a big contrast between the two. But, you know, if I had to choose, I would say, my style prefers longer ruts, you know, mm-hmm. more more prep soil, more grip. That's just the way my riding style tends to right. lend itself, and I enjoy that a bit more. So I was in my element at the weekend. Yeah, really, right? I'd say so, too. Uh, the the one-day format with the two qualifying, and then, you know, before you know it, the horn blows. There isn't much time in between the motos. Uh, that that probably caught you a little by surprise, huh? Yeah, it was it was tough. Um, you know, I'm used to riding the British Championship back home, my domestic series in the mm-hmm. UK, and we're used to that. Um, we're used to a one-day format, but, you know, we, we still get 40 minutes practice in the morning. Um, you know, the two sessions of 15 minutes was, re- you know, over before I knew it, really. Right. Everyone was saying, okay, what's going to happen is you're going to roll two laps, the green flag's going to come out, you're going to have to do a couple laps, there's no time to come into the pits. Right. You know, you have to really make sure that you get a good session in. 
Sometimes the second practice session is quicker. Sometimes it's slower. There was all new stuff that I didn't really know what I was doing, but <laughs> I seemed to get away with it. I seemed to to get a good lap in there quickly, yeah. and as I said, got you know got good peg for the for the races. Actually, the turnaround between the races didn't catch me out too bad because I was ready for it. I actually mm-hmm. got myself down to the line a little bit too early. I was kind of looking for the rest of the riders and thought, okay, <laughs> five five or ten minutes to spare here. So right. that was good. It was nice to just take it all in and check out a few laps of the 250 Moto2 and, and just see how them guys were going. Fourth overall for you on the day, battling with Trey Kennard in the first moto. Uh, second moto didn't go quite as well. I mean, a few guys got you. Were you a little winded, or was the pace a little quicker? Or talk about the second moto a little bit. Um, yeah, the second moto, the second moto, you know, it caught me out a little bit more than the first one. I think mm-hmm. the first one, my, my pace, you know, was good. I, I really felt like I, I had some good lines going, and the track developed well. I felt like I was on top of all my lines. The second race, I was st- I stuck to my lines from the first race. It didn't really go so well. The pace in the first two, three laps in the second race was just over and above what I, I could match. So the front guys got away, mm-hmm. built a little gap. I was left on my own. I was searching around the track for for what I was, you know, yeah. looking for some new lines. But then I started making mistakes, and then. Weston Pike got past me and a few other guys were putting pressure on me and then I started making even more mistakes. So I just got totally flustered with myself, but right. managed to regroup towards the end and um, hold off for eight. So I was a little a little bit disappointed with the second one, I must admit. But, um, you know, to go four, eight on the day, you know, a little bit lucky with the fourth overall, but, you know, yeah. you got to be in it to win it, as they say. And, you know, <laughs> that was that's where I ended up overall on the day. And, you know, I think, uh, you know, definitely surprised myself, if not, you know, a lot of other guys. Yeah, I mean, look, your quali- your qualifying time was, would you, fifth fastest qualifying? And then yeah, that's right. fourth in the first moto, I mean, regardless of that second moto, it's pretty obvious that your speed was there. Um, were you surprised? Maybe this is a dumb question because you did really well. But uh, when I go to a GP, not so much as nations, but especially a GP, I find the MX1 guys, it takes a while to get going, 10 minutes or so, where they, I think the American guys are a little more aggressive. Did that take you by surprise at all? Did you find that, or, or am I wrong? Is it, was it not any more aggressive than a uh, MXGP? I think, you know, in, in recent years, the MXGP guys have tried to learn from, from the, the AMA guys and, and really push on a little bit harder at the start of the mo. I, I do think that the guys in the, the MXGP class we are, you know, used to a slightly longer moto this year. We've actually went down by five minutes. So mm-hmm. we have been used to actually, um, you know, pacing ourselves a little bit more so that the pace at the beginning is maybe not quite as high as in the AMA. But recently, back home in the MXGP, you know, I've, I've found everyone pushing real hard from the get-go. As I said, with the tracks not being so technical, it, it tends to lend to everyone battling really hard from from start to finish because the track isn't actually so physically demanding. So... The pace didn't really catch me out, but mm-hmm. I was impressed with the, the intensity definitely in the second moto, the right. first three laps. So I was like, wow, this is uh, a little bit faster than I even thought, even after experiencing right. the first moto. So it did catch me out by a little bit, but, you know, it's something to take away from the experience, to, to build on and to learn from. And, right. you know, hopefully I'll come back and, and do it again soon. Yeah, look, I'm not, I'm not. You won Lomo, you won Lirup. You're a top five, six G, MXGP guy. So I, maybe this is a little insulting. I don't know. You can let me know if I'm just an idiot. But 
did you find like battling with Kennard? Were you like, oh shit, like that's Trey Kennard? I, I don't know. Maybe that's like I said, or is, are you not one of those guys that that cares about that stuff? But man, in that first moto, it was a pretty good, pretty good race. Yeah, you know, like you know, I'm just a country guy from from Scotland, and you know, I'm just from a little a little village up there in Goldray, and you know, I'm. Yeah, I, I watch TV like any other kids. Mm-hmm. You know, I have done for years, and you know, Trey Kennard, Ryan Dungey, you know, even even some of the other guys that are out there, you know, Barcia, you know, all these guys. You know, I wouldn't say I look up to them, right. but I definitely respect them, and I've, I've watched them for years. So to be out there battling with them or seeing them guys just in front of me in the track, or you know, I was banging bars with Trey for for a couple of corners. You know, even said to me. You know, like, wow, you know, we got real close there. I thought we were going to go down, sort of thing. Yeah. So, you know, it was just cool to, to just, you know, experience that, to ride next to them on the track, to mm-hmm. see how they, they ride a little bit differently, to even just chat to them before the second race. They were all so so easy to talk to, so, you know, inviting, and then you were saying, like, wow, you know, it's nice to see you over here, you know, have a good one, you know, let's yeah. all have some fun. So, yeah, it was good. Everyone was, you know, right from the team, from from KTM, you know, giving me the, the opportunity with Roger DeCoster preparing the bike through KTM, Red Bull America. You know, it's just, it's really given me mm-hmm. a great opportunity to, opportunity to come over and just have, have some good fun on a, on a well-prepared bike right. and ultimately get some good results. And the main goal was to go home with a big smile. And I think, you know, I was smiling from ear to ear all day yesterday and I'm, I'm still kind of a bit of a whirlwind today, the day after. You know, I don't even think I've I've come down from my double win at Lero yet. I haven't even <laughs> yeah, really. full recording back. So it's been a good couple of weeks. Rather, should I say? So yeah, um, yeah, I'm, I'm still I'm still a bit um, sort of on cloud nine, but looking forward to getting back home and getting back to work and finishing the the MXGP series strong. So how are the uh, how are the New York fans with you? I mean, I don't know if they did they did many people know who you were? Did they interact with you? Did how was the fans? I actually think, you know, I couldn't have timed it better um, to actually go 1-1 at Lommel the week before coming out to Unadilla really helped my sort of profile, you could mm-hmm. say. Um, you know, it, it gave me a little bit more scope for people actually understanding who I was. Maybe they've heard of me before, but if they hadn't, they were definitely excited to see me. So a lot of guys were saying, like, awesome job last week in, in Lommel. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was, it's great to see you over here. I didn't have one hater. Um, everyone was really cool. There were so many guys cheering for me around the track. I signed a load of autographs. A lot of guys came around to see me at the end. And oh, cool. everyone was really, you know, happy to see me. Everyone was saying, like, thanks for coming over to do an East Coast round because normally when guys come over from Europe, it's in, you know, they, they come and do a West Coast round. So everyone was just so sort of... Um, you know, it was fun to come over and see that reaction from all the fans and, and everyone. So, right. yeah, it's just been, you know, it's been the ultimate um, great trip, really. The season so far, you're sixth overall. Like I said, you went 1-1 in Lomo. Um, you know, you had a couple of rough GP, a couple of rough motos, a podium in Sweden, though. Sixth overall, how's your MXGP season going? Are you happy with it? Yeah, I'm, I'm reasonably happy. I mean, I would have liked to have got off to a better start. This year we started a little bit slow, mm-hmm. nice and consistent. You know, we've been scoring every round, every race, but there's been a few motos where I felt like we could have done a bit better. Um, it's a long series. It's a long championship. You know, being a privateer rider, you know, there's always going to be little hurdles that we have to get over that mm-hmm. some of the factory guys are, are, you know, a little bit ahead of us. But 
I think from the resources that we've got and the team that we that, that we're running, I think we're doing a good job. And you know, as I said, my my key is is consistency, mm-hmm. and that's why I've been there at the end of every season. And you know, I'm I'm only getting better every year. The British Championship again. You know, I'm leading that. I've won every round. Um, you know, I'm looking to tie up the championship at the next round. All going well. So, a mm-hmm. um, few injuries in MXGP this year, but um, yeah. as I say, you've got to be in it in it to win it. And I'm still I'm still in a position to maybe even climb an extra couple of steps. So, yeah. I'm looking at fourth, fourth or fifth in the championship would be you know a great step in the right direction. And hopefully, let's take the next step next year and, and go a little higher. Yeah, there's no reason why you can't get Nagula and Caroli, who are most likely out, both out for the year, right? So why not? Fourth overall for a privateer, that's awesome. Um, there's, yeah. there's some guys over here that, they. I mean, look, you've been a, one of those guys, you won Lear up on a, on a Yamaha a few years ago, you're a privateer guy. You can make your own decisions, you can race the British Championships if you want, you can do the MXGP Series. I mean, the goal is a factory ride, right? But what you're doing now is kind of nice too. I guess it's, I guess there's more money to be made on a factory team, and that's what you want to do. But you know, having your own program, calling your own shots. I know from racers over here that that's a nice thing. Yeah, it is, and I think you know ultimately that's what's given me the freedom to come over and, and ride at Unadilla. You know, my team that I'm riding for at the moment, Hitachi Construction Machinery Revo KTM UK. And that's a mouthful. Um, <laughs> we we really, you know, as I say, we've got a good program going. Mm-hmm. We're doing a good job. Um, we have been doing for the last couple of years. The ultimate goal is for any rider to get, you know, that factory position, that factory slot, at least the factory material anyway, yeah. you know, just to make right. things easier. Um, you know, as I said, over the course of the weekend, you know, I find myself in the workshop a couple of days a week, you know, spanning around my own bikes, you know, washing my own practice bike from time to time and, right. and really getting down to the grind with my dad, who's my mechanic. So it, it's taxing. It really is. You know, last year after a full season, we felt like we'd done a season and a half or, or two seasons <laughs> worth of work where, you know, being a factory rider, just turning up, riding your bike and going away home really does let your body recover easier. You know, you can focus more at the job in hand, and that's getting your, your body prepared for the next week, training properly, yeah. getting your diet, nutrition, everything on point. So right. I think that's one thing that I've noticed from this weekend um, over in Unibilla. The factory riders, them guys do nothing over here. You know, they don't even clean their own helmet. No, you know? So no, know. it was nice to experience that. I really felt like I was a factory rider for a day, you know, let's say in Unibilla. Yeah. So that was a nice nice taste of, uh, you know, what, what things maybe maybe to come so let's see what what's opens the doors in the future yeah it blows me away you guys build your own goggles over there you know most of you guys you clean yeah. your own helmets <laughs> you're right the dudes over here the gear gets dropped off uh by their locker their helmets somebody cleans their helmet neck braces boots in between motos yeah and there they go <laughs> right that's it um so in the dream <laughs> yeah did you did you talk to is this i would imagine the Glen Helen USGP, this this hopefully can be your deal again, just fly over and, and get the same bike? Is that the, kind of the plan now, I guess it would be, after your strong unit of Um At the moment, we're not too sure, actually. Okay. So when I get home, I need to make a few calls or do a few emails because we have the last two runs of, of the GPs is Mexico, and mm-hmm. then, as you mentioned, Glen Helen. So we have to make sure that we have material in um, in Mexico as well. So if that means shipping a bike straight from Belgium um, out to Mexico and then on to um, 
Gwen Helen, mm-hmm. then we might do it like that. But I don't really want to ride two different bikes at them last two GPs. So I'm not even sure if we're going to have the chance to, to ride a 2016 bike as of the next GP, which right. would be in Italy. Mm-hmm. But we just have to see. You know, my, my team, we're pretty well set up now to, to go to the end of the season on our 2015 model bike. So we've got things pretty well dialed in with that. Suspension, motors, everything are all, mm-hmm. are all working good. So, um, yeah, to be honest, there's not a, an ideal answer to that question. Right. But, you know, I think whatever way we, we do it in Glen Helen or for Mexico in Glen Helen, they'll... I'll be giving everything I've got. And, you know, I'm looking forward to that. I rode Glen Helen before. I yep. rode there well. And uh, it'd be nice to come back over. And, you know, you know, I hear a lot of the, the American guys, especially the KTM and Husqvarna guys, are going to be riding GP. So yeah. that's going to create something, uh, something you know, cool to, to look out for and some different results. Mm-hmm. And it'd be, it'll be nice to see all the guys from KTM America again because we had, like, a good bond going with them this weekend. So. Right. All them guys are looking forward to seeing us and uh, you know doing the last race of the season and, and really enjoying it. So looking forward to that. Sean Simpson on the uh, Pulp Mex show presented by BTOSports.com and Fly Racing. Yeah, Dean Dino was pissed. He's second best Scott on the day. He was pissed. He, <laughs> he told Andy. He told Andy his dad that he was pissed that, that you beat him. So <laughs> yeah, not so. Dino done good. I, I was actually impressed with him because. Coming back from from major surgery as he has done, he's been out for a yeah. long time. Yeah. So he's been putting in putting in some hard laps at the practice track, and it was good to see him. It was good to see him on press, and then over the course of the weekend. So I'm sure there's good things to come from Dino, and he's you know he's looking strong and he's feeling real comfortable on the new bike. So right. I think uh, you know give him a few more few more weeks, couple more races, he'll be right back up where he needs to be. I want to get your take, Sean, on uh, on Ryan Villapoto. We uh, obviously over here it was a huge deal, and most of us were were super pumped to see him go over, and we looked forward to this great battle all year, and and hopefully you know he takes a world championship and all that. And look, he did win a round, but I, th- yeah. I think as a whole through the six motos, it was kind of a disappointing run. And I'm not asking you to slag him. I just, what's your opinion? What do you think of him coming over? And what? I mean, obviously, like, you don't know him. You weren't close to the situation. But, like, what went wrong? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. You know, firstly, I think, you know, it takes big balls to come over and, and you know, firstly, announce that it's going to be your last season. Mm-hmm. Secondly, say that I'm going to give this, you know, MXGP series a full run and, you know, give it everything he had for his last season. So that, you know, must have put pressure on himself, let alone everyone else hyping it up. Yeah. Secondly, I think it was great for the MXGP series, you know, felt like there was so much more media coming into the into the year, into Qatar, into Thailand, even into the next few rounds, you know, there was still, still a good buzz about it, everything. Mm-hmm. I think he, he started a little bit slow, I think they got the set up, you know, quite wrong to begin with. Um, they, they went with a setup that didn't really work in Qatar. Mm-hmm. He came back in Thailand and showed everyone, you know, in the heat and, you know, the different kind of track that he was definitely had the speed to, to win races and to win the overall. So that was good. But from then from then on, really, I, I don't really know exactly what went wrong. I think, yeah. I don't I don't know if he underestimated not really so much the speed or the strength of the class, maybe the depth, uh, I don't know exactly, right. you know, what really went down. I think it was really unfortunate what happened to him, you know. I think he'll admit himself that it was, you know, was it a stupid crash? It looked like a yeah. beginner sort of error. Right. But 
you know, that's that's motocross. We all make stupid mistakes. We've all looked out, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just one of them things. And, you know, I'm, I was a little bit bummed it happened because, you know, at the end of the day, it was nice to have him in the championship. And, you know, had he managed to stick the year out, who knows what could have happened, you know, with right. the rest of the guys getting injured, you know, he could have quite quite easily took the title or, or been, you know, in good shout for it anyway. Yeah. But, you know, Roman Fevre stepped up the game at least from, you know, third through the season yeah, the, into the second half. And Did he ever? You know, I Jeez. think it would have been, uh, yeah, <laughs> I think it would have been tough for him overall. But, right. you know, it's just, it's just a great shame because, you know, a great champion like Ryan was, there's, you know, no one wants to go out on a low. And, you know, unfortunately for him, that's what's happened. So mm-hmm. it was good to see him at Lommel. I think he's coming to to the last couple of GPs. You know, he's working now for, for Kawasaki as an, you know, sort of brand ambassador. So, yeah, yeah, it'd be cool to see him the last few rounds. And, uh, yeah, I'm sure that guy's still going to be quick on a, on a motocross bike for a few years yet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, look, Max Anstey is uh, British and he's going to be on his nation's team. And he rides yeah. the sand well. But that, I understand he, you know, moved to Holland when he was a, a youngster. So, you know, that's nothing but sand there. When I think of English motocross, and I've certainly seen some races on TV there. Some of them are over here, the uh, the English championships. I, I don't see a lot of sand, but your two wins in GPs, Lear up and Lomol, and you just dominated Lomol. Why are you so good in the sand? How did you get so good in the sand? We'll talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. I think, you know... I honestly believe as a rider, you, you, you can be, you know, actually naturally talented in the sand. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of guys are naturally talented on the hard pack. And, you know, when you actually look down to it, it depends how much time you've actually spent riding in the sand or on the hard pack. And, you know, that's the two main types, you know, that we, we sort of talk about in Europe is sand and hard pack. You know, in America, a lot of the, even the training tracks or the practice tracks are ripped and watered. Yeah. Whereas, you know, in France, it's like proper blue groove, dust. And then in Belgium, it's just sand. So there's a real contrast there. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Max moved over to Holland. He rode, you know, Dutch championships. He, he rode a lot of sand when he was younger. And then I, I moved over to Belgium when I was, you know, 17 years old, too. So I'm, I've done 10 years of living in Belgium. Oh, okay. know, living near Lommel, living in Holland, and you know mm-hmm. the main practice tracks around there are sand. So yeah. I have to put it down to one. I think I'm more naturally talented in sand because yeah. of you know my upbringing. The local tracks are in my house, but then also you know my love for the sand. I really enjoy riding it. I would prefer riding it to hard pack, and then just the sheer amount of time that I've actually spent riding these mm-hmm. tracks in right. Belgium and Holland for year after year and. You know, I think Crowley, I actually watched Tony Crowley, the movie, earlier today when I was killing some time driving back from oh, yeah? on the track. And, uh-huh. it, you know, it actually, he said he was not good in the sand at all. And he, he made the move up to Belgium and, and just right. put in so many hours of practicing with great guys <laughs> and started like 15 seconds a lap off the pace and just got himself up to, you know, yeah. arguably one of the, the best sanders, sand riders in the world. Yeah, it's true. So, yeah. you know, he's actually sort of, you know, trained to be better in the sand. Right. And, you know, I think any any true champion or anyone that wants to achieve, that's what you have to do, and, and that's what everyone's doing. So mm-hmm. that's probably the key things to why I'm good in the sand. And, you know, I think if I need to improve on anything, I need to, to improve on my hard pack riding, especially for MXGP races anyway, the way things are going. A lot of blue groove and, you know, hard pack tracks out there now. So yeah. that's the key for the future. 
I, I was a mechanic for many years, and I worked for uh, for Tim Ferry for a while. And uh, so we went to the Disnations in '03 in Zolder, and we broke okay. our bikes in and tested them at Lomel, like on Wednesday, you know, before the race. Yeah. So we go to Lomel, and Red Dog is a good sand rider. He's from Florida. There's lots of sand there. He was always a really good sand rider. Yeah. We go out to Lomel, and he's looking all right. And some guy with no numbers and, like, just a sweatshirt on blows by him. And he comes <laughs> back, and I'm not – and you'll all already know where this story is going. Like, Timmy's like, who's that guy? And they're like, he's just a local yeah. racer. He's just a local guy. <laughs> It's just, yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't Everett's, it wasn't anybody, it was just a yeah, local yeah. dude. <laughs> so. Yeah, dude, anytime I go out practicing there, there's always some local club rider who's willing to give you a race for like five, six laps, and his <laughs> speed is right up there. So right, right. Never underestimate the locals, I tell you. Yeah. Um, what's the state of uh, English motocross nowadays? Uh, you guys had, it looks like a pretty good series going on. Um, last few years anyways, uh, I don't follow it that closely, but here and there, uh, it seems like there's more and more, less and less British riders doing the MXGPs because it's expensive. They can't find a team. They can stay home and make money, but what's the state of English moto right now? Yeah, I, th- I think British motocross actually at the moment is, is, it's doing well, you know, there's a lot of, you know, quite reasonable big teams in, in the UK. Not many teams that are willing to actually go and do world championships or, or break into the MXGP, mm-hmm. just surely because of the cost. But they're running good setups just in the UK. So there's there's good scope for guys who are struggling to find um, rides in MXGP or, or in the world championships. So mm-hmm. we do have quite a lot of guys, you know, dropping back. You know, Tana Leak this year, Stephen Frostard, although he was doing the MXGP class as well. Okay. He started off the year doing doing the, the British championship. So... Coolest, Every right? Year we've got Was it, quite, yeah, wasn't Coolest doing yeah, that too? Last, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, too. So, you know, we've got a lot of good guys, you know, that's dropping back and, and sort of, you know, giving, giving the British fans something to watch. It's nice for the British fans to see the top British riders doing, doing the championship. So, like myself, Max Anstey, mm-hmm. um, Jake Nichols, you know, Tommy Searle. He doesn't really contest in the British championship that often, but... It's good for the British fans to see riders like myself and Max racing there week in, week out. Right. As I say, it sort of pumps up your, your public, sort of um, your local uh, profile a little bit. Because mm-hmm. quite often the UK fans, if you don't do the British Championship, they only see you once or twice a year. You know, right. the, the British Grand Prix, maybe a couple of international races. So they kind of get a bit bummed out that they can't see you so often. And uh yeah, it's good for them. At least once a month, we're back in the UK. We run eight rounds of the British Championship, and mm-hmm. that's where I sort of, you know, got my my one day format training from. <laughs> right. We just run uh, Sunday Sunday races there, three motos, but shorter motos of twenty minutes plus two laps. So right. it's a good championship, and you know, I won it last year. It's a, a goal of mine to to win again this year, and it's looking like I'm I'm going to get that tied up again. So another thing to have on the cv so um yeah yeah overall it's a, a nice little championship to do well hey sean uh, i won't keep you up anymore um thank you for for doing this pulp mech show presented by btosports.com and fly racing sean simpson uh great job fourth overall four eight moto scores i know you opened some eyes for sure with uh with your rides and your smooth riding style and and uh, it was really cool to have you come over and like you know you spent your own money you took the time to come over it wasn't easy lots of work and i think that's awesome i think that's uh really says something for you to come over and do it and even better you did well so 
we were better off for yeah. having you on there at the weekend. That was that was awesome. So thank you, uh, thanks for coming on the show. Continued good luck. I'll see you at uh, Glen Helen and the uh, Motocross the Nations. But uh, thanks again, man. Yeah, thanks. Just a big thanks to everyone who's made it possible, and uh, thanks everyone from the press to the riders to the team to everyone just making me feel welcome. So it was a trip worthwhile and uh, something I'll remember for a long time. Cool, man, and congrats on the Lomo thing. That was awesome too. So. Um, let's do that. Let's thanks, do that dude. some more. Okay. Thanks, Sean. Cheers. All thanks right. again. See you. Bye. Bye. Sean Simpson, everybody. Uh, nice guy. Nice, really good guy. Fourth overall. Brought to you by Vortex Racing. Email jake at vortexracing.com for 40% off. Vortex Racing, official uh, bars and sprockets of the Babbitt's Kawasaki team. You guys use Vortex, Eddie? Uh, no, you? we don't use at Vortex. One time? No. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. At one point, Jessica yeah. used Vortex bars and That's sprockets. That's what I thought, yeah. yeah. Those guys are they're good guys over there. And uh and a thousand different gear choices and a V three motocross bar that is twenty nine percent stronger than the competition. Vortex Racing. Email uh Jake at vortexracing.com and get forty percent off. Use the code Pulpamex. So thanks to Vortex, thanks to Sean Simpson for uh, taking the time to do that. That's awesome. Uh, appreciate that. Um Eddie, uh you were a mechanic for well, you were a mechanic for Jess forever, obviously. You also worked for Motor Triple X for a little while, right? Yeah. Uh for who? Um, I actually did a lot of, like, I, I didn't have one set rider. It was always Jess, but I worked for Lowe's. I worked for Huffy. Um, you know, just, like, yeah. filling stuff. When and then on the, on the NFAB, Tyloop team, you worked for Blos? For Blos and, uh, and for Jess. Yeah. And then, uh, I met you KTM 2000. I think I helped you get the job, didn't I? No, I knew Alan. Oh, okay. Did you already know Alan? I knew then? Alan, okay. yeah. And, and you, uh, you worked yeah, for... Yeah, I know. I think you did have a little... Yeah, you I, did. I think I did. And then you worked for Keith Johnson. Mm-hmm. After I worked for Keith and then yeah. broke his, both his wrists. Yeah, you broke his wrist. Yeah, and then he, he comes back. He took him to some <laughs> yeah. dirt, dirty track, and he's still mad today about that. It was no linkage. Dude, the bike didn't have no linkage. He shouldn't have just friggin... Uh, Tried everything on the first lap. Yeah, like, dude, why don't you ride the track real slow? So, <laughs> uh, yeah, so you just... you. You never really wanted to pursue the mechanic thing, though, like full time, full deal. Like you kind of always dabbled in it. Well, and you know what it was. I think was it because just Jess was was more important. That right? and I think I wanted. Well, you remember when I worked at KTM? I still rode. Oh, you were into riding. I rode yeah. all the time. Uh, what was that track down the road? Metal Arc. Metal Arcs. They kicked me out. They did. They said I rode too much. <laughs> they kicked me out. They they finally stopped me one day and said, "You never water. You never help." Like. I said, no, I work at KTM. They said, I got a membership here yeah. since I worked there. <laughs> yeah, but you can't come every day. <laughs> we would ride down, me and Watts yeah. would ride down the railroad ride tracks. Ride down the tracks, yeah. And go ride. And guys would be watering, and I'd be yelling at them while they were watering. I was like, you're putting too much water. <laughs> you know? And then they finally stopped me and said, you can't ride here anymore. What was your best Shane Watts story? Because I, I told a few on, over the air. But. Uh, my best Shane Watts story was at the end of 2000. When they kind of were like, okay, season's over. Everybody's kind of, yeah. you know, we're all contractors. Like, yeah. you know, who wants to stay back and build sail bikes? Remember in Ohio? Yeah. And um, I forget what came I went up. and did the four-stroke national. So I was, right. Uh, yeah. When Komar would go, the brakes and have box, or uh, box fan. Like, so the box fan <laughs> is full of water, three bikes, and I legitimately, oh, it was rainy. And I legitimately, like, couldn't stop in this box fan, this piece of shit box fan. And I rear-ended Kelly Smith's truck, 
I was following him to the track, and he had a trailer hitch, so nothing happened to his truck, but hit the bumper of the box van. Yeah, I, 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 mean, I remember the story clear as day, him like, yelling at you. And I'm like, Komar, what do you want me to do? Like, it, I, full water tank, full loaded. It had no I brakes. Remember. The brakes went right to the floor. And then I wasn't there, and you said, hey, Komar was, is driving your box van up and down. Yeah, the he'd go. There ain't nothing wrong with those brakes. There ain't nothing. Yeah, he, he's well, lying. He was fooling around in my box fan. Yeah, Tom, put water in the tanks. Put a water in the tanks. Put three bikes in and go he try. He was mad at you. But uh, so I stayed back. Um, also, too, Moen. Moen was mad at me, too. When he backed on the garage yeah. door. <laughs> and he just stood there and watched you. Yeah. And you were so mad. You're like, Moen. Yeah. You told me to back up. You could have, like. Stood there and said, like, hey, the door's not so clearing, big, and he just a went. big, big uh. bay door. I grabbed the chain, and I opened the bay door, and I think I got it high enough for the box fan, but I guess I don't. So I'm backing the box fan into the, into the shop, and Moen is standing there and, and like, just looking at Watching me. Watching you. Watching I, I me. I was there. I and I just I go, bang, into the back door because it, it didn't raise low enough. And then he just shook his head and walked away. Yeah. And I'm like, Tom, <laughs> couldn't you... Why don't you say, hey, the door, why don't you pull it up yourself? Why? <laughs> so, yeah, but anyways, okay. so I'm behind, uh, or I stay back, and Watts says, hey, man, you want to uh, be my mechanic? He, remember, that's when he didn't have a mechanic. Yeah. People so, don't believe me that he used to take a stock bike and Right go, out of the crate. Yeah. Right, right out, out of the crate. crate. Yeah. He was pumped because it came with Michelin tires, which he used, and it had a, the he, stock exhaust was chrome. Yeah, he didn't do nothing to it. Yeah. He basically wrote it straight out of the box. And I can remember being out back, and he'd be like, hey, I'm going to cook some food. And I'm like, what do, you, what do you mean? You're cooking food? Like, what are you, what are you cooking? He yeah. goes, oh, I got it. I got this uh, this little hot plate. I call it hottie and naughty. I'm like, what? He goes, yeah, because this one works and this one doesn't. So it's hottie and naughty. <laughs> so, uh, you know, he uh, tells me one time, uh, okay. hey, man, you want What's that? Be your mechanic, yeah. Yeah. You know, so we go to a race. He goes, hey, why don't you ride the industry race and tell me how the track is? So we go to Penton. Yeah. And uh, I break out. I remember Penton, too. He's always angry. Oh, old the old man? man? Yeah. Oh, he was he's, angry. Yeah. Oh, he's like the janitor of yeah. KTM. You know, I don't get it. How's this legend, the janitor? It'd be yeah. like seeing Jeremy McGrath. It's like cleaning toilets at Kawasaki. You <laughs> yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. I don't get it. So anyways, he says, you want to, let's do this and uh, you can do industry class. So I said, all right, yeah, yeah, no problem. He goes, uh. Go grab that bike out of that crate. It was a brand new 520 when uh-huh. 520s came out. Yeah. I got it out. Long story short, I didn't even make a lap. I hit a ditch. The bike hit a car, broke the front end off. <laughs> and Shane looked at me and said, well, I guess I'm going to get to use some parts budget. And I used to, like the whole, I mean, broke the forks, broke the thing, I had a subframe off. It was ridiculous. It hit a car. Hit a, I, I was leading the industry race. Shane Nally was in the race. He yeah. was riding, for, he yeah. was doing the Suzuki thing. And I just turned and I started up this straightaway and I didn't see like a rain rut through the grass. And it like jerked the front end out, like right out of my hands. I'm, we're like, you know, fourth gear pretty yeah. fast. And I slid off the front. The bike went off to the right. I watched it go and go. And it's aiming, you know, yeah. GNCC people just park right on yeah, the side of the road, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. It hits the car, flips up, hits a trailer, and I just play dead because I'm like, these people are going to kill me. <laughs> and, hey, they brought the bike back later that day in two pieces. Like, we didn't even wheel it back. Yeah, yeah. They brought it back later in two pieces, like the front and the back. And Shane <laughs> just kind of looked at it like, 
I can't believe you're still alive for one. Yeah. And so yeah, Watts was a uh, he's remember, definitely a character for uh, sure. I, I still see him now that we're back oh, to yeah. GNCC. Yeah. He's he don't live very far. Yeah. And uh, we see him at the races, and he's still the same Shane, just uh, he, you know, uh, craziest could be yeah. outspoken. Tell you he, he's got. Probably one of the most colorful, you know, characters in off-road racing that rides from a guy named uh, Jason Thomas. Yeah. And uh, they speak their mind. But, you know, I, you see how I am with Cooper. I, I, yeah. I dig it. You right, know what I mean? Right. I used to see him in his little red shorts showering with the hose over the basketball Over the basketball goal. Over the basketball goal. Yeah, that was a shower. Yeah, that was yeah, awesome. There's, a, there's the best GNCC rider in America <laughs> yeah, with a hot plate and showering uh, with a hose. And making tons of money and living out back, sleeping on the floor and yeah. on a, his swag or whatever he calls it. You know yeah. what I mean? So, yeah, he, he was one of a kind, man, for sure. There, yeah, there, there's definitely... There is a second Shane, and it's a guy, Jason Thomas. And like I said, they're a perfect... And he's a, from England, right? Yeah. yeah perfect yeah. match for each other. And uh, um, they're just two really funny guys. And like I said, they don't hold back at all when it comes to talking to the media. Like, they yeah. are not scared to tell it how it is. And MX you know, Sports like that or no? Is MX Sports... Do they like that? Yeah. No, they don't like that. <laughs> I, remember, I, I remember after one race at Unadilla, him and Barry Hawk had a huge Twitter fight because... There was no flagger on the sky shot, and uh, Thomas landed on somebody. And you yeah. know, this is bull crap. How can you do this? Have these guys out here no flagger? Fought back and forth, and of course, they speak their mind. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. it is what it is. Right. Uh, Forrest Butler, Rich Taylor, Sean Simpson, and Eddie Ray in studio. Uh, Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOSports.com and Fly Racing. Voicemails, yes or no? Do we just call it a night? Oh, uh, that's up to you guys. I'm down for anything. I mean, I don't got to leave till tomorrow. Right. If do it's, one or two. If it's for me, I say no. We can do a couple. Let's do two. 702-586-757. Call anytime. Leave a voicemail. Here's some of them. What's up, guys? I just got done listening to the show, and Kiefer's impression of the the stripper announcer or whatever was the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life, besides the, uh, the Bogle impression. I don't know if that was Kiefer that did that, the Bogle impression, like a couple months ago, but... Gosh, that was that was hilarious. I was I was mowing at the golf course, uh, and I was just busting up laughing. All these old people probably thought I was mentally unstable or something. But uh, keep up the good work. Thanks. We got a guy who called in who's buddies with the owner of Sapphires. He's Berluti's buddy also. He said he can get Kiefer into the booth to do like five minutes of announcing. That thing would be awesome. We're gonna, we're gonna try and do. We were again. driving, me and Jessica, yeah. listening to the show. And Kiefer started into that, and you were playing that music. Yeah, I looked over at Jess, and we were just ball. Right. It was his his voice was. Uh, we're gonna, we're gonna have to do it. He, he had it. Yeah, we're he's, gonna have, he's got it. We're gonna have to do this. Kiefer's gonna have to realize his dream. I need to come. I need up, to come and be at the show. Calling up Destiny and Stage yeah. Four, and hey, <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, hi. I just had a quick point. Uh, I just like to say. Buck raining yellow. How dare he ask for that gear? That uh, immediately made me turn off the show. How dare he ask for another set of gear? What a fuck! Fuck raining yellow. <laughs> How many years do you think he needs for free, motherfucker? People, I'm out. Love your show. People are not happy with raining yellow. That that was. I I think he may have. Uh, he may have. You know when you overstay your welcome. Yeah. He yeah. may have. That may have been the straw that broke the camel's back. Right. People, I think they were they were okay with them, yeah. and then all of a sudden, <laughs> just, when all of a sudden, just, you know, it's like it was Stewart, then it was Barsha, 
You know, he kept kind of yeah. – he, yeah. he had a guy. Seven but, gear. Yeah, yeah, seven gear. It's the best out there. People see me. I'm selling it. And then, hey, would it be a bad thing if I asked for a set of free fly gear? <laughs> it's like, yeah. Yeah, it yeah. would be. Yeah. 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 Hey, Steve. Rob again from NorCal. Hey, uh, this Project 88 thing, you're probably uh, getting into it right now. But uh, you know what would be really cool is to have a full Kiefer Inc. test suite done on that bike. Like, you must have some sort of report form or something where he verbalizes his findings when he tests uh, contemporary bikes. But let's get the full review going on the 88. That'd be sweet. All right. Good job, guys. Yeah, the uh, the plan is for Kiefer to ride Project Eighty Eight when it uh, when it gets done, and, and you saw it today, Project Eighty Eight. I, uh, I, I actually went into the garage. I saw Project Eighty Eight, and I'm far. blown away. It's I'm blown far. away. Bike looks awesome. Like you've done a great. I, it looks really good. Like I I think that it looks. Be- the factory guys probably wish it looked like that in Eighty Eight. Yeah. Being a little kind to me, but I'll appreciate it. Are, are you kidding me? The Love frame, right the, the wheels, the triple clamps, everything you pointed out. Yeah, come on. Yeah. Why no. wouldn't you want? No. Why wouldn't you want that bike? Yeah. All right. Hey, we miss Berluti. We need to make sure that he's okay. See how the retired life is. You never know. Maybe he's got like a part-time job, greeter at Walmart. Welcome to Walmart. I love you. You know, something good. So uh, let's get Berluti on the show. Even if you guys have a cold column or something, uh, let's hear from him and see what's going on. Thanks. Look forward to the next show. Take it easy. Amen. Uh, a guy in the chat room said, uh, speaking of mooches, Steve gets free stuff for his project bikes and then sells them for 5K. Listen here, Jackhole. First of all, I pay for most everything on that bike. Uh, I got a deal on the Cowie. I think I paid for everything. Got a good price. But it doesn't matter what I do. I promise the magazine exposure, the Racer X films, and the Pulpamex exposure. That's all I promise to these companies. And they give me product. I got more free stuff for Project 88 than I did for Project 90. But I don't see a problem with that. What are you supposed to do? You're supposed to get the stuff, promote it in videos and magazines like you say you do, and then what, just keep it forever? You can never get rid of it. That's like Eddie. That's like you getting something for Jessica and just you, you can't get rid of it. You can't. Yeah. Um, you know, you're never going to make everybody happy. So, right. At the same time, you never rode the Project 90. So, I never rode it, but plenty of people did. I know. So, Hey, Masses, thanks for all you do. You're the best at the best. Quick comment, though, no, on the last episode. The show. No, Look, show I know Steve. it's in the water. He said you. Political correctness out there. But let's keep it moto. Everybody wants to hear Langston's fish family stories and and everybody's gripes about hunting. I mean, I know he prides himself on not pulling the trigger, but let's face it, every time you stuff a hamburger in your mouth, you pull the trigger. And, I mean, are we supposed to just sit around and starve to death? I don't think so. What about all the plant families? I mean, they have feelings too, right? Way too, uh, Anyways, way to just take it extreme, buddy. Way to just take it extreme. Langston and I were talking more about sport hunting. People go out and shoot the rhinos and the uh, the lions. Not shooting deer and using deer to eat it or shooting a cow. They pay outrageous whatever. amounts of money. And basically, 
they're going on to where the rhinos are comfortable. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it's, it's, it's not like they're sneaking up on it. They dive on it, throw it in the chokehold, and no. wrestle it, and say, "Oh, I yeah, killed it." You no know? one's saying like the deer shooting a deer is. Well, Pookie would say shooting a deer is not cool. When but. he did those crazy Instagrams. I f- he kind of got me on the one where he, you know he, he puts he, the little he, deer laying next to the dead yeah. mom and you're like oh he feels so-. but you know yeah. uh, I can no, see he, hey, everybody Grant, in, I'm an animal Grant, animal lover Grant's so. a rider yeah he expressed himself terribly terribly he didn't say sport hunting he said hunting yeah he just he was terrible I thought his message was really I get it strong feelings I respect that awesome. But the way he did, I'm like, come on, GL. Yeah. Like, and I, I, I'm the same way. I'm not a hunter. I don't, you know. But I don't, I don't say don't go do it, you know. But I feel bad about people who just kill them for no, you know, yeah. no good reason. Or you know? you know, I mean, if you're gonna hunt, do you need a, you know, a, a massive scope and you're just sitting in this grass all day? I mean, go yeah. hunt it. You know, I mean, go really like, you like know, jump out of a tree, throw it in the chokehold. Yeah, hole. at least use a, use a, maybe use a bow and arrow. That's gnarly, right? Yeah, yeah some I mean, people you do. Got, you got to get close, you know, enough some and all that. Do, yeah, yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, uh, line one, Glenn wants to know about the word of the day. Just figure I'd let you know. Glenn. Glenn. Hey, yo. The hey, wo- what's up, guys? The word of the day for uh, Utah is uh, Mr. Snuffleupagus. Are you going to get Jason to agree to that? He already did. We did a podcast today. He agreed to it, Mr. Snuffleupagus. Oh, bro, I missed it. Yeah, it's it's uh, not on Racer X right now officially, but it was out today. It'll be on Racer X tomorrow morning. All right, all right. So we're off. We're offline. We're not. We're not live on because I got the Pulp Show on my uh, PC going right now. So we're offline. No, we're live. All right, cool. Well, uh, Snuffleupagus, it is. Yeah, um, Mr. Snuffleupagus. <laughs> All right, thanks, bro. Thanks, man. Just my two cents. Let's keep in mind, uh, you guys have the best show out there by far. And let's stay away from these topics with the no-win situation. He's right. There is no win. Religion, gun control, hunting. There's no win. No, absolutely not. There's not even any win on when I say, hey, America, you have a gun problem. Because you have more mass shootings in America and more gun deaths than any other civilized country in the world. And everyone gets mad at me. Like, no one can even agree that there's too many gun deaths. No, it's fine. It's good. I'm like, okay, but you look at Canada, Germany, Sweden, Australia. Look what they're doing. No, it's fine. Okay. Second Amendment, bro. Can't even agree on that. Second Amendment, bro. You don't right. like it? We'll take down the Confederate flag. Yeah, no, no. I they got do, it. I they're got doing it. that in my like. Obviously, like South would, Carolina is a Confederate yeah. state. There's. I don't care about ever, that. No, but yeah. listen. Ever since they've taken this flag down, yeah, everybody just started flying them on their car. <laughs> if they would have never taken the flag down, right, made it hey, worse. Right, there are trucks all over South Carolina with the flag. I mean, there's this is like a normal thing now. Right, right, right. Like flags behind every truck that's out there. If they would have just left it on the building, yeah. They would have been one flag. Yeah. Now they took one flag down to put 4,000 flags up. And you know what? Whoever makes this Confederate flag that is out there sewing them yeah. is making millions. <laughs> They're killing it right now. Right. I uh, I don't really care too much about that flag. I get it. I understand what it stands for and all that, but it's been flying forever. So it's kind but of it the, just doesn't make sense. One got, comes no, down, yeah, 4,000 yeah. go up. Right, right. And yeah. then they just had a recently somebody who was flying it behind their truck and a, a Colored gentleman decides yeah, yeah, to run it. out to try to pull it off, and he gets run over and dies. Oh, really? 
Yeah. So we're just causing more problems. Yeah. This yeah. country's retarded, man. Like, just, it's it's awesome. I can't believe that we can't at least agree there's too many shootings. We can't even agree on that. No, there is. I mean, but no, how, no. Yeah. People will argue to death with you that there isn't. So you know, you can't take their guns away. It's America, but at the same time, you know, it's. It's it's I not guns don't kill people. It's idiots with guns that kill people. Well, no, people. no, the idiots have ruined it for everybody else. I'm sorry, Mister Responsible Gun Owner. I'm really right. sorry. Um, you cannot have a gun. You can have a rifle. You can have a handgun. You cannot have a bulletproof vest. You cannot have a gun that shoots semi-automatic wep- weapons. Other idiots have ruined that for you. That's how I look at it. I apologize. We know you're responsible for it. But all these people that have mental issues. That are easily accessible to a gun. I've ruined it for everybody else, so I apologize for that. So, um, all right. And then again, we started it's a talking. Topic. About, Nobody wins. We just started talking about how it's a no win, and now we're talking about the right. topic. So let's move on. No win. All right. Thanks. Keep it up. Hey Steve, this is D Five. I wanted to say thank you for all the great content you guys put out. But a word of caution: I've been listening since you very first started. You guys are great. You have fantastic opinions about things know about, but please be careful when you stray into areas like people's religion, like guns, like hunting, you know, a lot of that's opinion, and quite frankly, you need to respect other people's opinions as well, but, but just like, like you expect. I get it, but now I can flip this around and say, I have an opinion. Yeah. You need to respect mine. And you know what? Nobody wins. No, we're, no, no. We're right, no. We're right back where no, we started. I mean, nobody's going to win. Yeah, nobody's, but like this guy saying, you need to respect other people. Well, they need to respect mine. It doesn't matter. Anyways, I mean, America. he's got a point. We're doing a motocross show. We got a point. <laughs> yeah, America. We, we do a motocross show, and we don't do a political show, and, and this and that. So, Tom Brady. Do you expect your he, he deflated the balls. You think so? Yeah, he deflated sure. the balls. Right. Yeah. Don't give me that. He himself did it. No. No. Okay. Yeah. But he had someone order. But it's weird how it. he gets a four-game suspension, and the guy who uh, beat up his chick also has a four-game suspension. Yeah, that's the other thing. Like, if you look in the rule book, the fine for that punishment is only $25,000. And he got a four-game suspension. NFL's great. It's like America. Well, uh, the AMA isn't much better. Very no, true. No, they're not. Very no, true. They're, no, they are not. <laughs> they're not much better, so. Um, all right, what do you do? Don't talk out of your butt about stuff you don't know about. Um, education is key. Moderation in this world is short supply. Um, extremism on both sides. There's way too much of it. Encourage people to become educated and be tolerant and allow people to live in different areas or do different things to make their own decisions and their own choices and respect those people's rights to make those decisions and choices and don't slam them for it. Yeah, I, I, I agree. You can do what you want. I have choices too. Gun murders in developed countries, USA, 3.2. The next highest in developed countries is Switzerland at a 0.8. So 3.2 to 0.8 gun murders in developed countries rate per 100,000 of the population. So someone could maybe prove, bring some chart that shows me wrong, but I'm looking at one right now that tells me the USA has got way more gun murders than other developed countries. And I think that's wrong. But people don't. Other people don't. And I love the people. Wait. I'm, God damn it. We're on to this. But I love the people that are like, look, we carry guns. To stop the people who have guns. When have you ever heard the uh, Col- Columbine, the the church shooting, the uh, Virginia Tech, Virginia Tech, the movie theater shooting? Where's all these people 
that are gunning down the gun gunmen. The gunmen. Like you're always like, oh, well, dude, you know, it's awesome because now we have guns and so people can shoot those crazy people. Never happens. You never hear like, dude was gonna mass murder everybody, but thankfully there was a sheriff there and he saved the day. You never hear that. Huh, yeah. Hey, here's a funny story though. The other night or a few weeks ago, we walk into a restaurant. We're walking to a Chili's. Me, a couple buddies, Jess. In walks a guy. He obviously had a license to, to carry. He had, well, you know, civilian clothes. Yeah. But he had a gun on his hip. And it was really uncomfortable for, like, it was just weird. Like, this guy, like, he made it known that you could see the gun. Yeah. Like, he's yeah. in a restaurant yeah. full of families. And he's got this gun. And everybody's just kind of looking at him like, you know, it almost makes you feel a little bit like, is this the guy that might freak out? Right. Like, he's got the gun on his yeah. hip. Like, if you have a, I mean, even those people go crazy. But it, it's the first time I've ever been, other than an officer, that yeah, yeah. I'm, like, in a restaurant that yeah. I could see. Like, he made it very clear right. that you, like, he even walked with, like, his hand up. And I, me and Jess and all of us just sat there and talked about it, like, right. it's kind of weird. Like, yeah. this is not hey, comfortable. At least that dude can only get six shots off before someone, you know, before he needs to reload. The dudes who buy the AK-47s and the AR-50s, and they just got clips, just banana clips of 100 bullets or whatever it is. Oh. You're like, do we need that? Are you hunting deer with that? No. What are you doing with that? Are you, do you have plans for this bulletproof vest, sir? Uh, anyways. There's just no in-between in this country. No winner. Here we go again. I, just, I think it's too bad. I think this country is awesome. There's many, many things I love about America. I love, there's many things I love about Canada. But one of the things that drives me crazy is these shootings are happening and everybody just mourns for a few days and goes, man, that's too bad. That church, that church thing, man, seven innocent people, uh, that, that Columbine, um, the movie theater, ah, oh, that's too bad. And then nothing changes. Nothing changes. Heard an interview with Obama on Mark Maron's podcast and he said that that's the one regret he's got was he's never able to change any of those gun laws. Said he would, vowed he would, Congress shut him down. Anyway. It's it. I just don't get it. I don't get it. Our society doesn't look at it and go, "What are we doing? What are we doing?" I don't know. Blows me away. And now what, I'm going to be a victim of some mass shooting. I'm going to be. I told everybody. Yeah, it'll be too late. But <laughs> let's go. Okay. Oh, my kids got possibly picked up by the two ambulance systems of the Pittsburgh PD or the Pittsburgh mayor or some shit. I think he's being a premenstrual or something he's been real shitty and I don't want to deal with him so can you find out if they make it home okay or go up there and call it back in and say um, we're the mom and we have to pick up and, and bring him back home I called up Warren Security and um, I, call, I, I announced the AMC but I didn't call the AMC yet but can you go there see what's I got the most yep she's back well she's back there. every week but she's back every week but she must have left 40 messages in the off week. We were off last that week. That would have been great a few weeks ago when she called in if she would actually tits, stay on the phone. That was phone. tits. Oh. That it's, happened, it was. Yeah. it's happened before. Like, there's times I get calls like from She like, calls line three. Yeah. like That's be the line number one. she has. Yeah. Three, the line three number. Yeah, you I always know. You need to cancel that line. Just that number. She yeah, you it. need to cancel that number. Honestly, I think I'm thinking about putting a block on it because she, like, I have to go through the voicemails and there's 40 of them. The horse has been beaten. I mean, I don't even, I just delete them now. I don't listen to them. Like, that one was just one for, I threw a bone to all you fans who would like her, but I'm just like, delete, delete, delete. I don't even want to hear what she has to say. You Can you block a number? You can block a number, right? 
Of course. Call call like phone company? Yeah. You like know. block this number? Yeah, whatever phone right. company you're using to run this. Alright. Matt. Uh I'm catching up on the archives and I'm watching the first moto from Spring Creek because I just haven't been able to watch them live because I don't have Mav TV. But anyways, I'm watching or I just watched the podium speech with Savachi. And I noticed with him and a bunch of other people, it's like fucking Fort Knox to figure out what's going on with them. Like, Georgia just asked, like, what he did, and he just said stuff. Like, why it's your pet peeve. Why is it with these riders you can't even figure out Everything's like, what they're a doing during the week? Like, like yep. it's all basically the same thing, but they're all training basically similar, but why, like, why are they never specific in, like, telling the interviewer like what they're doing or what they've changed or something like it's it's motocross it's all very similar so they found the magic why is that um just all of a sudden the show. they okay. found the magic mm-hmm. we found something this week that changed everything yeah are you the magic first person to ever find it you know i don't get that are you the first person to ever find you know you, yeah. that ever found it it's stupid do this on the air and i called him last week i had the question about ryan dungy so, uh, yeah, have a good one. Hey, man. Kiefer needs to be on constantly. The dude's got the dream job. I mean, test driving for anything is probably pretty sick. I know the spreadsheets and everything, but the dude is so humble. It's fucking, it, it's it's nice to hear. Because that sucks. I love the riding. Uh, born a Deseret will always be a dead rat, but it, it, it's sick. So, uh, yeah, just give him props. I know he gets plenty, but yeah. Alright, thank you, man. And you guys do an amazing show, by the way. Bye. Thanks, bro. Hey, Steve. Love all the shows, but for all that's holy, please quit giving away free stuff to these morons you call in begging. I can't stand hearing these mooches call in every week. Uh, love the shows, though. Just that one little great. Thanks. What's up, guys? This is Danny from South Florida. Just sitting here watching uh, the Unadilla races on TV. I got a question for you. How come I only see Dungey only sponsored by always sponsored by uh, Target, and he never does anything about him when he's on the podium? But he's always the Target logo is always on his jersey and his gloves. You guys have any insight on what he's getting paid or how he got that deal with Target? Thanks for taking my call. He got Bye. the deal from his mom knows somebody at Target. They're Minneapolis-based company. Uh, and then he holds his hands up with the Target logo. Yeah, but, but I, I always wonder the same thing. Like, he never says, oh, yeah. Target, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And that logo, you know, maybe some people Don't might not know. pick yeah, up yeah, yeah, what, what that is, really right? is, you know right. what I mean? So, um, all right. I heard they bought, I, I, it was rumored that do they buy him that motorhome or they pay for his motorhome? They remember might. It's all, remember they it's might. All targeted it's targeted out. out. Yeah. yeah, it's targeted out. Uh, that's it. All right, we're done. Um, thanks, everybody, for listening. We appreciate it. Force Butler, Sean Simpson, Rich Taylor, Eddie Ray, the great the F1. Dude, it was awesome. It's Thank a, you. Yeah, I think it's better on this end than driving down I-75 right. listening to The it. only bad thing is, is now you don't have an archive to listen to this week. I know, but I don't have to drive anywhere for a while, so right. we're good. Right, right. Uh, I had fun doing it, man. I really appreciate you coming in. That's awesome. No, thanks for having me. Uh, BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech, Vortex Racing, Roost Graphics, X-Brand Goggles, and Fab Jeep and Truck Parts, Hot Cams, 
Works Connection, Atlas Neck Braces, FMF Racing, W Wheels, Guts Racing, Two Under, Galfer Brakes, KTMParksExpress.com, and Black Ops Moto. Always check out sponsor deals on PulpAmexShow.com for the discount codes. Support us, and uh, we'll support people that uh, support us, and uh, we'll support Eddie Ray, and he'll support us, and support everybody. Nitro Circus, we're going to give some tickets away soon. We're going to have Pastrana on the show one of these weeks. Check out NitroCircus.com, and of course, the uh, the uh, Soaring Eagle, Edge of Summer Race out there. So I'm going to see you, through. You think if you give me those tickets, you think you can give me a free plane ticket, too? Everybody else asks for free stuff. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Yeah, give absolutely. me a plane ticket yeah. to yeah. Columbus or wherever. Right, yeah, wherever you got to go to go see Natural <laughs> Circus, no problem. Thanks uh, thanks to our guests, thanks to our sponsors, mostly thanks to you guys. Thanks to Swisscore, thanks to Moser, thanks to Pookie. Uh, Gibbs, thank you, bro. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Always Way to hang in there. Please bring up the energy level next next week. I, you're a little down this week, so hopefully nothing, nothing bad happening with your love life. No, I'm so. good. Just chilling today. Um, perfect and uh, thanks everybody we'll see you next week appreciate it see ya see ya there's something I want to get off my chest and it's about that summer when you went away to community college I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine and I did it I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine I, I mean spread man I pulled my butt apart and stuff and I was totally nude and it was weird. I, I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho, but I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho. <laughs>